2021 Manktacular Franztacular uh, 12 guests of I don't know I lost what I was gonna say uh, it's the Franztacular I don't want to be drowned out by whatever accordion music yeah. is playing right now <laughs> yes mm-hmm. all right uh, I'm Jesse Catherine Weber this is Can I Kick It a podcast about film festivals I'm joined by Andy Germuga not French in any way. Number one, France Stan, <laughs> Cullen Edge <Edwee>. Wee. <laughs> Not the movie, the country, right? Huh? There's a movie? <laughs> <laughs> Emilio Diaz. Alright, so, uh, we're going to be joined by a number of guests yes. to discuss cavalcade. the film France by Bruno Dumont. Uh, the French Dispatch by Wes Anderson, The Country France, uh, but just to get us going, we're joined by an absolutely delicious looking baguette. Baguette, hey, how bonjour. are you doing? Uh, I'm pretty good, pretty good. Happy to be here. Thank you. Uh, Alright, so, we we were getting into this before we started recording. Jesse is getting very close to taking a bite clean. of the baguette. We literally... Yeah, I am getting to that now. I'm very scared. Oh my god! Oh, no. <laughs> oh god! Oh it hurts! Oh the pain! The pun! But yet, isn't the pain like... Pun is French for bread! Isn't the pain good though? Because like, this is like what your purpose is, right? Is like to be... That's pretty bleak. <laughs> yes, but it still hurts! Did you know that we wrote Sausage Party just now? <laughs> uh, <laughs> we didn't right. write it. Um, it was more of an improv thing. <laughs> sure. So, you it's taste like pretty party. good. I maybe could have got out some butter, but yeah, I some I mean, bu- right. butter. It's not hot, right? This is just like a like you haven't warmed it. Just at a all. baguette. It's just it's a, a cold baguette. baguette. <laughs> Big old chop <laughs> taken out of it. <laughs> it's been in this bag for hours. A room temperature <laughs> baguette. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's going in for more. She took another bite. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh. So yeah. So yeah. As as previously mentioned, we're going to be mostly discussing two films. Both of which. I thought uh, we're mostly going to have food on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming you have a uh, crepe next. Yeah. T- tune in for our last guest, uh, croissant. <laughs> yep. Um, croissant. Yeah. Of course, uh, the only but, fries I recognize are freedom fries, so we will not Yeah, Andy was really... <laughs> the first time we let uh, Andy's not killed the French person on site, and that's because Jesse did it for him. I'm not dead yet. Yeah, that's right. Um, did we have any questions for the baguette? <laughs> Escalade. Uh, um, would you prefer to be eaten What do you think butter? about the films of Bruno Dumont? Uh... Hmm. Uh, I do not uh, need any butter. It does not really matter all too much to me. Uh, I do not have much thoughts on the films of Bruno Dumont. I appreciate that you are taking all this time to ouch, discuss a uh, French filmmaker. But uh, other than that, I have not seen any of his films. Have you seen the French Dispatch? Uh, 
when I, I I should say I haven't seen any films. I am a uh, wow. stick of red. That's right. You've only been in existence probably since maybe two days ago or something. Like I don't know how long our bed gets. Fresh this yes. still in it's on demand today. The, the day that we're recording this. Oh, right. oh, good. If I'm not dead after this, I might catch it. So I have a question, Baguette. Why is it sometimes when I take a bite out of you, you're so crunchy on the outside that it hurts the top of my mouth? Well, <laughs> cost of doing business, having, it's, what, it's what you signed having, up for. I don't know what to tell you. Having had experience with this particular Baguette, I don't think you'd have to worry about that with okay. this one. But you did not, say it was room temperature, uh, so sometimes... Hey, maybe you are just dealing with some shitty yeah, like, baguettes. If you, look, to tell if you look here, it's a little bit kind of crusty yeah. here. Yeah, sometimes baguette's pretty sharp. Yeah, I feel like I feel like that's maybe more of like an Italian oh. thing than a French mm. thing. <laughs> oh, oh. Baguettes are oh. very popular. <laughs> <here. Hey>. <laughs> <laughs> I think baguettes are supposed to be crusty. French spectacular. Get the Italians out of here. Yeah, that's next year. We'll. What's the best bread? Are you asking us general? or the baguette? baguette? <laughs> yeah, I guess ba- we know baguette. Yeah, the the best best bread. Next question. Um, best bread. I love sourdough. Mm, sourdough is good. Interesting. I mean, I have a question for baguette, if I may. I know I'm sort of dominating. Yes, go ahead. <laughs> uh, so you sentience for the baguette? Are you starting oh, no. in the dough stage, or is it not until you're fully been baked? Uh, well, it uh, happens when they add the yeast, you see. Okay, uh, so because like, it is a living organism. When so Jesse you takes fully a bite out of you, feel the baking process, and you yes, feel like when they use hell. the lom to like <laughs> cut the little slits and the top of yep. you, you feel that. Yes. So your whole yes, life is pain, is what you're telling yes. us. Well, basically, <laughs> they're very clever. Very clever. <laughs> One egg is enough. Yeah, very clever. The bread is pain. <laughs> um, That's right. Um, uh, all right. And then, was there anything else for the baguette that we had? <laughs> I mean, you didn't even ask my name. Oh, just, I guess we uh, just assumed baguette. baguette. It'd be like if we called our guest human. Uh, what's your yes. name, baguette? Yeah. Uh, bun me from O. Bon me from O? Bun. Yes. Like, I guess, yeah. Sort of. L- like theory from O. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get it. Sure. Yeah. Bun yeah. me from O. <laughs> All yes. right. Uh, it was uh, baked in can. You didn't ask, but uh, wow, wow, that's quite yeah. an expert. Well, I, I, this, this is yeah, very impressive. I didn't know that Jesse could have so you shipped from can. <laughs> no, well, of course. The giant, soup, the giant supermarket apparently. <laughs> Only the best for the French spectacular. Can to can. <laughs> of course. All right. Um, USPS shipping delayed. What is the south of France like? We have oh, yeah, no, it's uh, nice. Uh, I don't I don't really you... have eyes. So, uh... <laughs> Jesse's eating a full <laughs> loaf of bread <laughs> in front of us in real time. You've just broken in half. Oh, no. The remainder <laughs> of you has broken in half. At this point, I don't like, even feel the pain. Broken in half. God, this is, this is like a David audio. Blaine. Like... What an audio experience this is. <laughs> um, yeah, um, I guess... So we have set you like yeah. So if you remember, are you the friends bank with t- Bree? <laughs> Larson, hello, Bunny, <laughs> <laughs> are you there? Oh, sorry. What, what were you asking? Are you friends with Bree the cheese? And 
Or, no, never met them. What about never, Brie Larson? I mean, it's it's an entire genre of food. Again. So is a baguette, to be fair. Yes. <laughs> but I'm a specific baguette. Right. Sure. If you have never met do you know, Aubrey. Yeah. Do you know uh, Colette Krim, the famous Brie? <laughs> you made that up. That's a fake. Famous Brie? You got me. There is no such thing as a famous Brie. I mean, think Brie. about Brie Larson. I'm sure. Brie. I'm sure. Uh, oh, good boy. We haven't got... We haven't gotten into Cullen's cheese thing on this podcast. <laughs> what do you mean, like cheese, a cheese thing? <laughs> he like he likes he cheese likes the cheese. Play That's much. not we true. Went third, we went to a cheese plate at Tiff. He kept picking. We, okay, out whoa, 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 whoa! You've already bastardized like the entire story. We did not order a cheese right. plate. Get the cheese lore right, you scrub. Hold on, hold on. We're gonna cut to the next segment now. And then when we get... We haven't uh, really introduced much of what we're doing here, but okay. There's not Where's the French tacular? What is there to say? Sure, we're talking about those movies. That kind of get your ass. It's like the Manktacular from last year, except with France and French Dispatch. (laughs) And it's Um, worse. (laughs) Yeah. And we're really excited and thankful for all our guests, and uh, we'll see you... Mm -hmm. You know, I I think this is maybe the last time... Not all our guests. Sure. This is maybe the last time the four of us will be together until the outro. Who knows? We'll see. Scheduling... It's a fun thing. That's crazy to think um, about. We'll give it a shot. Yeah. But um, um but yeah. Enjoy you, the next segment. Enjoy. <laughs> yeah. Bye. Enjoy the next segment and when we're back, you'll heal Kellen's version of the cheese story. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh welcome back to the France Tacular uh 2021. Uh we're now joined uh by uh film critic and programmer Jordan Cronk. Hey, Jordan. Hi, thanks for having me back. Yeah. Appreciate it. Yeah, so we're we're mostly gonna talk about the uh, the Dumont film, uh, France, but I guess any uh, topic related to the country of France is <laughs> in play for this episode and any segment. And also, uh, if you have any comments on Wes Anderson's The French Dispatch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, maybe we can start with uh to kind of set the context for this movie because we haven't really talked this is our first segment so we haven't talked about it yet uh so this movie it's uh was shot i think it was uh, my memory is that it was done before the pandemic because it was expected to play can that year yeah uh under the title uh, on a half clear morning, which, which is uh, so good. Yeah. <laughs> it is a good title, though. One of my uh, friends did say to me that if it were called "On a Half Clear Morning," we would not be doing this. Episode. I guess that is true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, and then there was like this weird. I think I even talked about it because we talked about Dumont uh, back in like August. We did. Yeah. Uh, Flanders and Slack Bay and so it was out then and I talked about how there's this weird thing where everyone was saying up until like a day before the can announcement France isn't going to be there it's locked in at Venice and then all of a sudden it was in the can lineup uh, which was strange uh, especially based on what the reception ended up being, which uh, was not good, but you were there, Jordan, so you maybe uh, have more specifics on that. Right. Um, 
Well, I don't know when the film was actually finished, but I think you are correct as far as... Because uh, I, I interviewed him uh, last... I don't know when it was. When, when Joan of Arc came out uh, okay. in the U.S. Um, and he... Yeah. I, that was right, actually, when that when the can list for 2020 was announced like the right. day, day before that. Mm-hmm. And I mentioned something like, you know, people were expecting your new film to maybe be in can. I think he was mentioned saying like, Oh, I'm still finishing it or something. So it was, <laughs> okay. he was, he was completing it at that point, but yeah, it might've been, okay. it seemed like it was shot probably before the pandemic. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think every film except for like one of his features is premiered in Cannes, So that would have been weird yeah, if, so. especially yeah. one specifically about France. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, although, I did have a friend say, like, right after we saw the movie in Cannes, like, there's no way that Terry Fromeau liked that movie. Like, <laughs> 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 he had to have gotten in for some other reasons, but, uh... Um, but, yeah, I was there. Um, it did not go over too well. Um, mm-hmm. Over, I mean, the critical reaction to most of his recent films has been kind of mixed, to say the least. Um, yeah, but I do feel like even this one was like especially i guess the last one that was in competition at can was slack bay and i feel like that maybe not among the american press but at least did have more fans at right. can than this did yeah i think with the films he's making now like when they're in competition at can there's like so much extra or a lot of people who wouldn't watch his the films anyway right. go see yeah. them so the reaction is more divisive like when slack bay was in competition that was also like trounced because like people don't know what to make of it but if it was like in director's Fortnite with like uh jeanette or whatever and a more mm-hmm. specialized or like uh knowledgeable people go see it uh i think the reaction for that movie was much nicer and yeah, yeah. i think just the placement of his films is kind of a dictate some of the reaction sometimes because yeah the yes the so. uh kind of trade reviews of this one especially were pretty pretty negative um but yeah, yeah as far as the screening it, it definitely got like a i don't know booze it was <laughs> not not maybe correct but more just like moans just <laughs> when it was over just kind of like uh, yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah so it was just kind of like uh, it gets sometimes in can there's like sarcastic uh <laughs> applause i think it was maybe maybe some people were doing that um and That's then it got it just got some okay. grumbling kind of at, at the end um but it's hard to say too when you're seeing it in France and what their reaction is going to be about a movie specifically about their culture. So that mm-hmm. obviously right. probably played some into it because, you know, the Americans that I knew, they all seem to quite like it. But we're also a more specialized group. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's interesting to look at the kind of critical reaction because if you look at like uh, more specialized publications, whether it's Mm-hmm. Kahe du Cinema or uh, like the film comment uh, roundup of uh, like letter grades or star mm-hmm. grades, whatever it was uh, yeah. that I contributed to, like it had better notices there than it yeah. would have dictated if you just looked at like the uh, like the screen jury grid or whatever they, yeah. they show, which was probably pretty, pretty low. Yeah. How is um, talking to Dumont? Like, what's his vibe? Oh, uh, well, I've interviewed him twice now. Okay. Once, once for Slack Bay. Um, and then once on like a Zoom call for okay. uh, Joan of Arc, uh, which is available online still, I think on YouTube. But um, he's nice. And the first time I interviewed him, I was more nervous because he's like has a reputation of being very, uh, you mm-hmm. know, serious and severe. Uh, 
but at that time, you know, he started to make comedies at that point. So yeah. it was a little less like, okay, this could be maybe fun or maybe he'll loosen up. And he's not that he's not loosened up, but he still has very serious answers about the comedy films yeah. too. So, uh, but no, the second time, uh, I had a, I don't know, not a better time, but like I had more time. We had like a, mm-hmm. it's like an hour long and he, I don't know if he remembered me, but he remembered doing those interviews for Slack Bay. And we talked about that a little bit. And, uh, yeah, so he, I, th- I think it's just the kind of questions. There's, there's filmmakers like, you know, Claire Denis or yeah. Angela Shanelak and these people who like, <laughs> if you don't, if you ask them stupid questions, they're going to get angry or give you, <laughs> yeah, give, yeah. give you very blunt answers. So mm-hmm. I've interviewed, uh, I haven't talked to Claire Denis, but like Shanelak too, I had like a good conversation with, but I think you just have to like ask some smart questions and not yeah. just like, what's it like working with the... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, because he's a, I mean, intelligent filmmaker wants to talk mm-hmm. yeah. seriously about the about the work. So, yeah, yeah. I guess it's just watching just like my limited experience watching Bruno Dumont's film, which is just Sl- Flanders, Slack Bay, in this. Yeah. It's like I would wonder what e- he would even consider a serious <laughs> good question to me. Yeah. I have I have no idea what to make of what he was going for apart from like vague observations i can make based on tone yeah well those are three i mean those three films kind of represent the three uh phases i guess because you could say that the new film france uh maybe is starting a new phase which it might seem like so yeah yeah um which is one of the most interesting things about him since he's switches gears now it seems Mm -hmm. about every 10 years or so so yeah that is like uh because when we did that dumont episode i think most of us uh although our fourth co-host i don't think has liked any of his movies but um uh i was like very like flanders obviously is like a pretty intense movie and like uh i think he does that well and then Slack Bay, I like had a really hard time with, um, mm-hmm. and then this one I think is like incredible. Um, yeah. And I know um, uh, our pa- last week's guest um, <laughs> Lawrence Garcia was saying that this sort of uh, unlocked Dumont for him, and like uh, I I don't know if I feel the same because they are so different, but I am like. After Slack Bay, I was like, I'm, like, maybe not in on this guy anymore. And now I'm like, I will trust him again. I will give him whatever sort of rope he needs. Because I feel like this is so, like, just, uh, it's so, and like, astute. And, like, uh, very, like, I just was like, this guy's a genius. This is so, <laughs> just so smart and funny. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it is, that is kind of the thing. This, and it may be... I think it almost deceptively feels like a sort of new phase for him because I think by the end it feels closer to the other comedies and I almost like looking back at it over the past few days it kind of feels like in some ways that is just a productive lens to look through it is that it is throughout just a very funny movie still (laughs) along with the sort of commentary that is very much there um and yeah it's been interesting to see the reception it feels like it is just now with like the year-end lists from film comment and screen slate and those types of publications kind of starting to get its due because like i saw it at the critic screening at toronto and that also went 
pretty poorly. <laughs> yeah. I, I think there were a number of uh, scenes in which uh, I may have been the only one laughing. <laughs> oh, yeah, that that happened when I saw it in Cantu. Me and the two people who I saw it with, we were talking after as well. Like, we were the only people laughing during, like, the car crash scene at the end. Yes. Which, like, how are, you not, how are you not laughing at that yeah, by, that's by so like, a minute into it when it's just, like... The car's falling off the stop. cliff. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's it's insane. Yeah. But that's what I knew. That's what I knew that we were like approaching the film, where we had a completely different perspective than the rest of the audience, probably on the film yeah. at that point. Because you're, I mean, that's two hours into the movie or whatever when that happens. And if you don't yeah. think that's funny at that point, then you're like have misread the whole thing, probably. Yes. I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was like the the second that like she is staging everyone at the. Like the like yeah. the the military people, I was like, "This is insane!" Yeah, it's so yeah. funny. Uh, and then also like talking about the car crash scene, like how there's such like a sort of uh, there's like a blend of different types of like footage there with like GoPro inside and like how he's breaking it down. The like his formal approach to it is so fascinating. Where like you have obviously the camera is such an important thing in the movie and like there's a scene where like an arm reaches from behind the camera but not in like a news scene and then you have like the odd sort of set of the car that she drives in where people can just like walk through the doors basically and there's like the rear projection and I'm like it's just so like beguiling and like fascinating I'm like there's so much Mm -hmm. to this structurally that also is just like gravy that it is hilarious and Leia Sadu is giving this like outstanding performance. Right. Yeah. yeah I think uh oh go ahead. Mm-hmm. No no, no two things one. I think I my reaction to it was more like Lauren said last week where it did sort of unlock something for me, but it it's more sort of clarified for me because when we did that previous Dumont episode, my sort of end take of it was just sort of be like was just sort of like Flanders is so brutal that it almost has to be sort of a farce, and then Slack Bay is so is so silly that you almost have to take it seriously, almost. And that is what I think the level at which France is operating for him. That and I think why this is such an impressive movie for him, which is just like a movie where all the all the tragedy is a farce and all the melodrama. I mean, no, it's like all the melodrama is a farce, and then everything that is like almost outwardly funny it's you can almost feel the anger like when she's like directing those scenes at it's at, at the at mm-hmm. the war site and yes. then when there is something that reads as very serious and an emotional that is the sort of thing where you can sort of feel the movie turning its nose at and it's like an extremely delicate tonal balance and i think the movie strikes really mm-hmm. very well yeah the uh i think you know when petit cancan came out and kind of signaled the new his shift in in tone. Uh, I think people looked or began to notice retroactively that there was comedic elements in his prior films that mm-hmm. might not have been that might not have registered or you might not have noticed. And I think France does this in a weird way too, where you're like you're not quite sure if you're it's supposed to be uh, you're supposed to laugh or it's supposed to be sad or mm-hmm. you know you can't get a read quite on. Leicidu's character all the time, um, but yeah, after Petit Cancan, they're like, man, this is a, you know, a slapstick comedy essentially. Uh, you know, look, you could look back at his other films and the way he uh, kind of, I don't know, burlesques or like the way he shoots these exagger- ex- exaggerated uh, 
figures and people. Yeah. Uh, there's a humor to that that might not have been uh, noticeable or like uh, you, you didn't think it was okay to maybe <laughs> laugh at some of sure, these yeah. uh, portrayals. <laughs> but now I think if you look back now, you're like, oh man, he, he did have a sense of humor and you might not have uh, been able to fully like reconcile that at the time. But there is a small, yeah, I think there's more of a through line between the, the phases and maybe is on the surface, you know, so. Yeah. Yeah. It is funny, the, um, just like the opening scene basically being the one with, uh, Macron where they are like, she, <coughs> her and her assistant who is like, <laughs> maybe my MVP of the movie, like with respect to Sadu, just cause like her energy is so funny to me that she always is like vaping and has like one airpod in the entire time it's such like a specific choice of like that type of person that made me laugh every time she was on screen uh, but when they're just like making the faces and like air humping at each other during the press conference it's just so funny <laughs> like yeah blanche gardine i guess yes uh, yes i yeah. voted for i voted for her for our LA film critics uh, supporting actress yesterday. That's great. But, uh, That's great. It was, was the only one, but I'm like this because well, I rewatched it for this uh, podcast with you guys. Mm-hmm. So I had just seen it. I'm like, man, she is so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I threw a vote her way, but uh, no, she's she's amazing. Obviously, Sedu is like the entire movie, but there's, yeah, yeah. there's some yeah. other good supporting performances in there too. Yeah, the ex-husband yeah. who like yeah. is he's really funny. Also, yeah, 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 the ex husband is hilarious yeah and i mean what the movie also made me think of is like when we talked about card counter i was like man it's very i'm very glad that oscar Isaac got to make one of these and he got to like make a movie where he was like the center of an, a very intelligent adult drama where he got to play a lot of stuff and showcase his talents and this is what that is like that's how i feel about leia with france mm-hmm. where it's like i guess from me being like sort of an american and like only sort of having access to part of her catalog i have i am more more familiar with her as like a character actress and like a person who does bit parts so it was like very delightful and like illuminating to see her giving like an astounding performance as like a lead that showcases Mm -hmm. literally probably everything she can do as an actress yeah Mm -hmm. it is yeah. yeah i mean it was like a really big can for her because like obviously you know everyone's seen or many people anyway have seen french dispatch and some people stateside are seeing this movie but then like there's the other two movies she's in which i guess are more supporting roles but uh deception and story of my wife which as far as i know just like not only don't have u.s distribution but are not getting picked up by u.s <laughs> festivals even uh, yeah uh well the desplashen film i like quite a bit uh mm-hmm. yeah she's she's a lead in that film and okay. and she's big part in a what is it called story of my wife which is not yeah, very good yeah. but uh yeah I'm not surprised that movie isn't uh showing that widely but uh yeah she had a great obviously a great can uh although i don't think was she like she couldn't attend? I think. Well, she, she had COVID, COVID or something. Time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she got COVID. So yeah. she had a great can, like uh, nominally, maybe. Uh, <laughs> exactly. It may have been a tough sit. Um. Yeah. So, anyway, I love her, and it's yeah. In this movie, it's like a very like perfect. Fit. It's almost like Kristen Stewart and Spencer or something. They, yeah. Being being cast for reasons, uh, you know, 
do to having to, to do with their own persona i think in some ways yeah you know which is interesting yeah it is interesting is like emilio sort of saying that there is like this limited knowledge of Sadu state side and like it, it it feels like a coronation of sorts like this is like a major actor and we're giving her like the big movie from france called france and it's like <laughs> yeah i guess she's like you can't really deny it at this point. Yeah. Well, I, it's hilarious to me that, like, almost nobody picked up on, like, her full name of the movie is France de Moore, which means, like, France to die. Yeah. And, I mean, like, no, I'm barely, I've barely seen that mentioned anywhere. But it's, it's, like, clearly this, and, and, you know, together with the opening scene, I don't know how you're Yeah, the opening not, scene uh, is, is just, like, a classic. How do you not know that this is, like, a comedy or funny? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is. I guess she's going to have another big year, because she's in the Cronenberg will be the big thing, but then she, I feel like, is, like, I think she's doing a movie with Mia Hansen-Love that, like, similarly to Bergman Island, like, Mm. they have shot part of it, and there's, like, a few weeks that they're going to pick up in the winter, and she's, it sounds like the movie she was going to do with Bertrand Bonello is maybe going to finally get made, uh, which will be cool. Or maybe even, has, I think it was at least given some funding from some rounded French funding within the last month. So, yeah, yeah it is exciting to see her doing more stuff. Yeah. There's, um... It's odd the structure of our episode because there's like a lot more I do want to say, <laughs> but I don't know like what we should sort of save. Um, sure. There is a great scene though where they sort of established that she'll go to these sort of like war torn areas and like film it. I mean, the rhythm of it it reminded me a lot of Holy Motors of just like you go sort of with this person in these different areas and like her costuming is so like outstanding and like every sort of outfit she has on her news program combined with like every sort of street clothes that she has is very like striking but um there's a scene where she is at the like in the middle of battle basically (laughs) and she's like uh you know filming around and like telling people where to shoot and everything like that and then it just cuts to her, like, at a pool party with, like, everyone in the crew. And the guy's like, what is happening? It's just so funny. Yeah, his, uh, you know, Muslim characters and of this sort are, like, a thread throughout mm-hmm. a, lot of his, a lot of his films. So it's not, that's not new, but the way, the issue and the, the kind of portrayal of that is a little bit different in this film. Uh but yeah, there he he was always dealing with kind of like racism and things yeah. of that nature uh, with regards to the Muslim characters in his film. Um, which, yeah, I mean, yeah. I'll say my favorite the scene I think about the most is when she, I think it's like right after that when she's like hitting on the guy almost and he's just yeah, like yeah. completely nonplussed about the whole thing. That <laughs> yes, guy, yes, that so. guy is so funny. That seems great. Also, at the beginning in the first sort of. Um, where she's staging the soldiers, and the guy's, like, got his hands up, and he's laughing, and they're all just laughing together. It's so, like, like, not performative, but it just feels, like, so natural to be, like, what is happening? Why is this lady having me do this? And then she just sells it, like, her sort of confidence of directing this news program. Um, And, yeah, it does really play 
uh, fascinatingly in concert with Flanders as like my only other uh, Dumont reference point of like the way that the sort of uh, war torn region is treated there versus how it is here is really I mean it's just Dumont is such a fascinating guy. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, I mean, those scenes of her on, you know, in the war territories are like, uh, you know, they play up or depict the kind of constructedness, obviously, of, mm-hmm. of the news media and things like that, and which is another thing established, obviously, in the opening sequence where she's clearly, you know, she's being, uh, the, the footage of uh, Macron and her are being, like, mixed together they're clearly not uh in the same in the same room together uh so like it it begins with this this very like interesting like uh hybrid or like uh constructed uh scene that i think you know establishes this uh relationship between you know artifice and reality and things that the movie really you know dives into as it goes along but yeah as i was watching the second time is really when i noticed or hit me on a different level. Like when I first saw it, it, thought it was funny, and I really loved it. But then it was the sadness of it really came in the second time I watched it. It's very like uh, I think the difference between something like this and like Don't Look Up, the Adam McKay movie, which mm-hmm. is about a, about similar things. Like, well, one I don't think Dumont really has contempt for Sidhu's character. Sure. I think it's very very like mm-hmm. earnestly interested in like watching her transform, uh, mm-hmm. whereas. McKay, you could probably argue, is more cynical and mm-hmm. yeah. There's there seems to be more uh, I don't know disrespect for for a lot of the people depicted in that movie. Sure. But uh, anyway, you know, when I was watching it, I just watching her go through these like trials and like her realization of certain things like moved me way more than uh, I was expecting, and I didn't yeah, it didn't hit me emotionally really the first time I saw it, but it did the second time and. You know, I think by the end, which is like, she goes to like the country, which kind of returns to where Dumont normally uh, shoots yeah. his films. They're kind of like in the countryside. Uh, yeah, by the time it got there, it really like welled up in me. And there, there's the scene where she's talking to like a woman who's her husband uh, raped, like or killed a child, or yeah. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah, it's just very like. Uh, somber and like sobering by the end um yeah which yeah so it is funny and it's a satire but it's also very much a i think a sincere like uh melodrama that's interested in yeah interested in this woman and actually like how she's Mm -hmm. working through her uh i don't know consciousness or like uh you know how how she how she feels about her life and her career i guess so and especially yeah that scene um it does the same thing again where she's like you have this sort of like breakthrough of the woman talking and then she's like okay now get my coverage from this other side (laughs) and you just see her like talking at the camera not looking at the lady at all and it's just like bruno (laughs) what are you doing (laughs) it's so it's so i mean it's just like endlessly fascinating i think like i can only imagine it like already love but like going higher on a rewatch of just like so much that he's doing that I you just maybe yeah. miss the first yeah. time. I forget the other funniest scene is when they're doing the playback of the refugee footage and the assistant it was just like, wait, who's filming that? After they <laughs> yeah. went to, they went to such 
painstaking work to just be like, no, we need to switch the boat and then we need to switch back. So yes, the boat over. is really funny. <laughs> That's where so you see crazy. their like their boat in the background. And she's like, we can't show that. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's for sure a thinker. It's for sure like a way homer of a movie. I, I <laughs> it's like a movie. I the more I watched, the more I enjoyed it. But I, yeah. I for sure had like pockets in and out where I'm just like, what is this doing? <laughs> but he's a crazy guy, and I enjoy watching this movie. I don't know what to say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If we maybe want to zoom out a little bit uh, into other France-related topics, uh, I don't know. I guess first, do you do you have any strong thoughts on the French Dispatch? Uh, which we will we'll get deeper into in some other segments. Me? Yeah, Jordan. Um, I have only seen the French French Dispatch once, uh, mm-hmm. also in Cannes, and I did mm. not like it. Um, although I don't know, maybe on a rewatch it would reveal something different for me. But I have mm-hmm. kind of fallen off the Wes Anderson train in the last yeah. uh, <laughs> I don't know decade. Yeah, uh, <laughs> kind of got me back uh but i'll talk about that more yeah um, so yeah not my favorite uh actually one of my least favorite uh films i saw in can but uh mm-hmm. it's hard to say that there's so much uh such a dense film there's so much going on i yeah. feel like maybe it was not the best environment to see it i do like you know his first five or six movies i really mm-hmm. love of course i discovered those at a different time in my life yeah. right. and so by the time of like grand Poudre best hotel i was kind of uh becoming more skeptical or just less interested in uh what he was doing but uh but yeah not not opposed to giving it a second second look mm-hmm. yeah and then i guess you also uh maybe have kind of a wider view of uh sort of what uh, French cinema has looked like this year, uh, both from being at Cannes and from uh, uh, Colcoa, where you were on the jury. Is there any other kind of overarching thoughts or like smaller French movies from this year you might want to point out? Um, well, French cinema is strange in the fact that like it's a large industry right. there's a very like uh you know seeing as part of this coca jury there's 32 films in that <laughs> competition mm-hmm. um so you get like a really wide variety of films there's like things you know there's from from france the kind of a tour films to mm-hmm. uh like really broad like commercial right. comedies which mm-hmm. i could which were really really bad um, yeah <laughs> and so normally i would avoid those movies but you know, I had to watch them for uh jury purposes but uh yeah it's interesting or i don't know to me there were like just a few a few standouts but uh i think broadly speaking yeah the french film industry like exports certain kinds of films that uh i don't know i guess every big country does it but there there's a big gap between like the art cinema scene i feel like and the movies you see in major festivals and then what's being commercially uh right. released and uh kind of i don't know i don't know how they're really uh received by audiences since i'm not out there i was just talking with the french filmmaker 
who we had in town in LA last week, and he was telling me about, you know, how awful contemporary French cinema is. <laughs> and that, that's always been a thing, obviously, yeah. since way back in, you know, that's what the original Kahi du Cinema people were right. reacting yeah. against. So, I mean, I think you can really, you could make that same argument today that the, you know, this kind of cinema of quality, like a, a it's not a French film, I guess, but the, uh, although it is in French, the one we were just talking about, Story of My Wife, uh, yeah. is very much like a cinema of quality type movie. It's a very, like, um, masterpiece <laughs> theater, uh, three-hour, just, like, uh, mind-numbingly, like, normal, <laughs> like a TV movie almost. And so, so there's a lot of that stuff that you see in festivals, just kind of, like, middle-of-the-road, forgettable yeah. <laughs> uh, festival programmable things but uh yeah anyway so even on our jury though like france was not uh the other three people did not like it on the jury so <laughs> one reason why it did not win <laughs> um but that movie called love affairs uh did win which i really like called uh, by emmanuel murray which was part of that can 2020 list right um, as well which has not come out though in the states i don't think it has a distribution actually it's a very french movie sure. uh just couples uh engaged in uh extramarital <laughs> affairs and uh over romare-esque uh film in a lot of ways but yeah it uh it was an interesting experience to kind of take in a wide variety of, of french cinema mm -hmm. but i don't know to me dumont is still like one of the great french filmmakers working yeah you know along with Benello and uh carax and people like that so yeah yeah, yeah. i guess it is nominally just like a strong year for French cinema if only just because like they won both the Palme d'Or and the Golden Lion. Sure. That's true, yeah, uh, yeah. With movies that I get, I I've seen both of them. Uh, I really don't like the ton and I thought Happening was kind of interesting. Um, yeah, they. Yeah, I mean, I they think, yeah, they, like, they still take up the lion. I mean, obviously in Cannes because it's a mm -hmm. French film festival, but they French right. cinema still takes up like a lion's share of festival right. like uh, yeah real estate still like in the program, mm -hmm. and that's why sometimes it's like oh the French film is going to be like really uh, especially in Cannes like the French films in competition with the yeah. exceptions of like France and like when they program some kind of more challenging stuff like usually the French sure. films in competition are just awful like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> completely like banal like. Yeah, just super uninteresting films. But, yeah, they have to meet mm -hmm. certain uh, requirements and, of course, support French cinema. But Yeah. yeah, it, is, it does often feel like there are potentially more interesting ways to meet that requirement in other sections of the festival. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Maybe putting Claire Denis in competition for you the know? first time <laughs> would be a good... What an idea. <laughs> uh-huh. I think when yeah. we were talking about the can lineup this year, it was some movie in, like, Director's Fortnite or something... Uh, where it's just like it's just some movie with Gerard Depardieu like who cares oh like that was 2021 uh, I don't know if it was a Fortnite one but he had a movie in Critics Week that also yes, played yes, in yes, Kokoa yes. called uh, Robust which uh, which was okay but yeah it's okay. just like the, the, the Ger Gerard Depardieu movie is always like wedged in there somehow but I uh, mean yeah we have <laughs> our ongoing can 2006 project and there's just a, a Depardieu sitting there <laughs> The, exactly. uh, the Xavier Giannoli. Yeah. Yeah, and there's always a, you know, 
there's always a Isabel Huppert is always in some random yeah. movie as well, mm-hmm. or or Julia Binoche, Binoche or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. There was that Binoche movie that I think was in Director's Fortnight that people were saying was like French nomad land. That okay. was uh yeah yeah that was also in our Co- Cocoa. Uh, okay. Between Between Two Worlds, I think is the name of it. <laughs> did, did did not like that movie either. It was. Uh, she like is a writer and she tries to uh or she wants to learn about how the other half Jesus. lives and works so she so she like becomes a maid it's really uh that's, it's that's really really bad be- but becomes a maid is a very funny third act yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but just but just to like you know stimulate her uh creative process she has to yeah. become a maid and learn learn what maids go through and then she can write her masterpiece but anyway <laughs> All right. Well, uh, the three of us will be back uh, with a number uh, of more segments. Uh, I don't know. Do you have any final thoughts, Jordan? No, I think people should uh, really make time to see France, and uh, yeah. you know, Dumont. Yeah. I think is like, uh, we've we've tweeted about it, but like it is doing a virtual cinema run along with the in person run. So right. Yeah, I think it's relatively uh, easy to check out. Yeah, I think it's out now, or it's playing yeah. Yeah, a lot of places. Uh, and yeah, it's a fascinating career. I mean, he abandoned this kind of like severe art house mm-hmm. thing that was very popular in the 2000s, like, uh-huh. you know, in 2013, 14, and like hasn't really looked back and has changed gears a couple times even since then. And the movies are getting more interesting, even though they're getting more like, uh, I don't know. They're more idiosyncratic, but they're also like mm-hmm. the receptions to them are not. Uh, I don't know. They're just more mixed. His, his movies are becoming yeah. more adventurous, and yeah. uh, I think it's rare to see like a huge, like respected auteur really <laughs> take chances with like every movie and go further and further. Like it's almost incredible. Like I, I can't actually think of another mm-hmm. filmmaker who's successfully like done so many different things in like 20 years or whatever it has been so far so it is funny that like this is the guy who like every time he would go to Cannes would win the grand prix for years yeah exactly and he's you know it's funny to think of him as like he was once grouped with like the new french extremity filmmakers Mm -hmm. as was claire denis i guess for a while but like he's you know leagues removed from anything like that now even though mm-hmm. yeah it's just interesting like if someone just discovered his films now i don't know what they would think if they like went back yeah, i was yeah you know yeah w- witnessing that like firsthand that switch right. was it yeah. was invigorating and i think uh yeah yeah hopefully hopefully he has no uh plans to to stop he's working even more quickly than than ever like every other every right. year or two he has a yeah, new movie it sounds like he is about to shoot a new movie I like early next year yeah so I think he's operating at like a very yeah. high level right now so yeah I hope hope people kind of disregard some of the initial uh, reactions and mm-hmm. give it a just, chance if nothing else it's worth uh, talking about I think so he should just go yeah. like Hong mode and pump out like two a year <laughs> <laughs> exactly alright well cool uh so do uh what would you like to plug oh uh i don't really have any thing immediately that i need to plug but you can always read uh stuff i'm writing at uh some of the outlets i contribute to film comment and uh 
CinemaScope. Uh, have it actually? Well, there is a new CinemaScope, I guess, on the horizon. By the time people hear this, it'll probably mm-hmm. be coming out. I have a piece in there on a, a movie called Il Buco. Hey, yeah, hey, hey, the we favorite of the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so people can look out for that interview with Fremer Tina. Um, <laughs> that's sick. Yeah, so that's probably the next thing that will be published that I've that I've already done. Um, and then, yeah, looking forward to getting back to hopefully barring a lockdowns or something going back to festivals in yeah. January, February. So yeah. we'll see. Yeah. Yeah, it will be interesting to see what happens with Berlin. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, then, uh, thank you so much for being here. And uh, we will be right back. All right, we are back. We are rejoined by Andy. Hi, everyone. <laughs> and we are also joined by uh, returning guests, Eva Anderson and Will Hines, to determine if Bruno Dumont's France is funny. Hey, guys. <laughs> Hello. Greetings. Happy Thank you to for be coming back. back, both of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, to lend your comedy, comedy expertise. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, um, do you want to just do quickly before we get into whether or not it's funny? I am just curious. Uh, I think two episodes that I really remember fondly doing, uh, either yours on, uh, Roy Anderson, <laughs> which you hated <laughs> and Malmkrong, which everyone was pretty much into. Yeah. And then, well, you are back. Uh, we did the Dumont's with you. Yeah. Um, where I think, I don't know if this ever has got to you, but. There's a moment in that episode where you say something, and it's the hardest I've laughed on the podcast, where you just talk about how Flanders is, like, the parody of the French drama and, like, how sort of, like, sad European dramas get. And then you talk about how Slack Bay is, like, the parody of, like, French farcical comedy. Yeah. And it's, like, a clip that I have saved, and I'll watch it back. It's so funny to me. Um, Please. But. Adopt With this. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> um, with this, what did you both of you think of Bruno Dumont's? All right, I'm going to go first. Go. No, it's not funny. <laughs> no, this guy's not funny at all. He's Whoa. got a, he's a f- out the gate. He's got a f- wrong. He's a he, he's you know it's funny for a French pr- it's funny for a French art film, but it's like <laughs> it's like saying it's it's funny for a 1970s Broadway musical meaning it's not actually funny I wow. see where the jokes are but it's like okay I, I I think it's a good movie actually but I it's not I didn't laugh well I maybe laughed once but I laughed more in like you know I've laughed more in Holocaust documentaries than I've laughed in this <laughs> Oh my God, Will! Okay. I can't believe you're gonna Eva, force opinion? me into this position to argue oh, wait, that. Do you, want me to, do you want me to go the other way so you can argue? No, that because I, I'll just—I don't—I have no soul. I didn't think it was funny either, but now I feel like I have to argue that no. it was funny. Because um, no. you came there's, in there's, so there's, hot. There's, there's other people who think it's there's funny. There's people here, so here who yeah. will argue that it's funny. Okay. I—I <laughs> I laughed once in the whole movie. Okay. Okay. So what? I'm very curious. And I laughed very hard. And I'm wondering. Was it the car crash? Yes. Okay. The car crash was one of the funniest things I've seen in a long time. Yes. It was. We've talked about this a little. We talked about this already, but I saw this movie at a press screening at the Toronto Film Festival, which I believe was the first screening in North America of this film. I believe I was the 
only person at that screening who laughed at the movie at all. Really? <laughs> Specifically at the car crash. The car crash Cause is Because it, so... it was so over the top. Yeah, it's yeah. so funny. It's, it's like... Just, and also, it just goes so long. There's nothing good about these two characters. You don't know anything about them, except that they suck. And then they're just together. <laughs> they even, like, just play music. The, they're, like, lip-flapping, having a conversation. You don't hear it. Like... Yeah. It's like that's how disposable her shitty son and husband are, and then they <laughs> and then they die forever. Like I actually like forever. left. Yes. I turned it off, went into the other room, and told my husband like a blow by blow of the car crash. And I was like, "This is so funny." <laughs> then the car's upside down, and it's just going, to, and it doesn't go off the cliff. <laughs> I'm forgetting about this now, but I did <laughs> laugh when down. they cut to the overhead shot yeah. of how far it's going to fall off the cliff like it's already it's really funny been going for like 20 minutes or whatever and then the camera's like and now it's going to fall <laughs> this far and that at that point you're like halfway through the car crash yeah <laughs> was that was that the point that you laughed at also will i forgot i did laugh at that no i, I laughed okay at, i laughed and i laughed at a, like a time i think that you're you're not supposed to laugh at that car crash right no i, think I mean i lie. think i think dumont's this like is the this is insane <laughs> Yeah. Okay, he's not he's, funny. Like that's just a weird yeah, joke. This is the thing. But right. and so now it I is was so funny. I laughed so much long and slow and you know these characters are boring. We shall, isn't that funny that they die a child? I don't know. It's, it's like when I it's like you know everyone thinks that the family guy chicken fights are funny cuz they go on so long. I will say some other things. I did think the woman who played her like producer was very funny. Yeah. Yes. Like she was, she was yes. great timing <laughs> and I thought she was a great character. And especially after I, her I, whole I, caught on mic moment late in the movie when this, <laughs> when the producer's like, this is great. This is the great thing that yeah. you've done and everyone's going to yeah, love you. Really and funny. it was like that scene. I was like, that's objectively a funny scene. If you put that in anything else. Um, All right. So if we're going to talk about that, character i'm gonna stop us in our tracks for a second to say i did promise cullen that i would tell you <laughs> who this actress is Ooh. uh blanche garden uh is louis ck's girlfriend <gasps> that's her what oh. yes oh. that is because <laughs> oh, he no. he's talking about her oh, in his, like, his specials and stuff too and she's come out really like hardcore and defended him that's really interesting that that's her yeah. Well, she's really funny. She's super funny. Wait, Will, I have a question. Um, yeah. Did you? I wonder if we had the same experience of. Uh, okay. What did you recognize the lead actor? Who's the, what the name of the lead actress? Leia Sadu. What did you recognize Leia um, Sadu from? Uh, Grand Budapest Hotel. Oh man. Sorry, I didn't. I don't watch any Bond movies, so I, I think oh. that's maybe her most recognizable role. And I never. Well, watched for me, the, it's not not like out of principle. I just. And bored sure. and never get around. To Death it. Stranding. That's what I recognized her from. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't Stranding. played Death Stranding. <laughs> oh man, I feel like that would be one of the games it. you would have played because you're a gamer too. It's no, no. It is on. It's on my short list. She plays an absolutely insane character who's covered in spikes and like travels back and forth through like a time rip and. It was just like she's very, very weird in it, and so I like that you think that of me, and I think that's not a crazy <laughs> assumption because I play a lot of video games, and that is one that's like always on my should I do that one next? Yeah, list. just haven't just haven't got to it's it for a, whatever reason. It's a good use of her like insane face, I will say. <laughs> is yeah, yeah I, I thought she was Kojima great. I mean, she's France. a star, right? She's, yeah, yeah, she's great. I mean, I, um, I thought she was very good as as France in France. 
France Tamir. You mean oh, the character France in this movie about <laughs> French journalism? <laughs> See, it's funny. It's funny. No, 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 no. I'm laughing at Wilson. Not I'm not laughing at the movie. If that you, that's, here's a question. I guess we sort of determined about a CNN journalist named America. That would be so dumb. Well, yeah, because yeah. America, <laughs> we're not smart like the French. You know what's funnier what? than France is the uh, Apple's The Morning Show, which is sure. basically this Come movie, on. but right. but we it's can't. way funnier, uh, right? Because they're doing the COVID storyline right now, and uh, they've only oh, caught up. To I've heard the morning. I've heard the morning show is really fun to watch, though. Like. I, I haven't seen it, but everybody who reviews it is like, "Oh, it's bad. I love it." It's like, the that's the right. general. It's my vibe favorite. Of, it's what I'm gonna like pitch at the end of it. It's gonna be my uh, promote at the end of this. <laughs> Great. No, Watch no, the no, morning no. show. You're gonna you're gonna plug that. Show. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. Do you think it's a comedy? Like divorce from divorce from the fact that it's whether it's funny to you or not. Do you think it's how a dry can satire be? Can it be drier than a bone? I mean, right. This is the thing. Is like the spine of it. I feel is like this media satire that, frankly, I think would have been like stale for like The Daily Show in the late two thousands, where yeah. it's like yeah. it's like you know the media is so focused on like putting pretty women in war footage and stuff like it just like it is just doesn't feel like it has any real like strong comedic idea at the center of it like it I, yeah if you told me john stewart produced this movie i would be like oh yeah <laughs> yeah right. no way it's this year's it irresistible probably yeah. you are so wrong <laughs> it's so tame as a satire like what is it telling us that we didn't know in the 1950s right yeah like I feel like I feel like facing the crowd that uh, movie with Andy Griffith that uh, Eli Kazan directed in. La- I feel yeah. like that goes harder about manipulative media than this does. It's like yeah, yeah. They what they they they. It, what is the most corrupt thing she does as a journalist? I don't even think it's that bad, right? Uh, she goes no, she in the my, second. She's just like two faced, yeah, right? She, she like doesn't, doesn't like. Do it. I was going to say, she doesn't do anything as a journalist that is worse than hitting a person with her car because she's yelling at her son. <laughs> but even that's a, even that is I an mean, accident, yeah. right? She wasn't, like, checking her stock prices. Like, she wasn't checking Bitcoin sure. on her phone um, or something. Right. And she felt bad immediately for doing it. Like, I just don't right. – I don't mm-hmm. see the biting take. Yeah. That guy and lived like, in a – Like, there's the scene has. at the beginning where she, like – keeps making the funny faces at her producer or whatever while she's supposed to yeah, be doing really this Yeah, that's really funny. The faces are funny. Really funny. No. <laughs> it's like that, I mean, I found, it's like, look at how, like, vapid these women are or whatever. I really didn't no. care for it at all. You're it's wrong. They're like, having a bit together. Yeah. No. Guys! I think, guys. I think mm-hmm. the bit of the movie, I think why the movie is good and why it works is because it's not trying, it, I think it's not trying to, like, condemn her that much. Yeah. I think it yeah. is sort of, like, being just like this is a person and some things she do she did she do i can't talk right now some of the things she does are stupid but i don't think she, they're like this is an inherently bad person this is like louis ck had to twist himself and not himself in knots to tell his girlfriend that this was a funny movie i just realized that he had to like <laughs> he had to go to the premiere he had to talk to the director. <laughs> was he at he, I'm sure he's been to much, so. as, and he has to be I'm like, I'm sure it's they so, love him in France. And they right? ask I mean, him I'm if sure it's funny, and he has to say his favorite funny parts. And he's had to yeah. do it for like a full, that's been his entire 2020, 2021. 
<laughs> is like trying to be like it's so funny and then like tell his remaining I love friends that her name is France that it's yeah. funny yeah like because I guess no. <laughs> I, I mean I, I her think... name is literally like death of France like if you did the entire thing it's like France Dumas I mean Emilio I I I, I I enjoyed this movie more than the other Bruno Dumont movies we watched, which is saying nothing because I <laughs> those movies were torturous. But, like, but I enjoyed this more than the absolute torture that was Flanders and the dumb, mild cannibalism that was whatever Slack Bay. Slack Bay. But, yeah. And I, 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 I was interested in the character study of the character of France. I think mostly because I don't know. I, I don't know. It's a good, good movie, I guess. But like. I, it's not a satire, <laughs> and it's not saying anything interesting about the media industry. Like, I don't think seeing two TV, a producer and a reporter, having some very jaded jokes about the things they're doing, that seems so normal to me. Like, I don't think that's like, oh, how shocking. Are you saying that, are you saying that TV journalists are excited when they're when they're really giving it to a politician are you saying the tv journalists are don't have the convictions of the things they're saying like is that i don't no one has conviction. Yeah, every agree. single person is shallow i don't know i nice. would agree that it doesn't really land for me as a media satire but and watching it again this because like watching it the first time i was like this is a movie that has funny things in it and then for some reason, watching it again, I was like, no, this movie is just consistently very funny. <laughs> Lots of yeah. jokes are landing in this. Oh, can, give me two things that you thought were funny. Besides the <laughs> sure. car crash of the man and child. <laughs> Will leaned uh -huh. in really creepy uh, when he said that. <laughs> I mean, all of the scenes where she's like, in a war zone and just Staging like... Staging the soldiers. Yeah, and just like, can you like... Uh, put your hands up in the air and then they're like it's just all and like trying to frame people that all I think is very I found that all very funny uh, yeah I think that Bowfinger is a better satire of the media than than this movie did Bowfinger win anything at con this is, everyone hates this. Yeah, I love everyone hates it. Yeah. Justin Chang put it like number four, though. I was really surprised. Right. So yeah, there's some there's critic like, polls that yeah, are. Yeah. yeah, it's doing well now with the like some of the like higher brow American yeah. critics. Who I, yeah, yeah. I'll say like, this is this is fun, what's funny about Will how you're coming at this movie is that French people hate this movie and American <laughs> yes. people are the people who like this movie. Well, yes. oh really? French people? Yeah. Hate it? The, the, yeah. French the, people hated it. At Cannes, people were like. This is a misfire, even for Bruno yeah. Dumont. Yeah, the, the Dude, critic we who had on Bruno Dumont, and who's paying for his movie? <laughs> he, he used to. We talked about this a little bit in our earlier segment, but um, he used to like win a bunch at Cannes, like right. with his pre-Flanders era. Yeah, and like we talked about movies. this on your episode a little bit about how he works in these phases, and that everyone's saying this is the start of a new phase for him. That's great. Well, I was yeah. reading some he, criticism that like that said, I think it was in the Variety or Hollywood Reporter, that even the representation of French media is wrong. Like, women like her are not on the news in France. It's, like, a much more, like, buttoned-up, like, dowdy sort of French media. Sure. So... Well, there was that, like, yeah. insanely beautiful French journalist in, like, 2010. I just know this because this was, like, an internet meme. Like, there was, like, YouTube video supercuts of this, like... But I think she was an entertainment journalist. I think she was sort of, like, and now we have, yeah. you know, movie star, whoever. Sure. 
And she was sort <laughs> yeah. of like insanely beautiful. To, and I was like, that makes sense that that's the French journalist. And I wondered if this was inspired by her. I should know her name or something about her. Uh, yeah. Maybe. I would say, the, and we talked about this again before, but like the thing that I'm kind sorry, of. I just, I just totally contradicted you, and I'm, that's rude of me. No, no, no. I'm just throwing <laughs> no. out something that I read, and I don't have a source. Sorry. So the somebody said kind <laughs> of The thing that kind of exemplifies how Bruno Dumont is seen by sort of just like critics in general is like. If his movie play, if his movie premieres at like a smaller festival or like in a in like a smaller section of Cannes, then everyone always likes it. But if it premieres in competition at Cannes, then too many people see it and it gets terrible reviews. So uh, Melissa Melissa Thoreau um, okay. is this French journalist who I thought was like cartoonishly pretty. Sure, like mm-hmm. it looked like a like a print ad for like hair and makeup. Sure. Um, it would be really yeah, funny Melissa. if we all Googled her and she just looked like just regular. <laughs> just bad. <laughs> I just regular. Well, are you <laughs> all right? <laughs> <laughs> it really looks <laughs> like me and Yeah, you, you and a wig. <laughs> just some weird old lady. And I, and I wondered if this was some sort of, and I, and I, um, yeah. So I wondered if this was like, oh, maybe, this is a parody of her or something, but I don't, I don't know anything. About I, I, my guess, I mean, I think it's more just, uh, say do as like a presence in cinema more than like media personality. That is okay. Like, yeah. I mean, she's her. great, right? Like she's should be starring yeah. in movies and she has, and that's good. It's funny. Yeah. I forget about death stranding. Cause we were talking about sort of her, celebrity that she's in these Bond movies. She's in, like, Mission Impossible and all these other stuff, uh, all these other movies, and she's in, like, Death Stranding. With also Nicholas Winding Reference in that game. Oh, yeah. Guillermo del Toro's in it. Um, yeah. Uh, oh, voice acting in video games Voight is Roberts so good. And they're not, yeah, but, I mean, they're not just they're, voice actors. No, it's, they're, like, fully repre- they're, like, fully scanned and in it. Yeah, yeah. Conan O'Brien's yeah. full face and body is in Death Stranding. Right, I forgot about Conan. Yeah. <laughs> Edgar Wright. I'm gonna have to play this game. Oh, you're gonna love it. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's. It's also. I played that like when that game like late 2019 that came out. I played it for like maybe like 15 hours, and I was like, I, this is so stressful. Yeah, <laughs> I every time. It, I played it for maybe like 10 hours, and there's like a sequence at the beginning that Sadu yeah. is in, and I was like, when is she gonna come back? <laughs> well, the other thing with that game is everyone's like you have to get like x amount in and then like the game actually starts and i like couldn't make it to that oh, point because yeah. it was that so stressful yeah nicholas winding refin is oh, like yeah. hour 40 of death stranding but he's yeah. but he's so fun that you're like oh it was worth it to get to this character <laughs> eva you're i've said it too many times in many different mediums but you, the amount of media that you absorb well and watch stuns me like just the number of movies, TV shows, video games, miniseries, web series, immersive art, plays that you watch <laughs> stuns me. Thank you. I'm, I'm impressed. I'm a time I'm lord. In- but I did really bad oh, this year. <laughs> I only saw like five movies this year. I was thinking about it before I was coming on here. Like what one, did I one of the three of them were about endlessness, Mountain Crog and Front. Yes. <laughs> I did want to ask. Uh, I, when I was watching this, I was like, this is giving me big... Roy Anderson vibes <laughs> and like there's bit. segments where he'll stage 
and everything will sort of happen around like the sort of tableaus that Anderson creates. I found they're like represented a bit. Um, oh, look, I, I hate this guy's movies, but I'll say this at the beginning of every like sequence, like whenever a scene changes and you're at like a new part, I do find myself wondering what terrible thing is going to happen now. Mm-hmm. That's like, part of it. Is a bullet just going to rip through this woman's head? Is like a dog going to like jump up in the camera and be like, ripped apart by two passing French newsboys somehow. Um, I, you know, I am, I am, there is a feeling of anticipation, which I think shows that he's a really good director. Like I feel like things are afoot, but those things are often like, can you believe it? Journalists, they lie. (laughs) Like, dude, you are not interested. Yeah. (laughs) I'm trying to find a photo. She only has her job because she's attractive with the girl. Yeah, or just like at a premiere of France. I'm trying to find like press. Or just yeah, that really I can't believe that is the reveal. I was not expecting that. Oh man. Yeah, I think. Yeah, it is like it's very engrossing. Tell me what you guys think. It is. Is this good or bad? Like, do you guys like? I love this movie. You're all smarter and better. I love. Really hated it. I really did not care for it at all. (laughs) I liked it. So wait, Jesse liked it. Colin liked it. Andy hated it. And Emilio, you loved it. I loved it. It's strong. I think it's very interesting. I'll say that. But that's sort of how I felt about the other Bruno Dumont movies. I do think this is like better than those. Me too. It's like this is my favorite. Almost watchable. <laughs> yeah. But I think all <laughs> that's such a low bar. <laughs> He's not cleared it, Cullen. I don't it know what to tell you. It only took me three set- sittings to get through it. So we'll get you back. <laughs> yeah. We're we'll give you three force, other Bruno Dumont movies. Will to watch Bruno Dumont movies yeah. every six months for the rest of his life. We should do a Bruno really Dumont. me to do this. Like, side by side, I have to watch the next Roy Anderson movie, and Will has to watch the next Bruno. We just, like, yeah, just, like yeah. torture us <laughs> until they're both dead. Or because we I couldn't them. believe you were bringing me on for another Bruno Dumont <laughs> movie. Like, I hated yeah. those last two so much. Yeah, I mean, it is crazy. Crazy. Just, you, you, know, like, you want to watch another Bruno Dumont movie? Are you crazy? <laughs> The thing, the thing about I've that, now seen three Bruno Dumont movies. That's yeah, not right. you We're have talking the thing to you, you have solidified your opinion on Bruno Dumont by now. It's, it's We're not. talking to yeah. enough people who like this movie that I was like, and I guess we can. We should also bring Will back just to get an update. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like that's just the experience of doing this fucking podcast where it's, <laughs> yes. where it's like there's there's like Hong Sang-soo who's like this South Korean like sort of rom-com Careful. maker who just makes these like tiny movies and if people if you ask me like do you like his movies I'd be like not really I've also seen nine of them <laughs> so it's like what can you really I mean that's the other thing really Hong Sang-soo it. makes like three movies every two years yeah. yeah, but he's also the best. Yeah, but I'll say the um, thing about like the the Eva Will trade is that Roy Anderson makes a movie like every like eight years. And Bruno yes, Dumont yeah. at this point makes like one every eighteen months, so that's yes. like not fair at and all. And his yeah, health is Bruno. declining. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. We had a guest who uh, who loved Pablo Lorraine, and we had her back on 
to talk about Spencer, and we'll have you back on when Roy Anderson dies <laughs> to sort of do ding dong, the witch is oh, dead. Yeah. Yeah. What's what's bad about Roy Anderson? Is he, is he like reprehensible? Or I think you might like him. Well, yeah. I just I have like a physical. <laughs> he's a Swedish guy who makes these movies where the camera never moves, and like it, it they're supposed to be funny. Yeah. And I, the first time I saw one, I had to like leave the theater and sit in the bathroom with like my, my face in my hands while my he's husband like a, finished the movie. And it's then like, like they're, a, they're like series of vignettes, <laughs> which are just yeah, like yeah. tableaus and if, like some and like a guy will like slowly walk across the room and hand a paper to another person and then like it'll. Be like it. it, I had a fist. Yeah. I have a. I have it's a like it's like if Jock tattooed the ketamine. I hate him. He's good. <laughs> yeah, he's really interesting. <laughs> I hate the man that makes the movie. Watching. Watching France, and I had the same experience yeah. with the other two Bruno Dumont movies. I was like, is this good? And I'm just missing it. <laughs> like, because it's competently shot. It's beautiful. The, you know, the actors are talented. <clears throat> Things do happen. Um, I was surprised a couple of times in a big way. You know, those are like hallmarks of a well-done movie. Uh, I mean, look, if it left a sour taste in your mouth, there's no denying I found it. Yeah. I think it's I think- smug. It's a smug movie. Yeah, but that's yeah. funny though. <laughs> yeah, the I mean, movie's called so French. French. Like, yeah, it's like it's, yeah. It thinks it's uh, better than I, you, and it's very French. I, yeah, in that one. I think if the movie wasn't smug, it would be disappointing though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what, yeah. what a demand to make of a <laughs> yes, film. Right. Oh, I hope it's smug. He <laughs> <laughs> condescends to me the whole way through. Please, please. But please, if you please. are able to oh, observe the smugness, you're exempt. That's what's beautiful what about it. And you can be like, oh, they're being smug. <laughs> then it's like, I recognize the smugness, therefore it doesn't apply to me. <laughs> and I'm on the level with Bruno Dumont, and we're both cool and smart. <laughs> I just like, when I'm watching a French movie lately, in the last 10 years, it's about like a pregnant woman getting stabbed a hundred times in the stomach. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I don't watch but, oh, yeah, non, yeah. like, torture movies from France. What's that, um, the revenge movie that was uh, last year? Martyrs? Year before that was... Oh, well, there's martyrs oh, and there's martyrs. Ins- inside. It's a woman's first name. It's like oh, oh, uh, maybe I didn't see it because like one. the description just sounded oh, kind of. There is a movie that was just called Revenge, I think, as well. Yeah, that uh, was. I'm, pro- like I'm probably. I'm sure I'm conflating a couple things. It was like it was like Catherine, somebody, famous. Oh, no, you know, never mind. I'll find out. I'll find. But out. there's just <laughs> not like a lot of like French like uh, extreme gross like like yeah. nihilistic horror out there. And then there's France, yeah. mm-hmm. which is just sort of yeah. we're having we're having a good time. We're better than you. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I did feel bad like, for the character when the guy breaks her heart. That that I did I did feel that caught me by surprise. Maybe that was so obvious and everybody should have seen it coming. <laughs> I felt bad. I was like, oh, that louse. He was funny too. I like that guy. Uh, we haven't really <laughs> talked about this segment, but there's a funny bit where. The, she's at the sort of rehab retreat and the lady's like that's Angela Merkel <laughs> and everyone has to be like okay oh, yes. and pull her away funny. that was really funny I thought I did think that was funny and she's kind of it's revealed that she's kind of loopy or whatever yeah. she needs her meds um, what else was it not Angela Merkel no, I, don't, I think it's just a it, random I lady who looks like that. someone who definitely was not actually Angela Merkel. I thought it was. Well, yeah, but I think it was supposed to look like her. No, yeah. Because they showed, uh, um, what's his name at the beginning? Yeah, Macron is Well, yeah, Macron is, Yeah. they they use the footage. Yeah, that's so funny when they're making the faces, Andy. You're crazy. Yeah. 
That is when I was like, oh, I'm in good hands. The opening scene, you mean? Yeah. 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 The movie when I was like, thinking of, and, and I think just I described like, it make, wrong. Like doing like dick stuff, like it's like oh yeah, God, it's funny. It's so it was that was pretty funny. Um, <laughs> L was the movie I was. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah, Paul Verhoeven. So speaking of L, I was gonna say the next Bruno Dumont movie. This is gonna sound like I'm making up. It stars oh, no. the woman from Paul Verhoeven's new movie, Virginia Fira. Oh, from and mm-hmm. Johnny Depp's Benedetta, daughter. Yeah. Oh, Ooh. she's really good. And uh, and uh, what's that movie called? I don't know. Uh, the Louis Garrel movie. Oh, sure. Yeah, I don't know yes. what that's called. That was good. I don't know who a faithful her, man. but I yes. will say Johnny Depp one time waved at me out of his truck. <laughs> that's really funny. It was on the street. It was my or birthday. It was actually, it's my birthday oh, oh, oh. right now. So it was the anniversary of today. Wow. Yeah. Happy, yeah. Birthday. Happy birthday. Thank you for coming uh, here. Yeah. <laughs> um, what a mistake on your I mean, end. <laughs> I could be happier. But I was uh, with my friend Allison. It was both of our birthdays. And we and he, we were going to get our hair done. And he pulled up next to us in a, a ridiculous purple truck. And she sure. said, wave at him. And I said, no. And she like reached across me and waved at him, and he just waved back really goofy, like a, like when you wave at a bear and a bear waves at you. Have you seen those? <laughs> just like, <laughs> yeah. We did it, and we were just like, woo. That's really- and so, uh, you know, he's good in my book. He what driving, he's done to he? other women. <laughs> this was last year. No, this was like five years ago. <laughs> okay. <laughs> gotta say, um, a very France-like interaction. Gotta say, truly. Mm-hmm. I think France would have that interaction or someone would have it with her yeah it's, it's maybe like it's a very uh, it's a very cogent real movie about a real person uh-huh <laughs> well if i want to watch another to, bruno uh... movie what's the worst one? Oh my god <laughs> i mean Probably I've, yeah. only, I've only seen three which is amazing because i've liked none of them but um the, the worst one i think is flanders i mean like even people wow. who like that movie will tell you it's an unpleasant experience because yeah. it's, yeah, it's and intense. the first like six are all like that it's just like super super unpleasant and depressing i mean right. don't watch it it's like it is like a <laughs> main yeah. character who seems devoid of emotion and is not capable of loving or being loved that's the high point of his life things get worse <laughs> from there for the rest of the film and the right, world is really also good. terrible with no redemption of anybody end of right. movie it's right. really good. It's a really pretty funny, in like showing the mundanity of evil of war. He's really like, gutsy. Yeah. He's saying that war is like bad. I mean, you, this guy is so ahead of it. He thinks that war is bad. He thinks he, that the media deep. is corrupt. He just thinks deep thoughts. He thinks I mean, fat detectives rolling in the sand is hilarious. Okay, but that's funny. There is a big, the big guy who walks and he sounds like a balloon. That yes. is really funny. Yeah. Somehow I'm gonna meet Bruno Dumont and I'm gonna have to do. I, do I tell him that I think he's shit? Gonna have to what if he takes your class, that, Will? Think. What if he like just signs up and <laughs> he takes my improv yeah. class? Oh my God. I'll be like, you're out. You're disqualified. You're unteachable. Like, yeah, yeah. you can. You cannot be funny. I, like, I can't show you. You called your movie. That is ridiculous, you, Andy. You're you like labeled He's your like, fake movie Flanders. Like, obviously, like no one would name a movie that. It sounds stupid. Yeah. Get out uh, of here. Yeah. Wait, what's what's the character's name? I, what France? Get out of here! <laughs> yeah, no, it's a funny joke. It's right. very. I'm, I'm really is, giving they, it to they the do media. It. There is the line said, "You're France's top journalist, France." Like that's like a line. That in is the movie funny. Where they say that, and it's supposed Isn't to that be funny. funny. I just like, don't. 
See how that's funny. Yeah. I think it's just funny. It's just all part of it. Like, it's just... Because that, that movie, I mean, it's just... I think, like... Here's... here's it's, here, okay, here's... I'm going to encapsulate my... I'm sorry. Go ahead. And then I'm going to tell you how No, please. Please. <laughs> I, I mean, I just think it is... It, it does a great job at being engrossing and fascinating and funny by the way that Sidhu performs everything and it is so naturalistic while everything is high artifice to where even like the car is not real and there's like odd rear projection when everything else oh, is yeah, so strange. uh like normal as you were saying of just like it is just like on its face maybe a normal satire to where it doesn't feel very revealing but then with all the levels deep in it uh, it becomes more of just a funny movie about this person rather than a funny movie about the type of person. <laughs> like, it, I think, transcends the sort of label you could give it of, like, media satire by being so blatant and artificial and everything, like, all at once. <laughs> I will say, every time she cried and then looked at the camera so the camera could catch her crying, like like when she got dumped by that insane person yeah. those scenes were i always was like oh that's funny like she's like <laughs> like <laughs> she's crying and then she's like but also i'm crying uh, it's like i don't know her reaction to that to the insane journalist was i thought exactly what you're talking about like throughout the yeah 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 it's just it's just a movie about like a person who it's impossible to determine whether they care about anything genuinely or as like a selfish means of self-promotion. Right, and it's, which I, I think is it, interesting because it's like, it is kind of like her having this crisis of like, am I even like a person? Have I been corrupted by LA so much that I didn't see anything she did as that bad? Like, <laughs> I just didn't see any of her supposedly soulless manipulation. No, like, I don't think the movie... Here's I the think- opening of the movie, right? Her funny producer, Louis C.K.'s girlfriend, she loves Louis C.K., she thinks he's great. She comes into this film and she's like, you gotta really give it to this guy, you know? And it's kind of surprisingly, like, a little bit foul and kind of crude, like, you know, fuck this guy, you gotta really, like, show him his boss. She's like, should I, should I? Yeah, yeah, go right for him. Sitting in the front row, give her the microphone, I'm like, ah, oh, here it comes. And she's like, are you heedless or powerless? And I'm like, is that so bad? Is that, like, the hardest question this prime minister of france has ever been asked it's kind of this erudite articulate question that doesn't seem that and then she and then they're given like little blowjob mannerisms to each other about how badly she just went after him and i was like i am missing something is that supposed to be a really hardcore move and it was the same thing when she's like you soldier can you put your arms over your head and shake the gun and he does it and we see that there's nothing really dangerous happening and that's kind of manipulative but like I feel like there's been way more manipulation on every single reality show that America goes nuts over, and we all sure. know about that. And like, just right. I, I just was sort of like, I don't yeah, even if know, you have you know, like a baseline competent level of media literacy, like their movie has nothing to offer you. I, like. I don't think that is trying to be like, look at what she's doing to get the story. It's like this is so funny that she's doing this, and then we're gonna get to see it portrayed seriously (laughs) then we get to see it in the news clip and it's like yeah that's what i yeah there he is shaking the gun just like i saw and yeah he looks a little mean and this is where it's like you you see like she's like okay now just walk past the camera and the guy's like 
<laughs> sort of yeah, through, and really then you funny. see it and it looks like really intense in the news and it's just like this is funny <laughs> it's not like oh my god, okay, but, god. I, but i wasn't left with this woman will stop at nothing you know this woman will do it i mean compared to like to die for yeah like you know sure, like, yeah that movie is like oh this is a soulless creature mm-hmm. who is like yeah. scarily manipulative um, I don't think or, or I, network. If you want to, you know, network is a movie where everybody is insane, like literally so yeah. heightened, and she's like a little manipulative, and it's like, oh, or like, is she real? Nightcrawler, oh, crisis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I exactly. Think, I think Nightcrawler she's just is supposed like to be so, normal. <laughs> he goes so far, like, and yeah, yeah. I'm supposed to be like yeah. shocked that she like is like a little bit, you know, dressing up the guys who really are soldiers and who are shooting at people made them look a little meaner. I'm like, hire yeah, I don't, her. She's a good journalist. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think... I mean, we talked about this a little bit also, but we think... I At least our previous guests who love the movie... Who I is think that? Jesse, it's Louis C.K. He's a writer, Jordan Cronk. And yeah. the, okay. It's Louis C.K. Okay, yeah. Louis C.K. is not welcome so on this podcast. I want that very clear. He is not um, welcome on this podcast. He it's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, think it's yeah, I mean, but, I, th- I think like the the gambit that I think what Bruno Dumont's response to it, and I think why the movie is like sort of successful is to be like, well, in a movie like To Die For and like Nightcrawler, you can just throw up your hand and be like, oh yeah, this person's terrible, so I don't, I can only engage with them as a piece of satire. And uh-huh. I think what France is doing is asking you to engage with this as like a real person that would yeah. exist and do these things and like these things would happen to. I, I, I think the comedy more comes from like instead of like when she's manipulating stuff is from the fact that every time she gets caught, she's like, how could somebody do this to me and cry? <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's fine. Yeah, I I engage with it more as like a drama, I guess, as sort of like a, a an OK drama. If you told me it's like a hilarious satire, it's not biting of anything at all except for Dumont's own filmmaking, where he does a car crash for, you know, 100 minutes or whatever it was. That looks like basically a scene out of Toonce's The Driving Cat. Like, (laughs) it's a satire of himself. Um, Um, And I, I feel so mean when I'm on your guy's show. I'm just like, no, I please, this is so good. good. I can't be the want. only one who feels this way. But seriously, if someone's like, oh, Bruno Dumont, I love him. I'd be like, Art, t- tell me. Tell me what I'm missing. Most things when like somebody goes really hard for it, I can like see a way there. You know, it's like the music of Animal Collective isn't my jam, but I can like get there. I can be like, all right, I, yeah. I, I, I see. You know, Everyone or, knows my girls is a bop. But like, yeah, right, right. I, 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 can, I can see how it can be enjoyed or Michael Bay, for example, his movies tend to bore me, but I see why people enjoy Michael Bay movies. It's not crazy for me to imagine somebody enjoying that. Bruno Dumont, I'm like, I don't get it. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, well, Bruno Dumont is, is also making movies that are like, well, if you don't like this, you're stupid. So it's like he's more well, anti- my he's- favorite kind of person. <laughs> right. a, a, a conversationalist who has no interest in the other person he's talking to. Great. Well, I would do him the, I would do him the service of never paying attention again, but you guys are making me watch his whole yeah. <laughs> Everyone look forward next year, Bruno Dumont too <laughs> with special guest lines. Um, we're gonna we're gonna only watch maybe, the miserable ones this time. No, maybe next year we'll do his uh, heavy metal musical about the childhood of Joan of Arc. Maybe that one will get. You. Yeah. 
See, this is the thing. <laughs> and now you're like, maybe I do give him another shot. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah, we, I don't think that, that pitch is working. All right. I um, think. All right. Yeah, I think we should yeah, we wrap, to wrap up, up and let Amelia go to work and Eva get back to celebrating her birthday. Yes, uh, yes. But thank and you I'll so much. back to my little, my little dungeon where I hate everything. <laughs> where I think everything is stupid. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you. Your giant man thing. Except for Louis C.K., who I think is 100% great in every way. And he, in every which way. And he thinks this movie is really, really good, guys. You really should. Really she's good. She's really good, and really you should go Blanche. see it. It's funnier than I. Yeah. It's really funny. Yeah. That's what, it's not as funny as I love you, Daddy, but it's, it's right up there. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being here, even yes. though. Uh, what would you My like quote, to plug? pleasure, unquote. <laughs> <laughs> now it's like turned to you hate us. <laughs> it's not even Bruno Dumont. Now. We you have like, to live with that, Colin. You. That's on us, yeah. I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> the um, show sucks, actually. <laughs> yeah, um, um, yeah this, uh, is, this, is sort of, this is sort of a satire of good podcasting. <laughs> Um, that makes more sense to me than this movie. I'm gonna pit. I'm gonna <laughs> two things. I'm gonna plug personally. I um I wrote on uh the canceled uh season two of Why the Last Man, um but the season wow. one is on Hulu and I, I suggest you check it out. I didn't write on it, but I think it's very very good. And if you're a fan of the property, mm-hmm. uh, it's just sitting there. It's very there's some really cool stuff in it. I'm a fan. I love that comic, and it's uh, a yeah, it's, and I've heard the show is really good. It's good, check it out. It's just it's just sitting there, and then also in the spring, I wrote on the Apple miniseries We Crashed with Jared Leto and Anne Hathaway, which is about the fall of WeWork, and I think it's going to be very good. So I watch that when it comes out, and then um, beyond that, I just want to promote the best show, the worst show on television with the best performance on television right now. Uh, Apple's The Morning Show. Uh, mm. They are doing COVID from <laughs> this season. They started right. at New Year's <laughs> and they went up through mid March of 2020. They did not really. Yeah. They just barely got to COVID at the end of the season. <laughs> oh man! There's yeah. if you want to hear only, lines I've only like seen the first two so far, but when the first episode ended with someone coughing ominously in the background, I was like, oh, this is gonna be a My great God. season. <laughs> Meanwhile, no. in Italy, Steve Carell's uh, canceled rapist character is has his own Louis C.K. adventure where he befriends and and falls in love with a a beautiful Italian woman. Uh, and there's just so much going on, guys. I can't even. It's incredible. But yeah, uh, Billy Crudup uh, as Corey Ellison is giving the yes, performance of, of, of a lifetime. Uh, Emmy nominated. Anyway, watch the morning show. I, I'm on multiple text chains about it. It's my favorite thing. Still, I mean, it, 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 the finale was like a month ago, but I'm still texting about it. Memes, everything. Great. <laughs> I'm gonna plug. Um. Well, I'm going to plug my improv school, wgimprovschool.com. But um, Bruno DeMont, you're not allowed to take classes at my school. You're banned. Wow. Um, and I also want to plug the Kanye Drake concert that happened at LA Memorial Coliseum. Uh, I think it's, I watched it. I had nothing to do with it. I just think it's funny because Kanye does all of his absolute most popular, insanely chart topping hits and then drake does like five new songs and it's like it's like kanye wow. beats him i don't think that was the way it was supposed to be framed but it's very funny 
to see Kanye just do a. I mean, I'm, I'm not necessarily a big Kanye West song, but every song he did, I'm like, oh, I know that song. That's good. Oh, that's good. Then that's Drake, great. Did, Drake came out full of confidence, did three things. I'm like, I don't. It's what are these? And, and now, uh, will I think that's funny. I'm and that's sorry. funnier than the movie France. Well. You just stepped on my joke because I was going to say, I'm sorry to tell you, we've caught you in a trap that was directed by Bruno Dumont. (laughs) (laughs) If Bruno Dumont directed that, I'd be like, now I get him. (laughs) Yeah. All right. right. Well, with that. With that. (laughs) Next segment. Yep. Bye. Bye, guys. All right. We are back. And we are now. Better than ever. Uh huh. And we are now joined by returning guest, uh, journalist, Mike Finnerty. Thank you for joining Whee! us. Thank you. Thank you for having me, folks. You. Good to talk about something that isn't entourage, but by my own admission. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I mean, we're a bit more daft. Mm-hmm. France isn't yeah. like an entourage oh, in, in its tone. Uh, we'll get into it. <laughs> okay, Andy. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, we're. I think back to having the ant, the the pro France. I'm actually in the middle on this movie, but we'll get into people. it. <laughs> You're in the middle. Okay, right, so great. we're even. We love it. Which we love is good because I think we were. I, I guess we were even on the last segment too. Sure. Yes. Okay. Um. Yeah. So yeah, this is Mike is a journalist. Uh, I believe uh, uh-huh. has a degree in it and everything, <laughs> which is very exciting. Um. Yeah, um, and so we're going to talk about, because both of these are movies about journalism, uh, France about, um, m- you know, visual media, uh, TV, uh, and French Dispatch about print. Uh, we're going to talk about those. We'll, we'll, we'll also, we haven't talked about French Dispatch at all much yet, so we'll probably get into what that movie just is in general a little before we do that. Sure. But let's start with France. Um, okay. Which I feel like is, you know, yeah. A, so the two of us have now talked a fair amount yeah. about France. So let's hear your in the middle take. Yes, it gets quite a good. It gets the bare essentials right about journalism, and particularly from the European point of view, uh, the movie does a really good job of exploring okay. the role of media personality. Like, so I'm obviously familiar with like American journalism, the likes of your uh, Brian Williams's or your Anderson Coopers or whatever in Europe that's a much more pronounced cult of personality and the film really plays into that which two big thumbs up for me on that front i kind of question our news reporters being stopped in the streets for selfies i don't know uh even here in ireland <laughs> even here in ireland over the course of the pandemic uh there's been two journalists uh who have become like twitter famous because of their they're only like 30 something and they've become like memes for lack of a better term because um everyone they're the authority figure on on the COVID-19 so I think the film was really even though the film was made this time two years ago pre-pandemic the cult of the journalist is still very much a thing it's, I think it's more of a pronounced thing in uh, France especially Europe than is maybe even in the States so obviously good points for that um I did take umbrage with <laughs> um how we say I don't think the paparazzi are following around our journalists. Uh, I'm not. I can't really speak for French <laughs> culture as an Irishman, but uh, I I don't really think sure. journalists would see. Whenever people make movies about journalists, they like to paint us in a heroic light, and obviously the film France kind of like treads the needle between the two. 
I wish that journalists had been followed around like David Beckham or Tom Cruise, honestly. Um, <laughs> so it kind of paints a very romanticized sure. uh, view of the profession, which I think it's a good thing and a bad thing. In terms of, like, obviously, journalism movies is one of my favorite right. uh, uh, genres. Uh, the Insider, I think, is supposed to say, in terms of TV journalism movies, at the very top, you have, like, Broadcast News and The Insider. I think France is somewhere in the middle. Sure. And then down the bottom, I can't even think of the worst TV journalism movie, but probably Anchorman 2 let's just be generous or what was that what was that Kelsey Grammer show he did after Frasier back to you I know it's not a movie but back to you sure <laughs> first yeah, time ever, I mean yeah, first time that... ever brought up in conjunction with a Michael Mann film but um TV journalism in particular is so ripe for the media I think France is kind of in the mid-tier I think it's a good solid movie fantastic powerhouse C do performance I think I, I gave it to you stars on the Netflix. Two of those stars are from Seydoux. She is phenomenal in it. My God. Yeah, she's really good. Uh, yeah, I mean, I would say a, a Bruno mm-hmm. Dumont film is going to be very, mm-hmm. very heightened. So I'm not surprised that... I mean, I'm glad that there are aspects of it that are, like, well-researched and... Uh, well actuated, but also not surprised that uh, certain parts of it are uh, the, very against spoilers. Uh, the bit in the yeah. bit in the studio when she's doing the segment with yeah. the uh, refugees, there's a tape delay for a reason, lads. I'm sorry, like, as as someone with a degree in it, I'm like, no, that's <laughs> not how it happened. We're like we're on a 15 second tape delay for a reason. Now again, I can't speak to what the practices are in mm-hmm. France. But as a journalist, that drove me mad. I, my best friend is a psychiatric nurse, and yeah. we watched the Halloween movies together recently. He, he said, I am so angry at Dr. Loomis for putting us in a bad light, and for that reason, I'm mad at friends for making us journalists look bad. Like, that would never happen of... Sure. I mean, well, the other thing with that is, like, the guy in one room puts something down, paper. and it turns one That would lever. never happen. Which apparently is the live mic on both France and her producer for some reason gets like, why is there ever a situation where you would be able to patch through the producer's audio into the live never of what is airing? And why is it just one switch that is like right there? Like it doesn't like, really make movie- sense. And then some other guy in some other room is the only one who notices it and has to like travel a bunch to like let them know it's happening. He doesn't have like an intercom yeah, uh, to tell them they, about what's going on. They one time one time they uh did a broadcast of the Chris Gethard show from that studio and they had to make sure that J D could get on the mic. J D's nightmare episode, yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> that was like Jamie's nightmare. So for a movie, like I know obviously I see the point Dumont's trying to make. It's for dramatic effects. Obviously, you know, tropes are too blah blah blah. The film is so married to the whole realism element. And then for it to take the movie-like approach in the third act just for the sake of a twist, that's where it kind of went for me. And my other major problem with friends is it cannot establish the tone. I, I know that I listened to your previous episode with Will Hines. God bless Bruno Dumont, good director, cannot keep a tone down for the life of them. Um, one minute. This movie doesn't know well, if it wants to be broadcast news. Sometimes no tone And is then the towards tone. the end, it turns into Manchester by the scene, like, Bruno, pick a lane, okay? It was, it's trying to be broadcast news or network, and then it just turns into a Michael Haneke film out of nowhere with the car crash. I'm like, oh, 
What are you doing? Oh, well, we've talked about this. The car crash scene, I think, is him yeah. intentionally... I think that is the it, it, funniest. Like if you've never seen the Dumont film before, like, what the hell is this? Uh, but like, having seen some of his films, I'm like, oh yeah, this guy is playing, he's kind of a for a whole kind of subversive type, trying to get a rise. Our expression here is to get a rise out of you. He's trying to like, right. provoke a reaction, and he does a good job there, I suppose. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and. You know, I, I spoke a little bit about this on our previous segment, but yeah, I do think like Franz as a media satire is particularly like mm-hmm. toothless and like lame and like not making any interesting points or anything. Like I think I have, yeah, it's it's it, it's it's the most basic of like celebrity editing, reality TV, whatever is like is ruining it's our this news. Post Truman Show thing. It's so Andrew Nichols stuff. Is the way I put it. Every movie that's come out, every movie to do with the media since the Truman Show has been trying to say, "Oh, we're so provocative. Oh, we're so. Oh, have you really seen what goes on behind the scenes? Blah blah blah." Nightcrawler is a more successful version of that. And then with France, as I said, France gets the bare bones right of what the journalistic experience is. The very first scene in the movie, I was talking to Jesse um, in the first five minutes, and I sent I sent her a screenshot of uh, IMDb credits. Emmanuel Macron, self, uncredited. I'm like, what? Like, mm-hmm. they edited Emmanuel Macron, the president of France, in. Mm-hmm. I actually was like, did I get the wrong stream or something? I was like, what's Macron doing here? But it was so, so strange. <laughs> like, it was a kind of Forrest Gump kind of CGI. I could tell, like, he wasn't actually in. I, I was like, did they get Macron for this? But yes. I can say that particular scene yeah. speaks to the whole media scramble. Um in my own, talk about my own profession a bit, I'm primarily an entertainment writer day to day, but over the last year or so, I, I'm a political writer too. Uh, I've interviewed, you know, uh, local representatives, I've interviewed, you know, our equivalent of congressmen and senators. Uh, I'm into my politics. Mm-hmm. So the film captures the relationship that journalists has with politics quite well. And, you know, I've, I've been in like immediate over the summer. Um, I, I've done some freelance work for other newspapers. And one of my tasks was to go to a media scramble with our deputy prime minister. Uh, so the deputy prime minister was there to launch. It was a business scheme in my town. So my editor was like, oh, Michael, can you go there? Yeah, sure. There was 10 questions asked. None of them were about the intent of the visit. Every single question in the media scrum was asked about the pandemic. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what the movie gets at as well, where Macron was there to discuss the relationship with Europe. And then every single journalist there was going to try press him for like, yeah, but what about tax cuts? What about jobs? So the film captures that specific part of journalism quite well. And there is a scene towards the very end when she's in the house. Um, I, I'm a print journalist primarily. I haven't done any... Uh, television done but a radio that scene at the very towards the very end of the movie where she's in the house of um i think the, the husband was a murderer she's sitting down at the table you have as a journalist you have such little time to establish a camaraderie and a, and like you know a bond with a source and the film just gets that across so well that the very best journalists like lacy do can walk into a room no problem immediately placate or uh neutralize a person and get them on their side and the film is just again that's one of the strong points of the film for me that it really gets that across quite well where it falls apart is the personal side of things yeah Mm -hmm. yeah well 
All right. Uh, I mean, yeah, uh, yeah. I think you know. Let, let's let's talk about French Dispatch because I'm I'm really excited yeah. to talk about French Dispatch. We haven't talked. It's about more it my it's yet. more my bread and butter. So yeah, I'm so yeah, excited I mean, to I talk like, about it. I like France a lot, but I, I it's love one of my favorites of the year. I absolutely adore it. Yeah, it's. Uh, yeah, I think it's really it's so terrific. Um, so yeah, uh, to, just to set it up a little bit because we haven't talked about it yet. This is Wes Anderson's yes, latest. Uh, it premiered at Cannes. Uh, to I would say a middling to negative yeah. reception, like it was like um, it, it, it yeah. got tagged with like at the very at the very least like minor people who like it like it, or people yes. who don't like it don't like it. It's it's a Wes Anderson movie. Yeah, um, yeah, but like definitely there were more people who were like mm-hmm. this one doesn't work than with a lot of his other movies. Yeah, and he's like you know he. Uh, Grand Budapest was probably his biggest critical success. Commercial as well, I suppose. In, uh-huh. in, the, in the last decade, anyway. Like, you know, there's the early Sure. Stuff. Yeah. Um, Though I feel like people have kind of turned on that a little in the, like, subsequent few years. Of, like, well, I was that one that connected. It was nominated for a picture and director at the Oscars. And I think that's his biggest commercial yes, hit. Right. I think, yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. It did really well. It opened year, that yeah. one. They opened it in the spring. Mm-hmm. It did it. really well. My first was yeah. um, It won, It cleaned up the yeah. Yeah, it cleaned up the technical. Gorgeous mm-hmm. too. Like it won a bunch of stuff. It's not uh, the best. Um, and then Isle of Isle of Dogs, of course, uh, had that had a that one had a mm-hmm. weird reception. Like I don't like. The, I feel yes. like there were, you know, that movie has people have a lot of criticisms about that, and they're certainly entitled to yep. them. And but that movie, like it. Mm. You know, it did the best. It got the best animated feature nomination, oh. and like, like I th- feel like there wasn't like, I feel like the the criticism of that one was very contained, mm-hmm. and it wasn't like that wasn't quite what like the larger conversation about that movie was for some reason. I don't know. I'm not. Sure. Maybe I'm off base on that. Maybe. Um, I don't know. Uh, but yeah. So then this one it premieres at Cannes. It it's open. It's gonna. It opened in the the fall. Uh, it's done pretty well, I think, right? It, like, is maybe the only... Yeah. It's, like, it's weird, because it's, like, still playing near me, I think. Like, it's, like, it's been, like, in theaters for a really long time. Mm-hmm. Um, it was until very recently here. Yeah. Um, which is, like, interesting, because, like, all, a lot of, like, I don't... Like, maybe I could go see Spencer still. Like, a lot of these, like, movies that we talk about that, like, played festivals and stuff, I feel like yeah, they 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 went away really quickly. Fast. But this one is, seems to have at least some sort of legs. Oh, I'm not... That's not true. I could still go see The Fridge Dispatch in a theater if I wanted yeah. to. Um, and, I, yeah. Uh, go in three hours. And I feel like when it came out in America, it still sort of had that same reputation, right? Of, like, this is, like... It's pretty yeah. slight. It's like, it's you know, it's got a lot of the Wes Anderson stuff. So if you like that sort of thing, you're gonna like it. That sort of a, a deal. Um, it's obviously you know, it's it's a it's a anthology picture. It's you know, it's three yep. uh, short stories, mm-hmm. uh, wealth, and a uh, and a travelogue, and an obituary. Six acts um, and that uh, and the uh, Berlin. Uh-huh. Yeah, <laughs> spirit <laughs> right. folks. Um, uh, <laughs> It's uh, obviously inspired by the New Yorker, mm-hmm. right? It's uh, 
It's mm-hmm. um, and it's the story of this of an issue of a magazine, and it gets into what the stories yeah. are, and you see what the sort of features are, and you see a little bit about the creation of the magazine. It stars a huge cast of Wes Anderson favorites and new <laughs> Wes Anderson collaborators. Um, and I think it's really. I think it's a special movie. I, I um, love it. Yeah, I fe- I feel like specifically like our social group has yes. been like, what is everyone talking about? This movie is great, <laughs> right? And we're gonna get more into that with some more friends a little later. But yeah, I I am very much on that side. Right. It's uh, like, and I I really like. Fantastic Mr. Fox. That's like I think probably still my favorite mm-hmm. Wes Anderson movie. I have never responded to his live action stuff as strongly. Um, sure. And, although I have only seen the recent stuff, I haven't seen the early. Like I probably would oh, flip sure. out for yeah. Tenenbaums. Andy, you would absolutely. Um, Tenenbaums, yes. That movie is. So <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. Tenenbaums is. I, I think that's the best movie. His only other live action movie. That's his. That's his masterpiece for me. Sure. And like, but yeah, that yeah. was the thing. It was like I saw this movie and it was like this is my favorite live action movie is his, his I've seen like by far. Like, I think it's better than all the other ones that I've seen that are live action. Um, yeah. I think it's much better than Grand Budapest Hotel, a movie that I, I would like say it's just well. a hair below. Like they're, they're two fantastic movies that I love. Grand Budapest just has the hair for me, but so it just has the edge for me, has the hair. What the hell is that? Grand Budapest has the edge for me because it's the first Wes Anderson I saw in the cinema. So um, just last night, I watched Inglorious Bastards on TV. Yes. That's my favorite Tarantino because that's the first Tarantino movie I saw. So it's kind of grand, mm-hmm. it's kind of, you know, winner by default nearly. Right. Yeah. yeah. I think I had the luck of the first one that I saw in a theater was a rep screening wow. of Royal Oh, over you. Films. Oh, yeah. Because a- AFI does... Uh, do a I thought you meant when it came out, Jesse. I thought it was like oh, 2001. Right. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. It was a, 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 rep, a, a repertory. This, yeah. <laughs> I, no, I was yeah. three when the Royal Tenenbaums <laughs> came out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and like, you know, people have talked about, I feel like, it's like a love letter to journalism, mm-hmm. sort of like a love letter to the free press or sure. whatever. It's, I don't, mm-hmm. I mean, it's, well, it's also like, it's very invested in like a very specific era yes. of journalism. Like, I, I don't, I don't, it's obvious, you know, it's a Wes Anderson style. I don't think they ever specify like what year it takes place in. It's very um, heavily implied to be the 60s, I think. And uh, the Chalamet segment is like a sure. essential remake of the 60s French student right. rights. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, I think there's, yeah, I feel like there are maybe references to years. Sure. Um, But yeah, I mean, you know, it's like, to me, I think that, like, obviously it's very invested in, like, the relationship between, like, a mentor and a mentee in in terms of, like, Mm -hmm. artistic and creative Mm -hmm. work. Right, it really holds that mm-hmm. Bill Murray character in high esteem. That's my favorite part of the movie. Uh, you see him. Yeah, I mean, right, you which, see like him. that kind of reaches its peak in that uh, scene with Murray. Oh, oh my God. Jeffrey Wright Brilliant. at the jail. That's the yeah. best part. That's the best line. Yeah. Um. Yeah. 
Yeah, and and like it's and and you know the movie we're gonna spoil French Dispatch. Like it ends with all of them yes. coming together to like write his obituary together, and like you really mm-hmm. have this sense that they have lost something. And like at the beginning, it's like well in his will he says like we're gonna like end the magazine when he dies. Like yes, which like is an interesting mm-hmm. element that he's like he doesn't think this is sustainable without him. And like, it doesn't even want to give them a chance Uh to try to succeed Uh it. Like that's an interesting element to that character that I think is maybe not as recognized as much in like when Mm. people are like, Oh, Mm -hmm. this is just like a a silly, naive, like love letter to journalism or whatever. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, I, I mean, I, and I think each individual story like is really, strong and really interesting on its own Mm -hmm. and then when they do come together as a whole it is just like wow like look at all these like look at look at look at like you you both have the individual satisfying narrative of each individual segment and then you have that overarching narrative of like wow look at how all these like these you know three these three creative individuals who are the three the creators of the three main stories have been allowed to thrive in their own way and like create this great work uh, for this magazine, um, which I think is really, you know, speak really, to my own end. The, the levels of that I think is so exciting. Sorry, speak to my own end. Um, the Bill Murray character is the one I closely identify with because I am an editor in my day job, and I got my start editing the student newspaper when I was at university. Um, I, I was Bill Murray. And that's I can't put too fine a point in it. Um, I was basically the Bill Murray of that student paper. I was the arts editor. I had very particular standards. I always try to get the best out of writers. I'd always give them personalized feedback when most editors wouldn't. The scene, the wraparound scenes when Murray's trying to tease out the story with the journalist, that is like, that's a perfect distillation of the journalistic yeah. process to me. Um, I would say in terms of like, like so, okay, so Spotlight gets the investigative journalism side of things down perfectly. French Dispatch captures the collaborative spirit of journalism perfectly as well. Uh, I just started a job Unfortunately, I'm working remotely, but I have worked in newsrooms in the past and the collaborative process between different journalists, when you're an hour before deadline, the, the editor with four years experience mm-hmm. is helping the new, the new intern with trying to flesh out their story. French Dispatch really, really captures just the the spirit and the togetherness of journalism. And I, I, I can see why you can see why I would love it and I can see why you would not love it. I just want to a general audience to like, what's he talking about but just to me specifically it's a combination of all my interests it's yeah. it's not to be pretentious it's my life on screen um i just think it's an absolutely wonderful wonderful film uh, i can really see i can easily see it being in my 10 of the year and jeffrey wright is just my god jeffrey wright is tremendous in it yeah yeah i really think that like this is working uh on like on a character level and a performance level like at a level beyond any of his like recent movies i think like a lot of people are giving their best performance mm-hmm. in a long time in this i think chalamet is giving the best performance I've ever he's seen very depp and ed wood that was my note when i saw it dormant in a long time very johnny depp and ed wood what I just, okay. I just, I think that's that's my favorite uh-huh. version as well. Yeah. And, and, and that's also uh-huh. a movie about collaboration and the arts. So maybe that's my kind of movie. But that's he just has that nineties energy. He, he's going to lose it in ten years, but he's just. I think Chalamet is absolutely wonderful in this as well. Yeah, 
So he also, I I hate Don't Look Up, but weirdly think that he is quite oh, good goodness. in that movie too. And historically have not really liked him. Uh, so interesting that... Yeah. And I don't, you know, he's fine in Dune. But like, interesting right. that... All of a sudden, post Dune, I'm uh, into yeah. this Chalamet. Probably. I mean, yeah, I've been a real Chalamet skeptic too up mm. to this point, but like he's having a great year. Like I really, I really think he's like really interesting and special in Dune, uh, and I do think mm-hmm. yeah, he's really great in the French Dispatch as well. Um, yeah. Was like, did I have something else? If someone else has something else, go ahead. I had a thought. My um, just say uh, Sadu is having a fantastic year as well. Uh, right. Uh, uh, very good on this, uh, Simone. Um, uh-huh. Her greatest asset is her steediness. Or I saw uh, No Time to Die. My sister, mm-hmm. my sister said, for Lady Sudi was she always looks like she's about to start crying, which I think I'm like, well, I've seen, yeah, that's <laughs> pretty accurate with Sudi. But it's the steediness, and when she finally breaks down, that's that's the power of Sudi. Like you see more in France and French Dispatch. More French Dispatch, uh-huh. she's the steely, no nonsense type, and. The movie, like, I think that's a great testament to her versatility where she can play the um, tender romantic lead or she can be the action girl or she could be the tough prison boss or news journalist. Like that's, those are her roles. In So she's a, mm-hmm. the sidekick in Bond <laughs> who can hold her own. She's a prison guard in French Dispatch and she's a news journalist in uh, France. She's doing different roles and different energies just say she's a brilliant brilliant actress i'm just glad that i will after specter i was a bit concerned that she was uh on the way out because that movie doesn't do her good service but then i think and it's interesting that all these movies uh-huh. come out within three months of each other as well not that i think about it but yes it is just really wonderful but my strongest my strongest performance in french dispatch mm-hmm. apart from murray apart from chalamet apart from jeffrey wright i'm going to list the whole cast my favorite other performance is adrian brody and Brody, Brody is a guy I've been skeptical yes, on. he's really good too. He's he is. I, I was actually, I was like crying laughing yes. at him in French Dispatch. He is yeah. so funny. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he similarly yeah. is having a really good year. He's really good. He's brilliant in yeah. episode too. Yes, that's true. Uh, yeah. I mean, who'd have thought? Like, yeah, he's like he's back, and like we we, we like him now. It's weird. Uh, um, yeah, he's so good. He's you know he's like. And he like really has a lot of like different energies to play uh, in his in that segment, and I think he like, switches like oh, so so perfectly. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Ooh, I recalled yeah. what my thought was, which I'm going to share now. So great. We I talked a little bit about like you know the how how much he really loves and cherishes that like that editor writer relationship there, and I do think mm-hmm. like the fact that like this movie has like so many great actors in like really Sierra small has like roles. 10 lines um mm-hmm. right and like elizabeth mm-hmm. moss has like two like two scenes really where mm-hmm. she talks and um yeah. like like there's all this like all this stuff but but like i get the sense that like similarly to the way that like you know owen wilson's little travelogue is like he loves being edited by bill murray or whatever that if you're an actor who like gets to hold the center of like one shot in a wes anderson movie that you have that like Mm -hmm. really special and exciting creative partnership for just Mm -hmm. that moment so like if you're christoph waltz if you're elizabeth moss if you're like any of these people who like aren't really like yeah gonna 
pop necessarily out of the movie. Like, they're not going to be the person people walk out talking mm-hmm. about in the movie. But, like, yes. you still have that one special, like, that special moment of that sequence where you, yes. like, get figure out exactly what you want from each other. And, like, that moment of collaboration really rolls forward with you mm-hmm. uh, and the director in the w- same way that, like, the, the writers and the editor have that relationship. It's, think, it's very demi, you know, for I, lack I, of a better I, term. Yeah. Sure. Sure. I mean, it's like the two directors now who like any actor seems to be dying to work with and who get these huge casts are Wes Anderson and Terrence Malick. Like who, and I think Tarantino to a certain extent as well. Like I think his relationship with Pitt now is quite strong. And I can imagine, or I think Chazelle will be the guy going forward. If you're making predictions for the 2020s, I think if I am very, very curious to see Babylon. To see how Please have me on for Babylon. Um, that's going to be our, that's going to be the first nine-hour episode. Um, <laughs> I think Chazelle will be that guy for the twenties where news is circulating about a uh, new script. Everyone will drop everything to uh, be in a Chazelle, and from as much as I don't like him, Martin McDonough will be that as well. That's funny. Mm. Maybe he does. He does have. Yes good casts in both of his both of his upcoming movies uh yeah yeah well i think yeah it may it might be time to wrap up this segment um unless anyone else has any other final thoughts on the journalism in either of these films or journalism by a paper (laughs) please subscribe to yeah please subscribe to your local news and don't just use facebook for your news please we are begging you (laughs) as an industry that's my two cents. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, I guess that's that's perhaps a little bit of a plug. But do you have anything uh, more personal that you would like to plug? And I don't think you. We forgot to say this too. You're also welcome to plug anything that's just like a thing you have enjoyed recently, that whether check that be out. a okay. movie or some other media. Okay. Uh, not not required to, but you are welcome to. No, um, yeah, well, not to um, put you on the spot. I am now the uh, full-time gaming editor for entertainment.ie website here in Ireland. Um, and I just today I put out a 20... I, I write primarily about games, but I write about films as well. Just today I put out a 2,500-word retrospective for Scream because it turned 25 today. You can read that on entertainment.ie. And the film I'd like to plug, Quill Surprise Quiz Show on Disney+, Plus, an absolutely wonderful film by Robert Redford. Um, not quite a journalism film, but I think it has a lot of the same elements of, of a journalism film, especially with Rob Morrow's character and Ray Fiennes. Uh, just watch the quiz show, folks. Uh, I think we, as a culture, need to make sure that's the film from 1994 that everyone remembers. Not Forrest Gump, not Lion King, and not Pulp Fiction. It's quiz show. So please watch quiz show on Disney+. Plus. Thank you for your consideration. Sure. Yeah, I mean, right. going to be hard for Americans to watch that on Disney+, Plus, but uh, it Here's is uh, well worth seeking Here's a VPN. <laughs> we don't advocate for so that I, here I said podcast. VPN first uh, and not to work. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Um, yes. Uh, I, I, I saw Quiz Show within the last year, and it's a great movie. Um, great. Well, Mike, thank you so Pleasure, much. Pleasure, folks. Merry Christmas. And... Uh, Merry Christmas. Uh-huh. Uh, happy yeah. Happy Franspecular. Merci beaucoup. Yes, and we will be we will be back in a moment. We're back, and yeah. we're joined by uh, 
good friends Ethan Brundine and William Taylor and my greatest enemy Daniel Foster. Yeah. But what before, happened? But former before, best friend. Yeah. Be, well, yeah. That's right. Before we get into uh, France or the French Dispatch, this episode is coming out on Andy's birthday, and he has yes, a story that's true. for us. Oh boy. Sure. Yes, uh, today, as you're listening, if you're listening to this on the day it comes out, is my 32nd birthday. I was born December 24th, 1989. Yeah, stop um, Stop whatever Christmas party you were at. Just stop it dead <laughs> in its track and play this episode. I mean, <laughs> maybe you shouldn't be at a Christmas party right now. I'm sorry. Not to bring current yeah. events into it. But <laughs> all right, all right. But anyway, the, I'll the, be going to a Christmas party. Great. I'll be going to Andy's birthday party. <laughs> sure. Um, so I was supposed to be born much earlier. I was, in fact, three weeks late. And then when I was born, I was, like, over ten pounds. I was quite large for a baby. And, um, something they did for all the Christmas Eve babies was they, when they presented them to their mothers, they put them in, uh, stockings as, like, a little, like, hey, it's Christmas, and, like, look at your present as a baby, like, sort of thing. Uh, except because I was over ten pounds, I, like, barely fit into the stocking. So they, like, stuffed me in, and I was, like, very uncomfortable. And they, like, my, my parents were, like, let's get him out of there. And they were, like, no, we have to take a picture first. Okay, but, okay, but h- how do you remember that you were uncomfortable? I mean, I don't. I have been told this story by my family. Okay. Do you still have this picture, and can we tweet it out with the episode? I, I don't know if I have access to it. I can certainly look into it. Okay. Do you have the stocking? Who has access to it? He is sitting in the stocking right now. <laughs> I will talk to my family to see if we have a picture of it somewhere. What if they're like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and you're like, uh. <laughs> You'll never hear about it if that's what happens. <laughs> wow. I'll just be like, oh, no, we don't have anything. And then I'll be Truly, truly the lamest thing to be like the informant about. <laughs> just trapped in your the web of your own mediocre lie. Okay. All right. Let's You're really going after right. me today, Emilio. Jesus. It's not your birthday yet when we're recording, but that's true. We're several days out from my birthday still. Yeah, I haven't um, gotten you a present yet. You're under no obligation to do so. Um, so, folks, we're all here. To talk yep. about um, the French Dispatch, I think mostly, and then we'll we'll sprinkle in a little France talk as well. I think is sort of yeah. what we're looking at. Maybe for we second. start with yeah. the France talk. The thing is, Colin has a very fun. Colin has a very funny joke about the French Dispatch. I don't know if you said it. <laughs> that what? This is not true. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> Amelia's just trying to make us all look like losers. I can't. Then what is this? I, don't know, you, I mean, you can't. I'm ready to hear it. Let's go, Colin. You, you keep every time I mention it, you keep being like French dispatch of my ass. That's not mine. That's a Demi <laughs> the Jouibe joke on his letterbox review. He says French dispatch my ass if you don't like hmm. this. Coming this Friday, I'm gonna tweet the our DM conversation where Colin takes credit for this joke. I don't though. This is a lie. <laughs> <laughs> um, but All yes. right. 
Let's talk. So about Jesse, it. you were trying. You were trying to segue us into some prawn stock, I believe. Yeah. So I was only going to do this on one segment, but I, despite the fact that I believe six of the seven people here currently know this, I've got <laughs> a bombshell to drop, which is that. And also, our listeners already know this because I've said it already. <laughs> it was the last segment. So, yeah. uh, <laughs> two Blanche Garden. Not the last segment. Oh yeah. Right, two segments ago, Blanche Garden, the uh, actor playing the uh, assistant. The producer uh, lady, yeah. Right, the producer. Yeah, that is uh, Louis C.K.'s girlfriend. Wow. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Definitely worth uh, building up. Yeah, that reaction. We got, yeah. It was a good reaction the first time we got it. Yeah, the first yeah. time I did it, it went over great. Keep that, all right. All right. Well. <laughs> all right. Okay, and then if you guys have anything to and plug, on to the French dispatch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I don't know. I, we can do them in either order. I feel like we booked this as a French dispatch segment, and we barely sure. talked about the French dispatch, so we should talk about yeah, the French dispatch. So let's dispatch. start talking about the French dispatch. Yeah. Who's got a thought on the French Dispatch? <laughs> Jesse and I uh, really talked good. about it a little bit in our last segment. Yeah, it's yeah. a great movie. That I was think. that was kind of the summary of the last. Am segment. I the only like, hater? It's right really now? good. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. we specifically booked people who really like this movie on this segment. Have you talked about it on a previous segment already, Cullen? Yeah. We, no, we, I have no, not. Cullen is not. Okay, about so it. Cullen should start. <laughs> yeah, I uh, don't really like the movie. I think it's like fine to good. I think it ends well. Um, I'd say it gets better as it goes, certainly. And, uh, I don't know. I feel like it's just... It, it could be just a thing of it takes me a few views to get, like, on the level of a Wes if I don't, like, love it instantly. Um, like, Moonrise Kingdom I had only seen once and didn't really enjoy it and then I watched it again this year and thought it was incredible. Um... So maybe a few years down the line, I'll rewatch it and think it's good. But f I mean, I just found it to sort of like with the boring complaints that people will levy against a Wes Anderson movie, all sort of applied where I was like, it's overstuffed. It just has too much shit happening. I think stylistically, like the way he decides to put subtitles in any section of the screen that he wants to makes it like aggressively hostile to the viewer to try and decipher what is happening in the movie where you have so much going on visually and then you also have to look around like a word search for the subtitles uh and uh i i, I when i was watching it the first segment which is the or i guess like like the first main segment uh of the three big ones is right, the benito del toro one uh and i really did not like it at all I um, don't really get any sort of feeling out of it. Um, whereas, like, the way the second one ends, uh, the Chalamet segment, I think is, like, very, like, good and, like, has good emotion. And then the third one, I think there's that line that the chef says where he's like, I didn't want to be a disappointment. And that's, like, uh, basically justifies the entire movie's existence. Uh, and, like, was enough for me to be like this is net positive um but like other than that i don't really have any 
feeling for the movie, which is odd because Wes, I usually find very emotional a filmmaker. Um, but yeah, that's mostly my take. All right. Okay. Daniel. <laughs> Me? Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, I adore this movie. Uh, I think it's his second best behind Moonrise. That's my favorite one. Um, it's just... I mean, this is can be leveled as a compliment or as a complaint. It is such an embarrassment of riches. Um, or I've seen it three times now, and I'm still finding new jokes, new things to, like, cry at. It, there's just so much. It's so dense. It is ridiculously entertaining. And I think, for me, it never becomes exhausting because I think he changes the style enough in each segment. Um enough that it all feels like its own thing it doesn't kind of it to me it never really runs out of steam it's always doing new things moving in different ways the score keeps changing styles and in ways where it's always it's always to match the style of like the pov of the author or whatever is going on in mm -hmm. those scenes like it's uh like, people complain a lot about, like, the emotional distance that his stylization kind of, uh, brings against, like, the subjects or his stories or whatever, and to me it's, like, all the filters he kind, he kind of puts onto it, like, the aesthetic filters of the black and white and the color, the symmetrical frames, and just everything being overly stylized, it, like, creates, uh, it, it, approximates especially in this movie the sense of someone creating a story which is to me especially more than any of his other movies makes it more human because that is what it's about it's about people interpreting events and trying to process them and so there will be things of like oh i can't capture just through what i saw of how i felt about this student who this deserter giving a speech so here's a, a cut to a play I wrote later and like the play right. has weird like translation like the dialogue's even more stilted in that than his dialogue usually is and so it's like maybe she's a bad translator but it's still her how she's interpreting everything or when Jeffrey Wright is like here are three overlapping dramatic timelines to cover what happened in the next minute like mm -hmm. that it is all this personal quirks of the authors of each personal segment and so it always, I always find it clever, funny, super exciting, and, like, always touching. It never, it's just everything. Everything's in this thing. Yeah. Something I did notice I've, and, th and think about a lot in my second viewing, especially sort of going off of what you're talking about, Daniel, is the way that he finds to sort of translate these magazine articles into a, like, visual performative medium like it's it, like I think it's really interesting that like the Tilda Swinton one is like her delivering a lecture, yeah. uh, and uh, is, is the Francis McDormand one just him reading it? Is that the the one? Like, is there any like? There's no like she's like saying that anywhere to get the narration. Yeah, right? there's so, no there's no additional yeah. framing device. But then, but yeah, then the Jeffrey Wright one is him giving an interview. It, it's crazy how complex it is. It's like a, like three framing devices deep. Each each like segment is yes. like. And then also literally frames in the in the frame, obviously, because like it's a Wes Anderson movie, and that's 
right. know, like Cohen's like, complaint about it being, you know, so much information on, on screen at all times and things like that and having to, like, spot the difference, basically, <laughs> like, like trying right. to find where the subtitles are or whatever. But, like, it, yeah, it just is, it, it is so complex in every, in every situation. Um, yeah. It's like, it, yeah, it's, it, it is one of those things where it's like, you don't think that he can, he can keep pushing his his style further and then he he does it every time you know what i mean like 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 it's it's so much even like like wes anderson imitators aren't doing what he's doing in frigid dispatch at this point like he's he somehow finds a way to evolve even further every single time into into his very um personal like filmmaking style and storytelling uh style yeah and i'll say that i think even I love the movie, and I even would maybe push on back on that a little. In that, I think the movie why I respond to it is because it's so excited about what everybody can contribute to it. Also, it's not just like he's like painting everybody. It's like McDormand is doing something specific to her, and it's very good. Chalamet is doing something great. Benicio, I think, is like basically tremendous. Maybe his best performance in years. I think he's so good in that segment. Yeah. Uh, Ride is obviously like he's the person getting all of the plotted, but he, he's obviously great in it. And I think it's just a movie that's so excited about the possibility of like what perspective can bring to the story and like what can you do as a person to like serve what somebody else's life is. And I sort of think about it in concert with like his last, his last live action movie right is Grand Budapest and Grand Budapest is is a movie I love but Grand Budapest is a movie that's almost like a funeral to like being the sort of person who can like serve other people and and like provide an ease and a comfort to other people in your life and this movie is such a like I guess it's like a resurrection of his belief in it because it's just like so excited about the possibility of just like yeah, well, this is a story about a painter, so I need to frame it around these paintings, and it needs to be, like, in the style of somebody who would talk about a painting, and, like, each of these people is a specific person, and all of the their idiosyncrasies are going to speak to how I'm going to make the movie, and it's just, and it's just so exciting to see. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't yeah, know. I suppose I'll, yeah. I, I suppose I'll go now. Yeah, I yeah. I agree. I think it's absolutely tremendous. I it might be my second favorite other than Moonrise like Daniel. And what Emilio said sort of about it being kind of a little more collaborative than Grand Budapest, which is such this singular thing. Mm-hmm. And so you often hear the complaints about Wes Anderson movies that everybody is sort of directed to the same kind of low-key style. And this, I feel like, has the most range in performance he's had in a while. Yeah. It's just a lot of different personalities bringing their own thing to it. Like, it, I don't think there's any other performance in a Wes Anderson movie that's as purely unhinged as what Adrian Brody is doing in this. And it's <laughs> magnificent. It's so funny. It's probably my favorite thing in the whole movie. It's just... This crazy yeah. comic style in this otherwise 
frequently very sad movie, and it's it really sticks out, and Wes Anderson lets it stick out. I'm not a person who gets Adrian Brody, and that segment almost made me get Adrian Brody. <laughs> I think it's the best I've ever seen him. It's just I think he's, he's so much better in Budapest. <laughs> he's also good he's, in Budapest. Yeah, he's very funny in Budapest, but here I didn't just, really think he was funny at all in this one. Come like, on. I, wow. I, I truly the, like, the cut from the scream is so funny. Yeah, I mean, I truly did not laugh once. Uh, That's crazy. It, like, at the segment or at the movie? At the movie. Um, oh, come on. You're thinking of France. No, I was... <laughs> 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 um, yeah. I, I don't I feel like... I, I think it's like... It it feels like a new... It sounds... It's, it's so corny to say. But I think it's, it feels like a new era for Anderson... You know what I mean? Like, like I'm, I'm more so than I guess seeing like Grand Budapest or Isle of Dogs or whatever. I'm, I'm immensely excited to see what he does next now. Yeah. Like it feels like it could be anything. It could look like anything as right. opposed to like before. I mean, we haven't like, talked about it. It sounds like he's the he's next really one invigorated. Sounds, yeah, he's like yeah, made. We, there's he's, one yeah. in the can, and right. he's already yeah, making the next one. Yeah, there's one in the can, like, and he's like, uh, I'm gonna start doing another one soon. Great, great. Give give me as many as you got. I'm, yeah. I'm excited. Asteroid City, forever. Which is a western, I think. I think it's whole. I, boy. I don't know if it's <laughs> ice. ice. <laughs> oh my goodness. Daniel oh, is oh, levitating boy. off of the screen. Yeah, I'm gonna I have to edit that, out what Daniel incredible. just said. <laughs> I I don't know if it's a western. I what I heard is that it's like a teenage love so story. Anderson. Yeah, it just said yeah, West, comma turn. <laughs> I remember with this one, there were rumors for a while that it was a musical, and then like, it's oh my god, I, what are we? Uh, yeah. and this is just uh, no one. <laughs> Knows anything about this well, movie. I, I, <laughs> I heard it was actually going to be an action movie and a horror. I, I think he's going to, yeah, everyone's just saying what they want it to be. I think he's going to make the next Scooby Doo film. I, yeah. Know, like just okay. like no, I'm okay. saying French Dispatch was rumored to be a musical. Not, so not if it's a saying. teenage love story, is Maya Hawk one of the leads? I'm just I. A Okay. <laughs> well, no, it, it might not be her because Sophia Lillis is also in it, so maybe she's the lead. Maybe. That's prob I, better, probably. I, I will say I'm very excited to see what Matt Dillon does in a Wes Anderson yeah, movie. Yeah, that's, that's going to be really good. Yeah, he's not g been given enough chances other than House That Jack Built, which I have not seen. Yeah, House That so. Jack Built oh, is really uh, so good in that. Yeah, he is. Incredible. Yeah, everybody talks about how Wes Anderson built his little house, and we, we don't talk enough about how the Jack built. That's a little house. <laughs> okay. Who is um? I mean, who is everyone's well, MVP from French? Dish Benicia. Brody. Benicia. That's tough. That's I haven't thought of that. I think it's Brody uh, for me also. It's tough for me because I I kind of just think that like there's like ten different people who are giving their best performance in the last ten years. Mine's McDormand, I think. Oh, like, it, it's McDormand's incredible. a very close number two. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I I won't get into the McDormand thing on your podcast. <laughs> I mean, I I, will, I I honestly I might just be boring and say right. I don't know. I mean, uh, they're all great. Maybe I'll like, say I, Chalamet. I really like Chalamet. Uh, yeah, yeah, I I heard like people from people who saw this before me that Chalamet was the weak link. I don't think that's true. I yeah. think he's no, he yeah. so good. Yeah. It's his best performance. Yes. Except that, as I've already said, he's also really good in Don't Look Up. 
Okay. He, um, <laughs> I, 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 yeah, I like, like, everyone in this movie pretty much. Either. Yeah, yeah, and I like, yeah, I, I think each segment, I couldn't rank them either, like, depending on what I'm thinking, how uh, I'm feeling. At I mean, time. I'll I say, say all three of them. I adore this movie. I gave it five stars. I think it's my second favorite movie of the year. That Owen Wilson segment, I was just like, okay, that's like, a th- yeah, that's pretty. Funny. That's like a thing you decided to start your movie with. That's all I right. Mean, that's, no, that's <laughs> that's the that's the moment where like I know I'm going to adore it is when at the very beginning when he goes on we rises suddenly on a Monday and then it does yeah. the Tati shot of like oh no that that shot that yeah, shot I so mean that good. shot's incredible so I think him but with just like him riding the bike is just like a thing where it's just like. It's you like, don't like him riding the bike down the stairs accidentally? That's really funny, I think. <laughs> Swarms of That's children funny. chasing him. And then he's trying to fix his bike later. It's yeah, like, yeah, <laughs> that, that bit's good. Um, he's like, we always fish eight people out of the river every week despite improvements <laughs> in medicine and population growth. That's just like yeah. a perfect, like... That's like a perfect Anderson line of so morbid and funny and sad at the same time. It's great. Call yeah. who is your MVP? Um, is it just right? Because that's the segment of the movie. No, it is, or is it uh, Steve Park. Steve Park, yeah. Mm. Sure. Steven Park, as he's credited in the film. I but mean, I mean... He's good. I, mean, I, that, I do that. think Chalamet and... Um, let me find her name. Uh, Lena Cowdery. Oh, yeah. I think they're very good together. I think McDormand is pretty bad in it. Um, no! I think she's like just an autopilot for like the past... <laughs> No, years. that's right. I thought it was it was a very interesting performance from yeah, her compared to ones that like, I think are yeah, autopilot. This one is like, oh, she's back. Yeah. yeah. Um. I I, yeah. I I personally want to shout out Alex Lothar, who is the lead, I suppose, of this stage play scene, which I think oh, is sure. maybe the best thing in the movie, and he like sells it so beautifully. And I had never he's heard having of him a great before. year. Yeah, he's great in Last Duel too. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's the king in Last Duel, right? Yeah, yeah that's right. Yep, he's mm-hmm. so funny in that. Yeah, uh, Christoph Waltz just has really funny hair. <laughs> I think, I think for a comedic performance, the one who gives Brody a run for his money is Norton. Basically, solely for mm. the little, little funny walk he does as he goes to kidnap <laughs> the kid. As he goes Lois to chloroform the kid, really he funny. does a little skip. Lois oh yeah, Lois Smith is funny. good. Balaban like, and Winkler are funny. Yeah. Um, we talked a little bit on the last segment about Bill Murray um, and how yeah, how it gets really a good, good. Like, value out of him. And yeah, that scene with him and Wright is like incredible. Yeah, that's um, another yeah. one where I was sort of expecting like autopilot good Wes Anderson, Bill Murray, but he's really good in it. Like that and yeah. On the Rocks, I think, are his best performances in a while. Yes. Yeah, I mean, probably since Moonrise Kingdom or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. A very Merry Christmas. He's so incredible. A very Merry Christmas. <laughs> um, I mean, I rewatched yeah, I Budapest recently. Is. I think he's he's good in Budapest. That's just him, like just being funny, which is like. How yeah. many scenes is he in in Grand Budapest? I haven't seen it. Like literally Not two. Maybe he's like, he's, like, the... he's like two, but he's basically like he's like I he's remember like very, just showing. He's that. like a very large part of the scenes he's in. He just like is in for a second and sure. then is out. Um, yeah. I keep forgetting that Murray's next movie is the Peter Fairley Vietnam movie. That's 
The what? Oh, the the what? do I have do I have <laughs> no. to ex do I am yeah, I going to yeah, explain gonna... this to you on air? Okay. Yes, do this. Okay, Peter Farrelly's next movie is called The Greatest Beer Run Ever. It is an <laughs> Apple TV oh, Plus I've original. Heard of this. Yes. <laughs> He's in this. This is with Vigo, right? Yeah, no. It is not no? with Vigo. It is with oh, Zac Efron as the lead. And oh, hell yeah. Hey, Zach yeah. Zach Efron and second lead Russell Crowe. Oh, hell yes! This will be great. Cullen more and more in. Yeah, yeah Cullen's like, this one's for the on. boys. Is this real? Wikipedia yes, it, it has is. a... No, no, no. I'm, I'm asking if a different thing is real. Because Wikipedia has... A different opinion about what his next movie is. Well, what's uh, that? Their their source seems H to Bill be Murray's fake. next movie. Yeah. Oh, oh. This a is Ant Man and the Wasp. Yeah. yeah. Is he in that? Oh, that's true. He, he did say he said he just said in an interview, "I'm in the next Ant Man movie." He was like, "I'm not. I don't normally go for that kind of thing, but I guess um, Peyton Reed gave him like a very nice personal pitch that he responded to." And Paul Rudd sure. on the set of Ghostbusters yeah. was like, "Please." <laughs> sure. I I don't think anybody at any point was on the same set in Ghostbusters. Yeah, they. Yeah, they <laughs> or Ant, or Ant Man for that for that matter. Yeah. <laughs> um, I guess we. That's now our transition point into asking you three what you thought about France. Well, hang on. Also good. Maybe maybe oh. as the transition, we had this. Uh, Neri, you've been to France. You said you could talk about that. <laughs> I mean, I, I can. I don't really have much to share. I went... Well, I, mm -hmm. I, I suppose it's, it's podcast accurate because I went May 2019, like, during that year's Cannes. So oh. I was not in Cannes. I was in Paris. So I... I sure. But uh, I did see... So it was, it was empty. Right. It was an empty they, Paris, like, right? What's, they, they put... Did you see Dead Don't Die? Because they put yes. that out. In, yeah. Yes, I saw Dead Don't the Die. The opening movie always comes out all across France. Yes. Bill Murray. Yeah. Oh. Bill Murray, really good. Yeah, he uh, is good. I forgot about him <laughs> in Dead Don't Die. He's a I wonder funny. why. Shut One up. One of the forgettable movies ever. <laughs> I, shut up. You're an idiot. <laughs> this is not... <laughs> I, I want to... Cullen, you're basically right about Dead Don't Die. I'll back you up on that one. <laughs> Cullen, is that who you want on your side? I have no opinion. Other than that. Don't die on either side. Harris. <laughs> so what did you what did you do in Paris other than see the dead don't die? Uh, just the normal tourist stuff. Went to the sure. Louvre, Eiffel Tower. Right. I I bought the national I am easy to find CD while I was there. That's what I remember. Mm -hmm. So great. Do CDs have different regions like no uh, no no. It's the it was the same CD as in America, okay. I believe. So sure. yeah. Did it have no French text great. on it? It, like maybe like a Les French national. sticker on the, yeah. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> je sois easy to find. Are they called the international outside of America? That's really good. <laughs> <laughs> now I do want to name my side. Fuck the dead don't die. But yes, <laughs> what did you think of France? Uh. Are you asking about the movie now? Yeah. Yes, the film. Yeah, the movie. Narrator should go. Or the character, if you want to talk about the character as well. That's true. Sure. Or if either of you also have thoughts on the country. 
Uh, it's pretty cool. I've been to Montreal, which isn't <laughs> France. That's nope. true. It <laughs> is not France. But... <laughs> this isn't, this isn't the French um, Stagula. It is the France Stagula. I, I guess. I'll uh, shut up. Ethan, what did you think of France? The film by Bruno Dumas. Uh, France, the film, is is very good. Uh, very, very funny. Um I told I, I explained this to Jesse. I think it's funny, but I, I, I didn't laugh at it. Yeah, well, you didn't have to explain it. We were on a voice call where you were watching it, and you didn't, weren't laughing. I mean, I've said this before. I rarely laugh at movies. I, I, I am very much a, like, that, oh, that's funny person, more than, like, I will actually laugh at stuff. Sure. Like a, I yeah, laughed I, a lot at France watching it again. Yeah, I was telling Jesse what was happening, and she just started laughing without any, like, <laughs> barely any context of the scenes. <laughs> yeah, I'm laughing now looking at your Zoom background, which is from the beginning yeah. of the movie, where she's making the face. Yeah, it's really good. I think all of up. the... She makes um, a lot of faces. She, she does make a lot of faces. Well, she makes Boy, one she. face in particular a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I, sure. <laughs> I think all of the like news stuff is just tremendous, just so good, so <laughs> just funny and, and and well acted and everything. Like both the the stuff where they're in the studio, but especially all of the stuff where they're shooting on location, the the news pieces mm-hmm. is just yes, incredible, incredible stuff. Um, but where she's like you know dancing as they're preparing for the uh, the, the the shot in the in the with the refugees and there's like a literal drone <laughs> strike happening behind her just so funny such a funny movie um and she's really very very good at, in the uh, in the lead role um just really great uh control of the tone of the movie i think i think it, it really yes uh, carries with her and it's great that her name is france i think it's very funny yeah, her name is France. The, the title card shows France, and then the first shot is of a French flag. So that's... Mm-hmm. Yeah. You get it? Uh, I, I don't think I liked it quite as much as most of the people in the call, but I did like it quite a bit. I think Sidhu is fantastic in it. In sort of like, I suppose maybe the one sincere part of a movie that's otherwise, I think, quite insincere in a very funny way because it kind of requires her to like because there's so much of her crying and so much of her like seemingly like you know real emotional drama as she sort of struggles with her morals but the rest of it is just so flippant and so frequently mean-spirited in how it deals with like news media and just media in general so she's great in it and I I did laugh I I my favorite part of it the one I really did laugh at is, I think, the climactic car crash, yes. which is just, which is just like a Simpsons gag. Just how much stuff yeah. keeps happening and how mm-hmm. how it keeps getting revealed. It's, it's extremely funny. Yeah. Now, Daniel, you and your Letter Rock yeah. review mentioned that anybody that any anything that anybody had told you about the movie, positive or negative, was incorrect. I first want to hear what what yeah. people told you about the movie, and then your takeaway. I mean, it's mostly going off just the reviews of uh, the hosts of this podcast that I saw on Letterboxd, where Jesse was talking about how he's trolling the audience, Andy saying it's empty and misanthropic, Cullen saying 
it's just very exciting, if that's a sort of accurate summary. You were like, this is just really exciting in your review. Um, he's shaking his head. I didn't say that, said. but go ahead. It does not matter. <laughs> you can issue a corrective. Right. You have a microphone on your face. Um, already then. Uh, but, yeah, and it seems even listening to you guys talk about it, I had a very different experience watching this movie where because I had all the things you said in my head for the first 45 minutes, I was just very discombobulated, where sometimes I thought it was funny, sometimes I thought it was engaging, now simultaneously kind of bored, and I was like, I don't really know sort of what vibe this is trying to pull off or what tone this is going for. And then at a certain point, like 45 minutes in or so, like I just decided to drop everything I had heard, and then it just became very... I don't know. I found it incredibly emotional and engaging in a way that kind of reminded me of last year's Tesla, which is my favorite movie of last year, um, in that I can't really articulate. Like, I don't know if it has themes or characters or good ideas. Like, I don't really know. It just, like, got me on such a pure emotional level where that car crash you guys are t I was like on the verge of doing that <laughs> like like it was so operatic and dramatic I was like this is insane or the shot from under the steering wheel where she her face oh, is God. Like, imploding like I, I my, my reaction was this is too much feeling for a movie to have I wasn't like oh this is so funny or it's really taking the piss out of like that type of person or whatever mm -hmm. and so I mean, I also um, find I also find the the steering wheel scene very funny because the guy just walks into her car like he has important news. It's just I love you. That's very funny yeah. to me. So yeah, I definitely yeah. get it because it's so big at, at yeah. all points. But for me, it just like got me in a completely different way. Where it it reminded me a little. Uh, I thought of Lorenzo's oil a little bit. Wow. In that it is so. It is like the biggest thing you've ever seen, right? It's like so dramatic and insane. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, by going as big as it can, it kind of captures like this emotional experience in a weirdly very sensitive way, I think, of this woman just losing all her sense of place in the world. Um, and just sort of like crumbling on the inside. I don't know, it got me <laughs> a lot. Mm -hmm. But in yeah. a way where I don't really know how to articulate it beyond yeah. that. I, yeah. Dumont, he's a tricky guy. I more and more am just convinced throughout the recording of this episode that I just don't have any sort of handle on him. Yeah, I've, this is my first Dumont, and all I hear about him is how sort of challenging even like his funny movies are, and this is definitely right. that for how much it's sort of straight-faced yet very silly and sort of both like sort of kind of satirical and straightforwardly emotional yeah. it's it's black bay is mostly not that challenging that's just a bunch of slapstick well that, but and then some weird stuff yeah there's there's stuff in slack bay that sort of tanks the slapstick of that movie um maybe but um yeah i think i do see where daniel's coming from and we talked to someone already uh who said that on their second viewing um, it was a much more emotional experience than a funny one uh, of France and um, I do think that is like one of the things that I love about it is that it is able to 
play these operatic notes and mm-hmm. sort of you know toe the line between comedy and obviously like high drama like um, I mean I of just talking about movies that it reminded you of I it <laughs> reminds me of Vox Lux we haven't talked about it really <laughs> that sure. I I, uh, I mean I'm not gonna argue against that sure I kind of see it yeah it's just a very smart satire well people are now really what the the no <laughs> you cannot say that smart satire <laughs> Everyone's allowed to say anything. <laughs> yeah, I don't really get the satire thing at all either. Yeah, I, that's the just because I'm, uh, yeah. I'm crying the whole time, and I'm <laughs> sympathetic towards that character. I'm totally on her side. Wow. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Not I, on her side, let me rephrase. She does some bad stuff in this movie, for sure. I mean, no, but I mean, I, I think it is... I think the movie hates her. No. I don't think that's true. I don't think that's true. I don't think that's true. The movie hates everyone who appears in this movie. I don't think that's true. Absolutely not. You it are, loves that, her that's so much. The o- You are the only person to misread this movie. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. no. Go, uh, explain yourself. I mean, it's yeah, just we're, like... We're going to make you finally explain why you think it's misogynist. For well, because it just view, like, it's, views these women as so vapid and no. like... <laughs> Like but useless and just like she's like b- verging on hysterical. Like it's like all these like terrible tropes. I think of like no. women and tropes and that are yes. Um, okay. And, yeah, and I just like the movie. Like I think hates everything, and it's like again, it's presenting this like elementary level media criticism. That but is I don't just, like, even not... think it is really. It is. She's I think looking it... for a better life for herself. She's caught between. What she feels she's supposed to do. I it's, don't. I don't think she's it trying is, to help herself. We talked about this a little bit already. Also, I don't really see like people who are like the you know the critic the media like satire criticism is so like basic and flat. And I'm, it's like obviously yes that is why it is like a very that is just like a piece of it. Like he's not trying to be like. Can you believe these women in the news do this? It's just like a funny thing to have this woman in the news. Like that is just like what the job is. Yeah. I don't I, know. I think I don't, like I don't reading it as that. like a misfire on a satire is like you I don't see that at all because it is so clearly not trying to do that. Yeah, I don't know. Satirical is like the 30th term I would use to describe this one. Like, way, way, way in the back, it is maybe poking fun at some of those things. Like, the scene where she's, like, making all the freedom fighters, like, pose for the king and stuff. Yeah. That's pretty yeah, funny. But, but not in the way, not in a glib way, just no. the way, like, they're all having fun yes, doing yes. it. Like, she's yeah. not just, she's it's not, not like, look what this ruthless person is able to do. It's yeah. like, it's just, it's like, just funny that she's doing funny. this. Yeah. Yeah. If it's it, like I, sweet at the same But then time. what's the point? Like if I do it's not like that. awful that she's doing that, like why I, because I don't it's her life. It. It's just yeah, about a person she's interesting. Does that. Yeah, it's yeah, like it's a character study. I do also I agree that that moment like I think it's funny just cuz they're laughing but it is also like tender <laughs> that they're like having this fun moment together which is very yeah, it's, it's tender is maybe not is. the word yeah. I would use but it is like genuine. <laughs> I think like it like that is what struck strikes me the most about that moment where if like I think if you saw that cut into a trailer you'd be like this is very biting and then the way it plays out is just like everybody's yeah. just sort of like confused and like ha- like 
Yeah. I think... Yeah, the guy who keeps raising his hands with her. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. And he's like, yeah. yeah. I think, like, yeah. if it, if at any point it does become, like, a satire or you can read any, like, element of just sort, sort of, like, biting this into the movie, I think it is just that the fact... It is just a fact that also makes the movie read sort of like a, like a sort of tender character study, which is that, like, nobody is that mad about anything. Like... People, yeah. Pe- yeah. people are occasionally mad at her, but the, everybody, it's like immediately apparent that like none of this is, will stick, and everybody's just like, yeah, that's yeah. the thing that happened today, and then like tomorrow <laughs> something else will happen, and like the like where the where that's where I don't I think the movie is not satirical in that I think I can see Daniel's read of it in that it's just like the only consequences of any of this happening are to her and her mental state. Like it's not like she. It's not like yeah. it's ever presented as like, oh no, she's like destroying the truth, and there are like consequences about what are gonna what is gonna happen to the, to these like refugees or these like freedom fighters in this war. It's just like, no, people were like that's sort yeah. of bullshit, and she's like, well, I don't know how to do this job any other way apart from this. Like, people like me, so I should be in front of the camera. It's just like about a person who has like a limited understanding. <laughs> it's like a person who only has her own understanding of what her value of the world is and can't comprehend what anybody else would want from her. Yeah, based on, like, what I... Based on the title of the movie and what I knew it was about and what Andy especially had said about it, I kind of went in expecting that. Like, a sort of network-esque, very Mm -hmm. hysterical state of the union. This woman is... Is everything that's wrong with our country yeah, and our certainly st- not politics and our yeah. media, and it's like as far away from that as a nope, it's that. It's, it's nope. basically that, but not. Yeah, Andy like, is not wrong. That. <laughs> I was gonna defend you and be like, "Well, Andy's not saying it's that." <laughs> yeah, and Andy was like, "Wait, wait, wait, <laughs> let me do that for you." <laughs> and I think also it's like one of those things where it's like whether or not. Dumont is playing, it's like playing that card or whatever. It's almost like an irrelevant thing to me. Because it's like, Seydu isn't, and Seydu is all the only thing I need to like grasp onto what I think the movie is accomplishing. Whether I think the, oh, the, sure. whole, the, the greater movie has like a sort of sinister, like a like sarcastic worldview or thinks anything about this woman, what Seydu is playing is compelling, and I think it's like mostly genuine and even when she when she's being like glib and funny like the thing with Macron at the beginning she it, it sort of played kiddishly I guess it sort of played youthfully and like energetically of just like oh yeah this is funny she there's like not a hint of like irony in her performance I think yeah it's like <clears throat> like the scene when um like when everything comes when when everything comes crashing down because they have the uh when she reveals that they that the hot mics were on the whole time yeah. right um mm-hmm. and, and her reaction is is like you say it's genuine like it, it like she's 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 upset she's she but it, she's also playing into the heightening of the scene but also it, it's it's an incredible bridge between the different kinds of movies that it could be all, all on her. It's all on her. Everything as to what the movie is trying to say and be and do and everything is all on Leia Seydoux's performance. 
Yeah. yeah. I mean, I do. I also think she's really bad in the movie, so that's beautiful. Oh, come on. Oh, come on. <laughs> she's. Yeah, that no, is... I think, yeah. It's, uh, well, like, I mean, it, I wouldn't expect you to think she was right. good in The way it keeps, like, asking her to, like, play directly into the camera, like, I really, like, I couldn't stand it. She's a news person. Of course she's playing into the camera. <laughs> not when it's not in the news. That's the point. <laughs> you literally, there's a scene where it is not the news and you see a hand reach out from behind the camera. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, like, instructive. Like, I forget, like, this might be, like, towards the beginning, middle of the movie where she had like that conversation with like whoever is like making a stump speech on her who was like making a stump speech on her show and then they have a conversation outside yeah. of it and and she is like still in like france mode and he's like listen i'm not an idiot you don't need to do this around me yeah. you can play whatever game you think you're playing for like whatever viewer you think you have but i'm too smart for this and she's just like and you can see in her face that she's just like i I wasn't trying to be anything. This is just who I am. Like, that is an incredibly cruel thing to, of you to say to me. And it, I think that's, like, sort of the key to unlocking the whole movie. Is that, like, she... Not that she has no concept of, like, what she's doing is wrong. Like, she obviously, like, like skirts around it. And, like, it, so she has some understanding of, like, what she's doing is wrong. It's more like she thinks what she's doing is, like the game and like where the center of powers exists so she's playing that and it's like she's very professional though. yes she's just like yep yeah, this is what i do and if it doesn't work out then that's a bummer because i don't like failing because i'm a very successful person yeah yeah speaking of the camera i want to talk about how this movie looks oh god so I good. think it looks incredible. Was this on? Was this was digital, right? I was having it has trouble. To be yeah, digital. it has to I, be digital. Yeah, I was having trouble finding like technical specs on IMDb, but like it has to be. Digital, I, it's right? like yeah, uh, mm-hmm. it's like a lot of like yeah. it's like I mean Jesse, you can maybe correct this or like anybody here who, like maybe watches more European art films, but I feel like they're all very digital. I feel like they very very rarely like do the shoot on thing film thing over there. I think that's right. Yeah. Like, like I can't really think of stuff on le- except for like Happy as Lazaro. It's like Super Sixteen, right? That's a thing. Right. I remember. But yeah. I think generally it's like this and like Petzold's movies. It's just like this very like crisp digital. It's like the look of Europe. Yeah, I mean, even yeah. like yeah, it's just like everyone just shoots on digital. Denise shoots yeah. on digital. Everyone does it. It yeah. seems like. Yeah, I could be late to the game on this, but I had the same thought when I watched Petite Maman earlier this year where it feels like a new platonic ideal for how digital looks where it's not like the man video thing yeah even though it's still clearly digital and it's not trying to mask itself as anything else but it's like beautifully textured plastic yeah it's like i don't know i i Mm. found it and i think just the way and it's not just the digital look it's also the way he shoots faces like i watch this on my uh, laptop, and I, w- my, I was still like, these are the biggest faces I've ever seen. He, I mean, yeah, the framing of their faces, especially Sidhu. Like, like it, it, it feels so enormous yeah. at all I times. mean, the scene that you mentioned when it's up from the bottom of the steering wheel, it is, like, insane. I could not imagine seeing it in a theater. It'd be so... Yeah, yeah and Sidhu... And it Sidhu is lit almost translucent. Like, her face is almost just pure white at all times. Yeah, so it's, she's, yeah. yeah, that's like, for sure, I was like, she's so pale in a lot of these scenes. She looks like a ghost. Yeah. 
Yeah. And it's especially all the scenes at the resort. Sorry. Oh no yeah. no no! Yeah, the resort stuff looks amazing. Like it's incredible. Yeah. There's the yeah, um... the cinematographer is like, he's not even a Dumont guy. He did Joan of Arc, but that was his first Dumont movie. And like, other than that, it's just all French movies and TV that I've never heard of. Yeah, sure. The resort scene I think is really good. Mm. I mentioned earlier how funny it was when. The lady's like, that's Angela Merkel. <laughs> no, no, some... no, no, it, n- not Angela Merkel. Oh, the, the chancellor. Not even the chancellor, the consular. Sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the German chancellor. But, um... <laughs> there's a scene life. where everyone is, like, doing their, like, calisthenics or whatever. Yeah. And she's just behind dancing. <laughs> uh, it's really good. And I think that's also where uh, she sings with a guy. Um, another great moment. Yeah. I think yeah. is like, sort of speaks to... Uh, the what I found more like emotionally gratifying in it. it. It's a testament to how truly little I knew about this movie. That when she went to the resort, I was wondering if this was going to be a safe thing where this is just the rest of the movie, <laughs> and and yeah, then it immediately scary. zags back in a way I was really mm-hmm. not expecting. Yeah, yeah. After she leaves the resort, I check the the time, and I've I think very rarely in my life have I ever been more happy to see that there was a full hour left with a movie. <laughs> Like, I just had this excitement of, like, what's this going to do? Like, how's this going to develop? And, like, not really knowing how I felt about the movie up to that point, but, like, really excited to sort of find out how I react to it. I don't know. It's, yeah. It's yeah, I, I literally had no idea what the movie was, was about at all. <laughs> like, all I had seen was the poster, and I thought that she, like, worked for, like, the French equivalent of, like, the CIA or something. <laughs> it's her in front of all the screens. Yeah, and yeah. Like, so she I, just... Yeah, yeah she's like uh, yeah. Morgan Freeman in the dark. Yeah, ex- literally exactly that. <laughs> she's the um, yeah. But yeah, it's, it, uh, it, it's good. I do have some upsetting information that I've found while kind of noodling Uh-oh. around IMDb. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Uh, there, is a, there is a French actor named Damien Chappelle. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Alright. Okay, I that's, think that's it. it. That was it? Okay. Okay. Yeah, this is what okay, I'm getting okay. information. Thank God. Jesse will do this yeah. often where she's like, this is crazy, and then say something and it's normal, but then sometimes <laughs> she'll say the actress in France is Louis C.K.'s girlfriend, and it's like, forgiven for without, every without other... Without preface. Yeah. <laughs> Colin, 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 yeah. Colin was worried it was going to be like, oh, I found an interview with Dumont where he... I mean, he famously on our podcast... <laughs> Jesse went breaking news and then read that like she had a Taco Bell coupon in her email when we were like waiting for actual news. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you never really. Um, yeah. Be sure to bring up the right. Damien Chazelle thing on the other segments that you record. Sure. Like, yeah. Have that yeah. be. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I mean, we're mostly done, but I guess we're not that. Close There's to two more. Yeah, there's some stuff left to do. Maybe, and maybe, yeah. who knows? Maybe even another. Who knows? Yeah, um, we don't need I've to talk about some, this. Certainly. Anyway, um, <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, so we should wrap up because we are have gone too long again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. Uh, our, to our guests, thank you so much for joining us again. Uh, uh-huh. It's great to have you to discuss both these movies. Uh, let's go. Uh, let's go around and do plugs for you folks. Uh, start with you, uh, Ethan. You're on my right. Hello, um, my name is Ethan. <laughs> I host a podcast called Heavy Metal. It's yes. a Scooby-Doo podcast. Uh, every single person in this call right now has been on the show uh, to talk about Scooby-Doo. 
uh, most of in us will January. Be on yes, of course. Uh, everyone will come back at some point. Um, you know, maybe against my better judgment with some of you, yeah. but you know, we'll see. I'm um, coming back soon. Yes, exactly. In January, we are Somewhere. finally going to be discussing the uh, direct-to-video movies uh, all month long, which will conclude with Jesse Catherine Weber talking about Scooby-Doo and the Cyber Chase. Wow. So be sure to look out for that. That's a hot ticket. That's a hot ticket. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. We all, mm-hmm. It's just the direct-to-video movies, not the live-action ones. You're saving that? Nope. Nope, okay. we're saving Some that. of us sure. own the, sure. the Cyber Chase PS1 game. Not the person on the episode. Uh, I, Some of us <laughs> wanted nothing more than to own the Cyber Chase <laughs> PS1 game. <laughs> Um, yeah, and then for other plugs, uh, I guess I will plug, um, there's this thing that everybody knows that I enjoy and that I tell everyone to watch all the time. It is the Netflix show Prank Encounters oh, starring Dave no! Matarazzo. <laughs> That's the worst option of the two things that could have been. <laughs> Wonderful program in which Gate Matarazzo of Stranger Things fame pranks a bunch of poor, unsuspecting people who think they've just been hired for a new job. They filmed an entire season during COVID and still broke the news to everyone. I love to prank poor people. That they did not get a real job. It's wonderful. Gaten is a wonderful host, and I, I want everyone to watch it so that they make a prank encounter season three. That's Ethan loves to prank poor people. Okay, I have I have a question uh, about prank encounters. Is it all job-related pranks, or is it like also like you know your car broke down, but not really? Ha ha. No, every episode they have they have convinced two people that they are starting a new job. That is scary. That's awful. Oh my god. <laughs> how many? And they've done this like twenty times. Like, now? Yeah. How many times can you get people? <laughs> Bruno Dumont should make a France sequel where France gets a job on prank encounters. Yeah, fucking, it would be great. Fucking, the Democrats keep talking about how people don't want to work. They should fucking deplatform Gated Moderato. <laughs> Every episode he comes out, and he's like, "You're on my show," and everyone's like, "I don't know who you are." <laughs> <laughs> And he's like, I Stranger really- Things. And they're like, oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, saw, I saw the first season of that. <laughs> that pops up on my Netflix. Have we been off the air for like three years? <laughs> it's coming back, isn't it? They keep yeah. saying. <laughs> is it the fourth or fifth season coming up? Four okay. is coming up. Okay. Four is coming up. Daniel, what would you like to plug? Um, okay, let me pull this up to make sure I get it right. So to all you listeners at home or work or wherever you are, I want you to go to the link b0bh3nryuqa.podbean.com. I'll say it again, b0bh3nryuqa.podbean.com. Can I get a tiny year? We will not be including um, a link find... to this in the show notes. There will not be a link that you can click on. You have to listen That's to That's fine. That's why I said it out loud <laughs> two times. you want me to read it again? Nope. <laughs> okay. Uh, when you go to that link, you'll find a little podcast called My Podcast, and it's My Podcast. And uh, just yesterday, in fact, uh, we released a new episode. It's a we? commentary. We, yeah. Yeah. Cullen yeah. is pointedly Cullen... not on this new episode. So it's an Eyes of Tammy Faye commentary. It's a one-sided 
commentary, so it's just my voice while I'm in a call with Cullen here as we group watch The Eyes of Tammy Faye, uh, though I faithfully repeat some things he says to me. <laughs> That's not true. I deem them important. You say things that I did not say to make me look bad. <laughs> it's not It's not my fault. You just look bad. It's okay. And also it's watch Happy Feet too. We do it for the whole film. There's like a prologue and then we do the commentary, yeah. but I count it down so you can watch along if you'd like. Yeah. Um if you're gonna watch The Eyes of Tammy Faye at this point, what better way than to watch it with some friends? Um, friends. Singular. <laughs> okay. At best. What do you mean at best? Okay. <laughs> Th- this we do not need to learn. Uh, and yes. Watch Happy Feet 2. Yeah, Happy Feet 2 is a good movie. Yes. Alright. Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, Cohen reminded me of this before the call. I wasn't gonna do this. <laughs> But he, he made some smart-ass crack about me plugging a B-side from a Bruce Springsteen album. So, when in Rome, listen to Shut Out the Light, a B-side to Born in the USA, I believe. When in France. What? Born, did you say... When in, when in France. Okay. For the France-tacular. Okay, sure. Yeah, this, yeah, Shut Out the Light, great song. Another Vietnam song. Uh, other than that, uh, watch... Susan Seidelman's Making Mr. Right, which is a great, hilarious movie that more people need to see. Uh, and I think that's it. Or follow me on Twitter if you don't. I, I'm funny, maybe. What's your Twitter? Yeah. Uh, my Twitter is at L Soderbergo, uh, spelled like Soderberg, but Spanish, I suppose. Sure. You think? Yeah. My Twitter's at Jutopia <laughs> too. Ethan, you want to shout out to Twitter or no? <laughs> yeah, uh, follow me at Heavy Metal Pod is the podcast Twitter account. Great, great. Do that. All right. Okay. Uh, and now we can finally move on to the next thing. All right, we are back and here to help us celebrate our hundredth episode with a game. <laughs> We're joined by Jackson Kim Murphy. Wait, where'd he go? <laughs> Uh-oh. Oh, oh no! Oh! oh. <laughs> Hello. Are you Jackson? Bonjour. Who are you? <laughs> no, no, Jackson cannot come today. Wow. <laughs> Who are you? What's your name? We have Jackson spelled Q U E. Just we. How you say? Jackson. This small mommy. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Petit Maman. I'm from the movie Petit Maman. <laughs> this is an honor. You uh-huh. look larger than yeah. I thought you would. It is all relative. I am two feet tall. I see. Okay. You've got a hat that you didn't have in the movie. I'm from and you're smoking. What can I say? Right. <laughs> you, you, you seemed in the movie a little young to be smoking, I will say. But it seems like you still you uh you've taken that up. France, they don't have laws. Yeah, that's just France. Sure. I have yeah. not seen the movie Fucking yet. Uh, <laughs> it's good. I'm sure. Do you think they sanitized yeah. you? Yes, they sanitized me. Right. You drink <laughs> a half right. gallon of wine every night, and they shouldn't have cut that from the movie. I smell awful. Sure, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. You hate Prince Rana working uh, with uh, Celine Dion. 
Yeah, you think they made a mistake uh, not picking your movie for the uh, French Oscar submission? Oui, but uh, it was nice to hear Titan. It's not in the running. That's true. <laughs> yeah. That's some triumph the insult, yep. insult comic dog. I fucking hate Titan. Hey. That's a good movie. Join the club. For me to poop on. <laughs> um... So, a small right. mother, small mommy, is that what you're wanting to go by? Small, small mommy. mommy. Okay. Uh, we brought you here because I, we hear you have a game for us to play. Yes, yes, we want to support uh, my colleague Bruno Dumont and his new film, France. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, I thought it would crash things and do a, a small mommy game. Great, cool. Great. What I want all of you to do, okay. if it is okay. Mm, we'll see. Uh, if you could all DM me the uh-huh. heights of your mothers. Oh my god. <laughs> I don't know if I know okay. it off the top of my head. I can um, guess. Take your yeah, you're going to have to go I will use calculations and mathematics to figure out the order ascending, descending. I'm, and we will guess. You know what? I'm gonna. Which I'm gonna find out. I'm gonna get smallest. an exact measurement. I'll, we'll be back in one moment. <laughs> oh, we're t- okay, so we're waiting. For Andy. We're waiting for Andy. This, so this will be cut out. <laughs> okay, probably a good idea. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Did you light a cigarette? <laughs> no. I mean, <laughs> I mean, even in France. <laughs> I uh. I feel like this is just going to end up with our moms being of very similar height. Ah, (laughs) I'm already seeing differences. (laughs) (laughs) I just got a DM back from Small Might that says, fuck you. Not to everyone. Andy, I don't know if... Okay, there we are. Okay, Andy's back. We're back. Yeah, you just heard Spanish Fleet. Did I get one from Jesse? Oui. Yeah, I sent you. <laughs> yeah. Right. I'm waiting on one more. Oh, Jesse. Who are we waiting on? Andy. I sent it. I do <laughs> not see it. I don't know what <laughs> to say. <laughs> or did you want to then just... Oh, I was looking at the... How you say Discord. I see. <laughs> okay. Well, now I know. Okay. Okay, so we're back. <laughs> You're going to edit all that out? <laughs> so we're back? I was doing an accent the whole time. <laughs> it's like a waste to just cut that out. <laughs> oh my God. All right. What's, what is, okay. what are all the rules of the game? Well, I'm plugging in all of Zimami's heights. And I... Want each of you to take a guess whose mommy is the smallest. Okay. Just a guess from everyone. <laughs> Are we saying this out loud? Yes, yes, yes. Okay. On the record. Okay. So my guess is that Andy's mom is the smallest. Yeah, I was also going to go Andy just based on our all of our height. Right, that's true. Yeah. I am the shortest yeah, of the that's... four of us. Uh-huh. Um, I'll go out on a limb. Yeah, I guess I'll... I'll say Jesse's mom is the shortest. Oh. <laughs> The smallest? I... The smallest. Yeah, the smallest. Excuse me. I will 
<laughs> Jesse's mommy is a I will <laughs> also say my mom. Is wow. So we have two Andys and two Jessies. And whose uh, maman you think is the least petite? Oh. Uh, uh, my guess is Jessie's. <laughs> or I guess if she thinks that hers are the shortest, that might be stupid. Right, there's so some I'll game say, theory. I'll say mine, I guess. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I think Cullen would be I'm my guess. Say... Yeah. I'm gonna go. I kind of want to hear it. I'm gonna go. Go mine. ahead. Yeah, I'm guessing Amelia's too. Okay. And for least uh, least small mommy, everyone was wrong. Uh, <laughs> Colin's maman is uh, how you say we use uh, <laughs> five foot six. We use okay. the metric system. Yeah. Um. <laughs> uh, and smallest mommy is Jessie's five foot four. Wow! Wow! Relative heights. <laughs> so it's a pretty. Yeah. <laughs> so the smallest is like two inches shorter than the tallest. <laughs> All I would say is, if there is petite moment two, we would be reaching out to Jessie first. Okay. Wait. So, so I got them right. So... I got both of them right. Then right? Because I said Jessie's was the shortest. And Collins was the top. Did anyone write down what they guessed? <laughs> I would be honest, I did not write anything down, but we are recording. Okay. Sure. All right. I think I got both well, of them. The audience, the audience. Yeah, audience, tell us who won the game. Did you have any thoughts about the French dispatch? Uh, inaccurate. Okay. Oh, well, is there anything you'd like to plug? Uh, crepes. All right. Great. Uh, we should have some crepes. Accordion. Crepes sounds good. <clears throat> I use uh, a cheaper by 12 film on Twitter. Yeah, yes, yes, sure. <laughs> <laughs> that is my Twitter. <laughs> All right. Variety. All right, well, thank uh, you. Yep, thank yeah. you so yeah, much. Yeah, kick me out. <laughs> we'll be right back. Bye. Welcome back to the Frantacular. <laughs> we have had a bunch of guests on, oh so here's God. another one. Here's another segment. Today, to talk... To us, primarily about the French Dispatch, but maybe we'll get some thoughts on France just based on the concept or the country of France. We have our good friend, a good friend of the people, Haley. How are you doing, Haley? I'm doing well. How are y'all doing? Cool. We're so oh, great. <laughs> we're, we're, we're doing the France Tacular. Everyone's having a blast. We're doing yeah, let's have a great time. That's yeah, so it's funny. Thank you for calling uh-huh. me a friend of the people. Yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah. That's everybody. We're all friends of the people. <laughs> sure, yeah. Sure. I'm, if okay. you're friends of, if, I'm certainly if you're not friend, a friend of the people. <laughs> if you're friend, if you're a friend of more than two two people, then you're the, a friend of the people. I can't think of a per, that uh, just an abstract person that Jesse hates more than the common man. <laughs> <laughs> but with that, Haley. Yes. Have you ever been to France? I have never been to France. Wow. No. I've never wow. been to France. I'd love to go. I've been to the UK, which is right next door. You know, hop, skip, sure. and a jump. But I've I have not across been to pond. France <laughs> across also, across the that little that channel. I've also been to the UK. I don't think I would love to go to France. I think we haven't really talked about really? this. We haven't got our general our yeah. personal thoughts out uh, on France. Oh, 
they frequently make good movies, but uh, I don't do. like them as a people, I don't think. Wow. Oh. I say French people, I don't really talk about this often. I think they're like maybe number one coolest group of people no. generally <laughs> they are very no, cool yeah absolutely not what they the french, make really? the, french, the french are somehow too snooty for me <laughs> they, they make great art they have great fashion great food mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they all smoke it's so cool i mean that's it's one of the, cool. that's another one of the problems so yeah this is <laughs> um amelia do you have any thoughts <laughs> um i'd like to go to there seems like cool things worth doing in france yeah i mean the i'd like people, to go to can yeah. yes well i would the hope people so i'm i get i i'm i'm more neutral on i guess it's that's like, probably the only correct opinion to have no <laughs> this is insane i've been on this podcast for what two minutes and we're already <laughs> hating on the entirety of the french population we can't do that. <laughs> a country that i don't think any of us have been to nope Love that. I've wow. never... Well, I guess I have spoken to a French person, but I... I <laughs> I, I don't think I've ever talked to more than one French person, so I, I... Like, personally, I don't really have any, like, dialogue with, like, the people. They just seem... A lot of them seem annoying. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> this, generally, this is insane. This is insane. This took such a Generally, turn. the vibe, I just don't... I just don't fuck yeah, with them. Yeah, it's a bad vibe. <laughs> No way! It's a terrible vibe. I, don't, this, I, I, I can't. Color. I can't think of a group of people that would dislike Cullen. Well, I was about right. to say, this is the thing. They are so cool, and I know that because they would all hate me. Oh my <laughs> me god! Being in France, it would be like still water. <laughs> I would just stick still out like the sores. No cowboys. Not still water. <laughs> yeah, listen. Is that satin? I'd be like y'all speak English <laughs> everywhere I go. <laughs> hey, what's up, y'all? Head speak English. Parlez-vous. Anglais. Yeah. <laughs> I think the French people are cool. I mean, I was my favorite say, movies are French. Uh, young Girls of Russia. Yeah, that's I one of my they make a lot faves. of movies I like. Yeah, yeah I th- they seem and, cool. And I, I'm like going to go full with Jesse in that it's, I almost think that their capacity to be likable as a people and to make great things are linked and, the, and they're the polar opposite. It's like yeah, them being weird assholes... Yeah, make them make incredibly cool things, but I would not want to talk to them. I, I think would, I'm in but on the I French like people. I like their movies. I yeah, like their same. language. I think French is very beautiful. I would love to learn French. I've tried. True. I've got Rosetta yeah. Stone on my phone. Is it working? <laughs> no. Um, yeah, non. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think it'd be sort of like touching a hot pan, where it's like there's something irresistible to it, to where I'm like, I wonder what this is like being with French people, and then I'm like, ah, oh, Jesus, and like this sucks. But they, it would be great. I think they're all so cool I mean, and so I, hot. The problem is, I think they would like me. Yeah, you would I just agree. It would just be one of those situations where I would just be sitting in silence and they would be like, look at Emilio. He's so quiet and he's <laughs> and he's like listening and he's observing conversation. And in, in my head, I would be like, I hate all of these people. This is yeah, wild. I, mean, I think this is a, the, some wild takes. The French. I also want to be I also want to clarify, I guess, that I think the attitude we're talking about is like. Parisian, I think most Probably. French people would say but sure. that it, it's like mm. outside of like big city france people are 
pretty different th- from that. But from, even then. Yeah, I think me and the French is like what I say about me and Timothy Chalamet. Like, it would be a bad <laughs> idea for us to be in the same place. Same, but because we'd wreck shop. <laughs> 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 he does encompass the entirety of the French wrecked. people. So, I think, um, we and I would be fast friends. All right, uh, oh, wow. especially because he's so good in the French Dispatch. He is really exactly. good in French Dispatch. <laughs> Great One transition. of the shining moments. He is quite good. It's something that I noticed. I I enjoy Timote, but uh, in his it's little segment. Period. <laughs> Uh, he doesn't he speaks You're fluent maniac, French Colin. but he doesn't let they, they don't let him speak fluent French That's which true. I thought was yeah. very interesting everyone around him is speaking French and he is speaking English and for some reason that took me out of the movie I don't know uh, it's a very wow. I never very, noticed only because I knew that anyone was speaking in yeah. this movie oh uh, yeah, well, yeah. There, there are like three people who speak French and what I think there's like two people who speak French in that segment. I, no, there's like, it's like no, there's the two little they like, like they all goons. do, right? Yeah. Except for Francis, and then Christoph Waltz shows up for like thirty seconds, <laughs> and you're like, "Hey, you're here!" And then yeah, his hair I've looks really funny. I know it does. It does. Uh, that 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 style of bald guy <laughs> is very fascinating to me. Also, the like you do have like some decent amount of hair in some parts but the top is just all gone interesting you say that because you do have a very short buzz cut currently it's not it's a fade don't call it a buzz cut <laughs> oh, didn't I'm go so up and sorry the I'm army. so sorry <laughs> I, got my, I, I got my I got my hairline fixed up yeah. alright my baby my baby <laughs> What a dig. It's really hard to find yeah. a picture of Waltz in the French Dispatch. It's basically just that uh, poster that everyone Is he in, like, the credit block and the trailer? I was surprised to see I don't think he... Um, it, he might be, because I know Saoirse was... Yeah, she also... Sent? She's in it for literally, like... What a odd... I mean, I guess he just very had all of his bit. friends, like, yeah. come back. Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember if he's in part. the trailer or not. I don't even know if she's in it. Because I remember people... She's on, her name's she on the poster. It. She, is, she yeah. is in the trailer. Oh, okay. There, I remember yeah. her. Because yeah. uh, she... Okay. I eventually was like, oh yeah, I do remember when she got cast. But she was the only person in it who surprised me, I think. Oh, like Waltz by the presence? Yeah. yeah. Waltz, I definitely remember that he was in it. Oh, I had no Waltz, idea. I think I yeah. audibly went, what? Like, out loud in the theater, yeah, was which like, was weird because I didn't see it by myself. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, huh? Because um, <laughs> it's, like, it's like, I guess that's like, Waltz in that section is sort of the, like, weird little surprise. There's the foe in the... Right. In the third I guess section, Norton's yeah. the other the one who I didn't remember if he was in it or not, but I assumed mm. he probably was. Right. He shows up. That's a funny little walk. Yep. He talked to the uh, um, wait, where's Defoe? I can't. He's at the Who? end with Wright. Yeah. He's, he's with Wright. He's he, like the guy who's locked up. Yeah. He's oh, like right. He's in the chicken now. coop. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does he have Robocop? a line? Yeah, he says he says a few things. I don't okay. remember exactly what, but he does. Yeah. Um, he says, thank God for you, Peter. 
and yeah, all of the other we lines. Rule this world together. <laughs> the people of this um, city, and then he smacks them upside down. Yeah, head. whatever. Um, uh, I love uh, Willem Dafoe. What a what a, what a man. What a What's not to love about? Willem Dafoe. Name is William. Yeah, and he said it wrong. And once, he goes and by then, yeah. That well, rules. Yeah. It's a bummer that, that he is in two movies that came out the same weekend, and I just have no interest in either of them. But he'll be back. This weekend? What's the other one? Last weekend. What, what's the other He's one? He's in Nightmare Alley, isn't he? Oh, what's the other one? Oh, he... Oh. Spider-Man. I don't oh, know. Spider-Man. Spider-Man. <laughs> He's in Spider-Man? Just saying, just saying he has absolutely one, no so. interest. <laughs> No interest in that. They brought him back. Yeah, call, yeah. Back? Can they do yeah, that? Yeah, Colin. Yeah, Colin has no concept of what the movie is. Obviously, there's no other Spider-Man in the movie, though, right? Wait, am I the only one who's seen it on this Zoom no, call? I saw Spider-Man. I'm not a fan. Okay. But uh, <laughs> I'm leaving this call. Oh my god. We'll talk offline. We'll yeah, talk um, offline. What uh, about? I do think yeah, the French is an interesting person to bring up. Uh, with regards to the French Dispatch, because I feel like he, in this movie, isn't doing much. Obviously, like, we barely remember that he was in it. No. Um, sure. But I do think that what I like about the French Dispatch and its sort of caricature-ness of how it treats the characters reminds me, at its best, uh, of Defoe in life aquatic where i've like mm. he's doing a big character and like going for something but there is like an emotional resonance with what he does which i think mm-hmm. specifically the last two segments of french dispatch have a good handle on and it's sort of what i like about anderson and i wish that there was more of it in this movie which is why i'm like sort of mid to not into it really do do we know Defoe? does anyone else know Defoe's character's name in The Northman, his next movie. No. He's playing no. Hymir the Fool. Okay. Hell yeah. <laughs> He's Hell playing Boo Boo yeah. the Fool. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. I love when he just shows up and shit. When he's in Aquaman, I, I, I the the sound that I let out the first Listen. time I saw it, I just I just I love him so much. Volca. I love when he's in a we gotta blockbuster. Stand Volca. Oh, is that his he's, name? I, I feel cannot like, remember. I feel like he's the only thing that has me interested in the New Yorkers. Because that's... We've, oh. I think I've talked about this with Cullen. That, like, that, it sounds kind of bad, but... It's got an odd cast. Yeah. What's the... Isn't what's it like this? Margaret Wally? Oh. It's, it's Emma Stone. Emma Stone's the lead, and then, like, Ruffalo's Naturally. in it. Quali is in it. Both Christopher Abbott and Gerard Carmichael are in it. Weird. Yep. That movie's mm. gonna come out before On the Count of Three. That's a... <laughs> what is it about? It's, I have it's, no idea. That uh, it's like a Frankenstein thing. Like, Stone yeah. dies and Defoe is like a mad scientist who brings her back to life. I'm in it. I'm in on it. Let's go. Love that. Love that. Already, already know. in it. I don't know. It's gonna I be mean, so weird. I, I'll maybe give Yorgo's rope. I feel like I'm out on him right now, but it, there's just been. What What are you out on him based on? Rewatching yeah. Sacred Deer and Dogtooth, and oh. being like both of these are not that good at all. Oh, um, I forgot you were dumb about those. Yeah, <laughs> but, uh, Dogtooth. Really, that's like. <laughs> 
the greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing people that was an interesting or good movie. Oh my god. Yeah, Killing of a Sacred Deer, I've maybe talked about this, but that, like, I watched it and didn't like it, but then would think about it and be like, why didn't I like it? Isn't that really funny? And then watched, like, a couple clips and was like, oh no, this is bad. (laughs) It's got, like, fine stuff. No, it's great. I, I, no. It's like if, if Killing of a Sacred Deer is a classic movie. I saw frame one of, and I was like, "Oh, this movie is great. This is fantastic. <laughs> it's great from st- t- start to tip. I love every second of it. Oh, every performance in it is good." I don't think that's I didn't care true. For that. I think. <laughs> yeah. Oh you wow. Sunny Sunny Soldier. Sunny Soldier. Throwing heat legitimately. Yeah. No question. With the bleeding eyes. <laughs> yeah. Listen, Sonny Soljic made that movie, then he made mid-90s, and then became a, an Instagram skateboard teen. Yeah. We stand a legend. He had he has the right career path. That is Emilio's dream. He's been out of movies. Oh, <laughs> Just becoming a skate yeah. Instagram kid. Yeah. Like, literally. P- pivoting out. Pivoting out of movies into something actually cool is my great dream. Right, right, which is why you talk about movies literally all the time. It's not cool. Listen, this is a stepping stone. This is my killing of a sacred deer. (laughs) Okay. Oh my god. (laughs) But yeah. Did you Um, have any general thoughts on the film, The Frank Dispatch, Haley? On the film? Um, General thoughts. Uh, I think overall it's not my favorite Wes Anderson. I'm usually very taken by him just because it's whimsical and it's fun and like even when it's bad it's still still pretty good, you know? Um, the only one that I haven't seen is Isle of Dogs just because I was scared he was going to kill more dogs um, m- more than he sure. <laughs> usually does. But uh, I, guess he I must. liked it. I, I don't really like, remember. It's kind of a, it, it, he must. I haven't seen it. Also, yeah. I mean, there's a lot of, there's just like one of those movies where I was like, I'll get to it, you know, and right. I never I've got seen to it, it and I'm twice, okay. And I'm like, there must be dogs that die in that movie, but I don't there remember. There has it. to be, right? There definitely is like harm done to dogs, but I don't know if any of them die. Oh, see, even that, if they I'm do, like, it's mm. like a heroic death, I feel like. Okay. Okay. It was just one of those, like, I was just like, eh, um, yeah. But I, Grand Budapest is like an all timer, so it's the, like I knew this one going into it. I'm like, this is going to be very like whimsical and fun, and I'm going to see all these actors for about ten minutes each. So it pretty much met my expectations, except for I think um, I really loved Jeffrey Wright in this. Mm-hmm. Not that I ex- went into it expecting not to love him. I just like didn't know he was going to be in it so much. Um, yeah. yeah, and he's becoming like. A capital M movie star, I think, because he's like booking some roles, and I love yeah, that journey. So good the, in no uh, <laughs> the Batman trailer for the first time this afternoon. Yeah, he's in like uh, five yeah. seconds of that trailer. <laughs> I can't wait. It's great. He's got That's... a mustache in it, right? Yeah, uh, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I liked his look in well, this because I'm so on. used so to him I... having those like giant glasses, you know. And like anytime sure. he's in anything, he's always right. got glasses. Right. Except maybe Bond. Can I, I don't say remember something if he has that might Bond. be a spoiler for Batman that I've he's heard. great in. He's great. Oh, in Bond. Uh, I, go ahead. I'm okay. Yeah, sure. I don't know. I have no idea if this is true or not. But I've heard that Barry Keegan plays Jeffrey Wright's mm. partner in Batman, who becomes I've the heard Joker. This. 
I've heard this That's rumor as really well. That's really funny. Yeah. I saw that would that, be uh, so silly if they did I that. I saw that on Dumois, which, like, Dumois is, like, sure. the Instagram, like, the celebrity. Like, Barry, I you think never know Barry shit, Keegan's but. brother posted to Instagram, like, I can <gasps> finally say my brother's playing the Joker. <sighs> I f- That's I messy. F- wasn't the That's news messy. though that they, that they were literally like making screen they were sc- doing screen tests and it was like oh yeah we showed one version where he becomes the Joker and then we showed another version where they don't. That's funny. Wow. That's, don't. Funny. Oh, that's funny. That's funny. I like that. Because I think <laughs> they, like they, the they, test they, audiences they, are going to decide, decide if you get to be the Joker. <laughs> yeah. I think, but I, th- I think the thing is there because they're still maybe like maybe we bring Phoenix back. Oh, maybe. Would that, that be that, a I think similar? That is yeah, what it they're... would be. I feel like we're getting off track. Maybe. <laughs> I hate to be the one to do this. <laughs> I was trying to think about like universes, Speculating on the and it back, just doesn't back. seem. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, Jeffy yeah. Wright's great. You were saying about <laughs> That's what look. I was saying. I feel like I they like could do both. They could have, they could have oh, Phoenix <laughs> be like Keegan's Joker mentor. Okay. Cullen's yeah. on the edge of a cliff right now. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I do. I, I agree. I agree <laughs> that the, the, the costume, I mean, obviously Anderson's such like a has a specific mind with details uh-huh. and everything, but I do think yeah. the costume. Yeah, costume. And he's obviously playing, like, sort of James Baldwin, yeah. obviously. Yeah. I liked his 70s look, like, during the uh, the interview section with, with Leave, yeah. and, and I thought that was a really fun... I, I liked the setup of that. I think that might be my favorite segment, actually. I thought that that was really fun, because he played with a lot of different styles, yeah. and the animation was really cute and great, and anything with my baby girl, Sersha, like yeah. even though you only see her for, <laughs> what, two minutes? Not even... Uh, yeah, she understood the assignment. <laughs> yeah. she always does. She always, she like, even it when it's in sure. a bad she movie, she, she gets it. She gets it. You got to see those blue uh, eyes, and she, that was enough for me. I was like, great. Yeah. She took her foot. She put her whole foot in it. That's true. <laughs> um, as usual, as usual. <laughs> Show me more range. Me and who? You can't. True Detective can't. season two, everything. Oh my uh, god. Yeah, True Detective season two, and it's the, the shot of Sorsha and the little kid. <laughs> yeah. Sorsha. I'd watch that. Um, I'd watch that 100%. But, I'd watch anything um, with her in it. I love her so much. Yeah. Sorsha code. Here's the thing. I mean, we oh got boy. into it in the other segment where we just keep praise on French Dispatch. But I re I just truly adore that Del Toro performance, and I can't even oh, he's fully great. put my put my finger on what I think he's doing that is just like so emotional to me. But I, it just works. I feel like like everybody in the movie, he's basically doing the Del Toro thing, but pitched in a direction that I can actually appreciate, which is like sort of similar, but with McDormand, where we've said before, where it's like she's sort of doing the McDormand thing, but actually mm-hmm. in a way that I like, of, yeah. not in the way like of her two Oscar recent Oscar winning performances. But Del Toro, I just like sort of welled up, and there's so there's such imagination in that segment, including like mm-hmm. what ma- probably my favorite shot of the year, which is like him like coming to get Revelory out of this out of the chair mm-hmm. and swapping mm-hmm. out for him. Yeah. Which is just like I loved that. that yeah. I thought I that was that great. Moment. That yeah, that moment's just like what I appreciated about the movie, which is just like you you had the opportunity to make a movie and you did it basically everything that you could do in a movie. You like mm-hmm. fully were excited about the possibilities of just like 
putting in a little flourish just because it seems nice, which is obviously mm-hmm. what the movie's about. It's about like the value of a person having a perspective and like floridness and like like taking someone's story and making it your own and more beautiful yeah. because that's what the beauty in life is like appreciating it from the outside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I've said this about Damn. old is the other movie I've said this about this year, but like the cast is like so good and like all basically giving as good or better a performance as they've ever given that like obviously mm-hmm. you give all of them credit but you also kind of at that point have to give the director a lot of credit for just like bringing incredible stuff out of literally everyone yeah, yeah for sure yeah, I, mean, I mean Leia Seydoux obviously is like I disagree, but the- <laughs> with old or with, with no just I patch. don't think uh, I think the cast is frequently fine. I don't see best work from like anyone, maybe, except for maybe right. But I interesting. Okay. I think it's like I, I, I think like yeah. all of the big roles are best work in a while. I guess like like right best work in a while. Del Toro best work in a while. Mm-hmm. McDormand best work in a while. Chalamet best work ever. Murray no. I do really like in On the Rocks, but he's really good in this. See, and even I like Chalamet a lot in this. He, I think, I think he's just a good, a good actor. Like, I feel like yeah, he's a good. Bro. I think Gerwig gets the best out of him, to be honest. But um, yeah. he's fun in this. I, I enjoy him. Yeah. Oh, what? I, I mean, I don't have like a specific oh, opinion about Chalamet and Gerwig. I just don't like any of her movies. Yeah, that's, that's um, fair enough. Fair but, enough. Uh, I'm glad I didn't wear yeah, my Little I, Women. Uh, I do this. find him particularly annoying in Lady Bird. Lady Bird is a he's movie so funny. where I was like, maybe I'm out that's on this guy. No, he's so funny. He's so good in He's so good I haven't lied he's... in seven years. That's so funny. That's so funny. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the the thing about Chalamet with me was I was just I used to be like. Gerwig is maybe the only person alive who knows how to use him because I, I thought he was like weird and not good in uh, like uh, every almost anything else he was in. Mm-hmm. And then this year was like the year where I yes. was like, oh no, he he's like a yeah. good actor with range, and, yes. and it's just like a very particular one. Like obviously, mm-hmm. like him, bo- basically his entire career path plus everybody else has been making the like young Depp comparisons, mm-hmm. but like. Hopefully he doesn't go fully yes. down that path. And you haven't even. I don't know. Seen he's about to do Wonka, up, which he's the MVP of. Oh God, I forgot he's in that. I forgot. I'm, that I mean, exists, I am simply. Ju- I, I'm simply. I'm not gonna see those. Yeah, you up. should. Especially considering you shouldn't. Because I did is the MVP. Oh God, I, I might look the fan cam. Yeah, I'll watch. Yeah, we'll watch the fan cam. Like. The same, the same way I watched Hillbilly Elegy two years later because I lost a bet. <laughs> but, okay, so uh, what's like, the bet then? What's the bet to get you to watch Don't Look Up? Huh. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, what? what uh, that's, uh, yeah, that's how we end this segment. We, we kind of come up with a, with a excuse for me to watch Don't Look Up. I'm not trying to get you to watch uh, that movie. It seems, it seems very bad. It's really bad. But, yeah. 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 A bet? Uh, <laughs> I don't even know what. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Am I a fucking bet? bet? Am I a bet? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um, Do we? Uh, we're gonna cheese all that, Amelia. <laughs> I, have to say. 
I don't even. Um, yeah, I truly can't even. Fa- I was like, <laughs> how many listeners this gets? But that's not interesting for anyone else. <laughs> like, you can bet on whether or not Berlin happens, but that seems sad. That's pretty that's morbid. morbid. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Um, morbid us, the living vampire. Um, what's something that is supposed to be at Berlin? <laughs> Uh, no, we can't do that. We can't can speculate. just speculate on that. <laughs> no. I mean, like, I okay, know, let's like, let's do this. This is fine. Let's do this. <laughs> if by the month, if by the end of the month of January 2022, I have not finished the book Cloud Atlas, I will watch. Don't look up. <laughs> great. That is great. <laughs> All right. Great. I am four. I'm four chapters in, baby. Yeah. I know I haven't given the listeners an update, but I am four, <laughs> finally four chapters into. Why are you reading into, this book? Was that also a uh, bet? I mean, they're not. There's like, <laughs> that's actually one of the few things where it's like there's personal reasons. That's why I'm reading. Oh, okay, okay, okay. But, okay, so I okay. Get it. but also, I just want to watch the movie, and I and I mm, was like, sure. I'm not gonna watch the movie till I read Cloud Atlas because I own Cloud Atlas. Sure. And then I spent two years not sure. reading Cloud Atlas. I guess I thought so I can't watch the book. And then read the book. But yeah, definitely finish that book because Don't Look Up is really unpleasant to watch. It seems All like right. it. And Just based that. on those bangs enough, you know. <laughs> she has terrible bangs. I mean, yeah, she's got these like turf bangs. But yeah, the bangs. She's are. always fine. Listener, listener, can you tell Haley just got bangs? Okay, but my bangs are nice, and I'm not a turf. So, <laughs> and not, I'm not saying I just meant, I just is, meant that all of a sudden a you have hard opinion, hard <laughs> opinions on bangs. Okay, well, I got bangs. All right. Um, yeah, they gave her bad bangs. I mean, yeah. Jennifer Lawrence is so beautiful, but it's like that wig. I'm like, what are we doing? What are we doing with those? You think it's a wig? I don't, I don't know if it's a wig. I think it's got to be a wig. <laughs> I would not allow I, Adam McKay anywhere near my bangs. I'd be I like, you get away from me. Yeah, he, I have yeah, a pretty good wig dar. Hair, much, like Dave, much like David Fincher gave Jared Leto cornrows. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, with that. <laughs> with that, Haley. Yes. Thank you for being on. Yeah, thank you so much for like giving us your time. <laughs> thank you for having me. I'm sorry we did. I don't know if we talked enough about French Dispatch, but Please, I would this say is what we need. This is a nice good. reset. <laughs> movie good. I this, liked it. This episode will not lack will not lack for French Dispatch <laughs> talk. Yeah. yeah. Cool. 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 Uh, great. <laughs> yeah. It won't lack for anything. Yeah, I'm excited to, be to... Like, too much, too much. <laughs> how long of an? How, what's your longest episode? Do I you think, think like two right forty-five. Was and it? We've Annette? already passed that. I have. Was it the Annette episode? No, no, no. That's like two and a okay. half. And that was and that was long. Our longest. Was I our listened to all Peter. of it. Okay. Yeah, it's, I mean, Parker? longer than the movie. Yeah. Listen, I'd hope to have a podcast where people aren't like, and I actually listen to the entirety <laughs> of it. But uh, sometimes that's the case. <laughs> For the first time ever. Oh, are you saying I listened to all of Annette without having seen Annette? That's more of what I meant. I listened to it. Crazy. Then, <laughs> I know. That's I'm crazy. Insane. You should watch. You should watch Annette. It's a I'm, good oh, movie. I'm going to. I'm going to definitely. <laughs> yeah. I just keep. I, um, I keep forgetting about it. So. I should. Speaking have. of the French. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Is there anything Haley, that you would like to plug? Is there anything that you would like to plug? Any special Twitter handles? What, do, um, what are you doing? Well, my Twitter is at Haley, H-A-L-E-Y, Oldham, like Old Ham, uh, with an underscore. 
and I follow y'all on Twitter. So I guess if people really wanted to follow me, they could just look at your followers uh, and plug. I don't know. There's a little movie out that I really loved that is called Spider-Man No Way Home. Wow. Um, that you guys, I, I don't know if it's going to make a lot of money, so maybe if you want to go and see that. Um, I'm also going to hugely plug Licorice Pizza because I loved it. It was great. Um, and if it's, you're oh, listening to this be. before uh, New Year's Eve, watch The Apartment because that's one of my favorite movies and it's a really good New Year's Eve movie. And Emilio and never I watched that it. together oh, like really a year good. ago. You'll it was nice. It. Yeah, never oh, Colin, you'll yeah. love it. It's one of my, all, it's a Billy Wilder <laughs> joint. Mwah. Colin, it's, great. it's a great film. You should watch it with friends. Okay, great. Well, time for the next segment. Au revoir. All right. We're back for our final two guests. Yes. Uh, This is 11 and 12. What a Franstacular it has been. (laughs) The best for last, I would say. I have no idea who the other guests are. Closed us out last year, I believe, also on the Mactacular. Yeah, Yeah. the Mactacular. Oh, yeah, we sure did. Um, Meg, the closer shield. (laughs) (laughs) Um suplexing mank into the corner <laughs> yeah yes um so, uh, so we uh, said Jesse... we're gonna start out by for yes. the third did we say time. their names returning favorites sam herbst yeah and Jesse said welcome yeah, yeah. i did okay but i'm sorry all we're talking yeah. Yeah. always be closing <laughs> right yeah 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 <laughs> okay so for the third time yes i'm gonna let everyone know uh who plays uh the producer in this film uh the French actor Blanche Gardin, who is of course the significant other of Louis C.K. Yeah, cool. Really Great. crazy. <laughs> really crazy. No. Happy to be here, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> how do I? How do I leave the Zoom? <laughs> Isn't that crazy? As truly, since I have first said that to a guest, he has been trending on Twitter constantly. <laughs> Huh. Yeah. He'll be joining the call. Right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sure. Yeah. We got okay, him. Cool. We, he's very bookable yeah. these days. Yeah. Wouldn't would be the first. <laughs> yeah. He's very bookable. Loves showing up in places where he wasn't invited. Uh, right. He did say he Christ. has a little surprise for us. Um, all right. I did see that she's also a comedian. So I guess that sort of makes yeah. sense in the sense that he is, quote unquote, a comedian. <laughs> Yes. He's so funny so, in the movie also. Uh, yes, yeah, so we've brought you both here to talk about Bruno Dumont's Franz for the most part. Uh, so let's just... Uh, we've been talking about this movie for over four hours at this point, maybe? Basically. Uh, so uh, what did you both think of Bruno Dumont's Franz? No. <laughs> yeah, it's a no for me. <laughs> it's it's going to be a no for me. Ex- Haters. Haters. Excellent. Excellent. Um... Yeah. All right. It's like the third, <laughs> it's like the third worst Leah Seydoux movie of twenty twenty one. That can't be true. <laughs> it's the it's just best. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I thought you loved No like, Time to Die, Cullen. I do. It's also great. Her only bad one like, is French Dispatch. Like Sam, like I, I got really big. Uh, wow, they really thought they did something. Vibes off mm. this film. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Where they were just like, being famous is so hard. <laughs> we get it. People want to take photos. Everyone, everyone get gets it. really mad at what it's about, but they all think it's about a different thing. Yeah. I don't know. Did you it, guys think like, it was crazy that her name was Fran? It's so funny. I mean, yeah. That's, yeah, that's <laughs> so pretty funny. crazy. Yeah. Like, what does it mean? I it's think that was so also part of the... Though. 
really thinking you did something where it's like, let's name her France. But see, this is <laughs> why I don't know. This is <laughs> the defense that we. This always is a have fascinating Bruno Dumont impression that you're developing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's in the room with us. Yeah. <laughs> he, he and Louis C.K. just been admitted into the room. They've been yeah. playing rock paper scissors until we let him. I don't him know what in. you're talking about. He joined our Zoom call. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is what everyone says that it's like so obvious. And I'm like, yeah, but that is the point. <laughs> it is- I get that, but I'm just like, why are we all here? Why? And for this funny. Long? That's why it's so funny. It's really funny. It's funny that it's like two and a half hours of making the same point that isn't that interesting over and over again. I mean, I don't even like- think it's trying to make the point that people are like, it's so obvious you're making this point. Like, I think it's so obvious that like you don't even need to talk about it. It's like the rest yeah, but of then the it stuff does for two and a half hours. <laughs> I just like being on the same side as Meg for once. I mean, yeah. you Can guys, I just say that? I was so scared I was going to come on this thing and she was going to tell me the no. reasons I was wrong. No, She's the only both... person I fear in this chat right now. <laughs> yeah, that's very fair. We both fair. didn't like Meg. Yeah, you both were Meg haters. <laughs> okay, yeah. Not in the tank for Meg. I yeah. just, I watched this movie a week ago and you sent it and I just haven't thought about it. Like That's crazy. Once <laughs> sure, yeah. I mean, yeah. It's, uh... Andy also hates it. Yes, it's really yeah, bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not um, true. <laughs> Yeah. Do you? I, I like this. I mean, I I, I don't like know what local, to say about it. Yeah, I, I, I just I just I sort of like it. Hurt someone and like I don't know. I just like, ugh. <laughs> it, I it, it's like it half committed to like eight different potentially interesting ideas and didn't follow through on any of them for two and a half hours. I think that's that's what I think is actually sort of the juice. I think the movie. I think the movie is more earnest than it's yes. letting on. Maybe is I think the level at which is operating it, which is what I. I'm fine with it being it. earnest. Like I think, like you, if you're gonna have your earnest movie be two and a half hours, please have a thesis. <laughs> That's more than just fame hard. <laughs> no, listen. Yeah. Bruno Dumont hates yeah. a thesis. If we He's if the we've vibe arrived at anywhere, yeah. Okay, well, I don't like the vibe. Yeah, there's no like, vibe. <laughs> yeah, his movies boring. have pretty rancid like, vibes. <laughs> but that's the easy thing <laughs> I would yeah. even say that, like, France has a rancid vibe. I'm just like, ugh. Ugh. What a chore. <laughs> that's, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm maybe more thinking of Slack Bass. I mean, Slack Bass. Mo- that bad. has the most rancid vibe. But it's also really funny. Um, like I couldn't yeah. tell if it I was mean, at her expense. I, I, it's not. I don't. That yeah. feels pretty clear. Is that it's not like, at her expense. But then, but then she continues to like suck, and I'm just like, come on. Right. Well, like I don't this know. is the, I, yeah. this is my yeah. continue to suck. My it my is. sticking point is I think the movie like hates her and hates everyone else in the movie, and no. I like it really drives no. me crazy. Uh, and everyone keeps yelling at me about this. Uh, this, no. this <laughs> yeah, that, you, you're not it's the victim enough. here. I think the movie. Thing, <laughs> I think it's so just a fact. Like it. You yell at us. Like the movie does think that she sucks, but it also thinks that it's okay to suck. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. a bad opinion. What do you mean? You not. should be better. You like me. <laughs> what do you mean? Oh, yeah, come he's on. like, no, all I mean, family like, over here, here fucking be paying us taxes. Yeah, Get the fuck out of here. I don't think she's not trying to be better. She, she just still sucks. She's like, I've never donated to charity before. <laughs> here's uh, <laughs> here's this house or whatever. <laughs> Amelia, what do you think? 
Uh, I'm more mixed on it than Jesse or Cullen, but I sort of arrive at liking it just because I think Seydoux's really good, and I think she's like sort of the key to the whole thing where she's playing it earnest. So like, I I try not to worry about like whatever Bruno Dumont is thinking or doing about it because I have no <laughs> control over that. I just know that when I when I see Leia Seydoux give that performance, I'm like, I think that's it's like pretty again earnest when she's sad i sort of believe she's sad when she's like doing her thing i think it's sort of like chuckle worthy <laughs> um there are moments that are funny i like yeah. when the car crashes that's a funny scene <laughs> what um, do you all think of the, the car crash <laughs> yeah what uh, i think it's maudlin i don't think it's funny <laughs> it's so funny that's maybe <laughs> the hardest i've laughed at a scene this year wow I don't know. I think I think the best part for me is that one scene where she it's maybe like the first time she goes out on reporting and she's like trying the phrase over and over again with different emotions. Yeah. Like that is the moment where I get the movie the most. Um and like I get it again at the end when she's interviewing the like wife yeah. of the like murderer and she like needs to do the reverse shot and it's just like so like she has like less than zero consideration for that woman. Yeah, um, she like but, looks but then directly I, away from her to do it. Yeah, too but then ultimately really. I'm just like, I get it. I, I get it. Yeah, <laughs> That's like, my I, ultimate. I, I feel like like you get. I get it. Maybe five or ten minutes in, and then there's no heightening, and it's just I get it for two and a half hours, and it's yeah. like when the eighth Arnold. person asks yeah. for her photo, I'm like, I get it. I get it. And she's like, Ugh, it's hard. Look at it. I mean, that's funny. <laughs> I am, I I do have to say I'm looking at the list of movies that I've seen this year and it is possible that the reason I think this movie is so funny is that I maybe just haven't watched any comedies this year. You got to see <laughs> Me You Madness. Oh my god. It is the funniest yeah, movie of the year. Talking about Ban this that movie from yeah, do you want to do you want to explain who made Me You Madness and who their significant other is? It's a vanity project by Louise Linton, who is an actress and she wrote, directed no. and starred in the movie and she's and of course she the wife to? of Stephen Mnuchin. <laughs> but Former he's not involved in the movie. <laughs> he's not involved in the movie except maybe money-wise, but he's not in any of the credits. He's not thanked Maybe any credit. Money <laughs> uh-huh. And this is the funniest thing I've seen this year. I should <laughs> say, I like, don't think that the point France is making is like a bad or uninteresting one. It just like doesn't, it kind of, it's like an undergrad thesis where they like say it five, like in the longest way possible to <laughs> sure. fill the space. Where it's like, okay, you could have dug a little deeper. Or yeah, I mean that is. <laughs> I, I mean, I maybe, ag- I maybe agree with that, but my, my take on that is that like, all of the words he used to fill up the space in the middle are good, so I enjoyed reading yeah, that over long it, essay. We haven't really talked about because like, it, it is long. Um, super long. It's kind of long. But I don't it's feel the length long. at all. No, it's very long. I, yeah, find, I just feel so engrossed really by it. I was like, edge of my seat the whole time. <laughs> okay, so I, I feel like I I want an explanation. Why is it good? I mean, it's just good. I think Sedu is No, great. no, no. That's not <laughs> That's enough. Incredibly funny. <laughs> Yeah, it's it. just funny. That's kind of okay, all okay, okay. I can let's, do. Let's get into it. What is funny about it? Tell me why you laughed. I mean, it's uh, just the situations she's put in, and she plays them yeah. humor, humorously. Like, the scene where she's at the... Uh, with, like, the Freedom Fighters for the first time. We've talked about this a lot, where she's, like, staging them to, like, walk past the camera and then, like, put their arms up, and everyone's, like, laughing together. It is funny, and then 
a, a different guest that we had on was talking about how they didn't really think it was funny, but they find it incredibly emotional and like beautiful the entire time. And uh, I find that scene and like other scenes to sort of scratch that emotional itch. And like Amelia was saying, I think Sedu just plays all of it so earnestly that it is like hard not to be captivated by her performance. And then there's so much happening, like, uh, uh, what's like, like, uh, situationally, like how there's the set of the car that like, uh, they just can like walk through the doors basically. Like it's just like a facade or there's like the scene where they're driving and it's, you can tell that it's just like a rear projection screen, like flipping on and off as they're supposedly driving. And it's like in this otherwise naturalistic looking movie that there's these high art things happening in the background. It's so fascinating to me that I just was like glued to the screen and couldn't take my eyes off of it. And then also it is also just like has these funny things that happen where she's like getting shot at and it's crazy. And then it just like hard cuts to her at a pool party with all the people that she was filming with. And she's trying to hit on this guy who's like, what is happening? Hmm. Yeah. I also think like, a point that other people all who have been on this episode have been to be like, this movie is bad, is that th- th- is being like, this movie's trying to be like, to die for, or Nightcrawler, or, and it's not succeeding at that. And I think what I, I appreciate the movie is that it's trying to engage with those sorts of characters, but in like, a setting in which you have to consider them a person, and they're like, a fully rounded human being with like, thoughts and feelings, and like, you may you maybe there you might feel bad for them if something happens to them but like I, like when i watch a movie like nightcrawler i just am at a disconnect because i'm just like this is a fake person this is just like some like weird vapid like person that you made to put in your movie to like make some sort of point about whatever the mm-hmm. media is saying about whatever whatever is happening and i think recasting that sort of like power hungry willing to corrupt the media person as like a sort of pathetic dumb person who just has no concept of what they're doing being right or wrong i think is pretty interesting for the length of it and i think Sadu plays it well enough to be like she is capable in certain aspects but also just like clearly has no handle on the weight of what she's dealing with but also has like these personal implications that are fucked up by her entire existence and she can't just reconcile all those things and they it just leads her to being sort of a weird miserable person. Sam, did you get any of that from the movie? Uh I, I like don't think that she's like a fully realized character. No, me neither. Nor do I, I think the movie wants us to think that and I think like the way in which the movie treats the characters around her is like indicative of that like the way that the movie treats like the husband and the child like does not tell me this is like a fully realized character and we should be like looking into her depths for that like i would actually go so far as to say that i think that like the chadai for example that you mentioned is like that's actually the version of the movie that does that yeah i don't know like i think but the thing about to die for i think is that i'm i'm sort of the opposite with to die for where it's like every it's like everybody except the central performance is like a real person and then you exaggerate whatever nicole's doing to be like well this is this is like the band and this is like the opposite of it where it's like everybody around say is sort of like 
just like an idea of a person and it's and they're just like like these sketches of people but her, she i think is playing it the very most intelligent earnestly. thing the film has to say it says right away which is like here is you know this woman who uh is is her ego drives her life and like that's how people in the world treat her and that's how she conducts herself and it's made her very like ignorant of the actual pain and suffering in the world and like real people problems whereas she's like very wealthy and just totally detached from the stories she covers and like views everything in a very um superficial way in terms of like how it's shot and how it looks and how it appears and how it's perceived and then it just keeps making that point over and over again and there isn't really any heightening and i never feel like she learns anything because she's like the object of the film not like like it, the film is trying to make a point about her and her learning anything would i don't know isn't in the film's agenda and i don't like i at no point does she truly make a personal change or learn anything and i think that would be fine if it were a 60 minute film but because it's twice that length and it just keeps saying the same thing and going right and it's just like yeah i know like we, we did that like um and i don't know like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i i just think that like this is going to be a hellish comparison I'm going to make, but like yesterday I was the only person in my 1.30 PM screening of uh, nightmare alley, which is a movie also two and a half hours long, which has like no thrust in it until like maybe like two hours in where it like tells you what movie it wants to be. And then it's like too late. Whereas like this is like two and a half hours, but it tells you like the thrust in the first like five minutes. And then you're just like left with that. And I just yeah, like, don't like, think it changes at yeah, all. It's like, here's this wealthy woman with blinders on who like briefly gets an like an inkling of self-awareness when she runs a guy like hits a guy and then like and then that's it <laughs> i don't think she learns anything after that i don't even think she learns anything when she does that because she's so uh uh privileged that and, and ignorant that it's not even something she has to consider and i think like the film thinks it's making or is trying to make a commentary about uh, the disconnect between the cults of personality reporting on like real world events and stuff, but it says that right away and then doesn't do anything with it. <laughs> it's like, I don't know. Me and Kyle I like that she's both. dumb, and I like that she doesn't learn anything. <laughs> but I would like that more in like a ninety-minute movie. I don't even need her to learn anything, but like, no, I, I don't either. Think yeah. she doesn't like face any consequences. Like she goes to like alpine therapy, <laughs> like. Mm-hmm. Which is really great which scene. Is, yeah, I love that stuff. That's the one more moment yeah. where I'm like, that's very funny. It is funny, but it's just like I, I'm all for jokes. I'm all for bits. But like, if you aren't like, if you're not heightening or like altering the momentum of your joke, then I'm gonna get bored. But I so think it's, it, it does. It all registers at the same pitch as it for me. Goes on. Not for me because she doesn't like digest anything. It's just the same. Uh, knock knock who's there for two for, for two sure, but like, again like it's not like the movie starts with her uh, husband and child brutally dying in a two and a half minute long car crash I mean there are definitely yeah that's wild there are definitely moments like she clearly feels something for that 
other man and like it clearly expresses that she was like hurt by the way like the things mm-hmm. happened with it like there is growth in the sense there but I'm just like what am I to make of I guess she just didn't give a fuck about her husband and kid what? cause he's like a bozo or whatever <laughs> like, like I mean, but she seems so concerned about the kid and his like schooling and stuff prior to I don't know I do think it's funny that they're like their names on the little like crematorium are just like so clearly like you talked about the like high camp of like career projections just like so clearly photoshopped yeah. onto that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just I think it's a very like interesting movie that I. It's great when you said that you haven't thought about it since you watched it. I was like, this is crazy. <laughs> it is like I keep thinking about like. I mean, it is just obviously it's so much of Seydoux's face but like there's so many expressions that she makes and like we've mm-hmm. talked about the scene where it's like shot under the steering wheel and she's like staring down the barrel yeah. and then like we haven't really talked about the last scene where she like they almost get mugged and she's like crying on the guy's shoulder but then like looks at the camera and it's like this movie is funny and <laughs> this movie is cool <laughs> yeah. I don't know about cool no, I don't think I, I want to add I want to ask two questions. Have either of you seen any other Bruno? No, Mars I knew what also? he's made. Um, he made, he made, yeah, uh, the, Jeanette, the Joan of Arc. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Joan of Arc I've, yeah, I've seen the Joan of Arc musical. What do you think of that? It's fine. Okay. Maybe I'll check it out. I mean, yeah, look, it's good. You would hate it, Andy, fair. but it's pretty good. Andy hating a musical? It's, like, um, it's <laughs> the opposite of what Andy wants out of him. It's, a musical with heavy metal and non-professional actors. Oh, Andy's two least favorite things. <laughs> Andy hates France because it's about him. <laughs> he hates poor people. <laughs> what is this? Um, I, listen, uh, um, but yeah, a lot of jacuzzi. Yeah, the second question. <laughs> I haven't even said it. I guess the in like second question minutes. I wanted to ask. <laughs> I can see your faces every time I talk about liking the movie. <laughs> We've been recording for five hours straight, technically. <laughs> the second question I wanted to ask, just to like, I guess, bring stuff together, is: Is this movie? Do you think this movie is better than Man? We haven't no. talked about it really. No. Okay, and then I would. I I I no, swore wow. I'd never watch Mank again. I would sooner rewatch Mank wow. than rewatch Frank. Yeah, I would watch. I would rewatch Mank. Have right either now. of you? change your opinion on Mank? <laughs> no, absolutely no. not. Colin, don't ask so me like You're maybe stepping on next year's <laughs> Sure, I guess we will, yeah. Mank again. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? I have not thought about at all. Mank's, I think about movie. Mank every day. Why? What do you Which think about scene? it? <laughs> I, I just think, no. I, I mean, I listen to the music Helen from it a like, lot. Helen got, like, cursed by a witch, and now he can only think <laughs> Yeah. You don't love to the answer score. the question since none of us have answered it. I think this movie is better than me. Yeah, I think it's better than me. Nah. This movie is like one of my favorite movies of the year. Colin. It's so good. <laughs> There's so many movies uh, out there. I've seen a bunch too. <laughs> Was it the only film you saw? No, I've seen like too many. <laughs> it's currently sitting at number 56 um, on my 2021 list. I'll do it. I'll do it. How many how many movies are on that list? Uh, 57? <laughs> uh, 81. Oh. It is my number Bottom 8 third. out of 68. I've right. probably been playing up it's the like, amount that I like it. I think I have it at like 25. Yeah, I think 65. it's... 
Yeah, I, I, I have it like out of thirty out of like it's fifty it's, something movies I've seen. I don't. I right don't even <laughs> like it that much. I don't. I don't like. I don't really like any of Bruno <laughs> Dumont's films. I just, I just like. This is my I just favorite. Sort of like Dumont thinking also. about him. He's, he's like a uh, weird guy. What's to think I about? I mean, that's There's like, like a nothing low bar. to chew on that's with this film. It's just a little weirdo. It's, it's literally like Jello covered in whipped cream. No way! This is Every like time he makes a, a crusty movie, baguette. You're like, this is the movie <laughs> that you're making. My God. And it's always interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it is uh, incredibly interesting. Not a word I would use to describe yeah. France. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he okay. should yeah. He could stop making movies. That's, that's <laughs> You're so crazy. <laughs> yeah, he could die, I guess. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, France, just to keep the record going, uh, it is right behind Beckett on my list in my top ten. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> I truly hate... It's the last episode If you bring up Beckett for one more goddamn episode... <laughs> I haven't mentioned it yet. You need to stop um, talking about Beckett. It's like the eighth straight <laughs> episode the you mentioned the film Beckett. Beckett. He is forcing um, us to watch it for our awards. You so can't stop talking. Yep, we'll so all good. talk about Beckett. Um, <laughs> it's going to backfire so horribly. No way, everyone's going to love it. Um, do either of you have takes on... Meg, you said you lived in France. Yeah, I worked in Paris for like five months. How does the movie compare to real life? <laughs> I mean, Parisians definitely like care about appearance in a big way. Like, mm-hmm. uh, I was pretty like was there in the summer, mm. and these fucking people <laughs> were wearing full three-piece suits like yeah. on the subway, like just like. And I I took the six, which is uh, the subway that's overground, so it's like literally like sitting in a toaster that just gets like baked in the sun. <laughs> And, like, these fucking finance bros were, like, all wearing three-piece suits. And I was like, mm-hmm. I'm going to die. And it turns out that, like, literally the whole city of Paris, ta- like, plays a game of chicken. Where it's, like, a game of being like, oh, no, I'm wearing wool trousers in 30-degree weather. Like, oh, sorry, I don't know what your Yankee conversion sure. is. But, um, so probably, like, 800. But I was like, that is young. normal. That's so cold. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, like, like, the, like, the game is, like, how... <laughs> how unbothered you can be. Yeah, sure. So it's right. like, I will sit here in my, like, like, whatever, way too much clothing for the weather and, like, be fine and not break a sweat. Um, so it's like, there's definitely something to mine there in terms of commentary, in terms of, like, <laughs> you think French people being... Well, just French people being, like, kind of, uh, you know, obsessed with appearance yeah. and how things look and, like, and whatever. And You yeah. wish the movie were more about people there. pretending not to be hot. <laughs> uh, well, or th- I, I just think it's very funny. No, like, yeah, I yeah, think, yeah. I think I think the French thing of everyone being like yeah, for sure. very put together all the time mm-hmm. when like I know that's not true is like th- that's hilarious sure. and like something that could have been funny. Yeah, yeah. whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is big me wearing a hoodie in Puerto Rico in the summer. Uh, energy. Like just it, uh, deciding deciding I want to look good no matter how hot like I get. Opposite equal of that in Canada, which is high school boys wearing shorts sure. in, like, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, that very big here, winter too. weather, yeah, where mm-hmm. it's just, like, them being, like, I'm not even cold. <laughs> like, right, yeah. like mm-hmm. it's That's the same classic, thing where yeah. French people are, like, oh, no, like, I'm fine, actually. <laughs> like, heat? Never heard of it. <laughs> right. Um, so. Assuming you did not watch the news a lot while you were over there, so you had watch the, the news what? a lot <laughs> while you were over there? <laughs> <laughs> to, to comment on his depiction uh, of news media, I'm sure you. I 
I'm I'm suggesting that you it's should so not have watched it, it a lot. So yeah. I hope if you did not, that's fine. No. Yeah, good. <laughs> um, not, not hip to no, the news. Yeah. The, world, the World Cup was happening. Sure, All okay. the news was just right. soccer yeah. constantly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do not recommend being in a Sam. European city when they win the World Cup, by the way. It's literally the oh, closest yeah, brush with like death I've ever had. Terrible. <laughs> um, and then I... D- <laughs> Sam, do you have it? Sam, do you have any opinion on French people? Because we had on some French people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was wondering if if Macron got a SAG credit for this movie. Well, he's not in it. Actually. It's just it's just you know whatever. Yeah, it's, it's just like archival footage. footage. Yeah, and then I went on the rabbit hole of um, how uh, in like the credits and letterbox for London has fallen. They're like all these world leaders with That's archival really funny. credits. That was like when Space Jam Two came out. Uh, Ingrid Bergman's number one movie on Letterboxd was that <laughs> because no. of the Casablanca yeah, clip. No, <laughs> really funny. I hate that. I think cool. that it went away. Uh, yeah, they they changed it, but uh, it was very funny for a while. Um, I don't know that I have a take on them. Um, I will. I do think Leah Seydoux, for the record, is a good actress and gives. Oh yeah. A, a, in so much of a good performance in this movie as I could say for a person that does not enjoy this movie. Um, yeah. I'm with you on that one. I think it's her best performance of the year in the movie of hers that I like the least. Nice. That's my take. Wow, what a fucking puzzle of a sentence. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Andy, you weren't here for the last segment. You didn't get to share your take on the French people. Yeah, um... Uh-oh. <laughs> I don't know. They seem fine i don't know i don't like (laughs) i don't like the sound of the french language as much as like many people it's impressive how you always end up at the worst possible i'm not saying i'm not saying it's bad i'm just saying also there's so many different like like French doesn't all sound the same. Like, <laughs> like sure. people from Quebec and Acadians sound like fucking totally different than people from Paris, who sound totally different from sure. like people from like East Africa. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, fuck Andy. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Idiot. I don't know. Like, I, I guess I don't know. I just, I feel like everyone's always like, oh, it's so romantic or whatever. Like, and I'm, like, it's like, <laughs> yeah, it, I, for I mean, a reason. I, to be like, fair to Andy, fine, I'm willing to say, <laughs> I'm willing to say, as someone familiar with the vast swath of different ways that people speak the English language that that language doesn't sound very good. No, there's So Andy, your problem with the French is that Fran- the language of French doesn't make you horny and yeah. so therefore these people <laughs> Sure, yeah. I mean, you know, you're like I can't get hot right. for it. I'm not in Yeah. It. <laughs> um yeah. I mean, obviously, I think they should have supported uh, our uh, invasion of Afghanistan. No, I don't. Can't even do that. Oh though. my god! What a heel turn! Freedom prize forever. You want us to talk about this? <laughs> no, no, no. no. Uh, I, I kid, I kid, I kid. That that is both fu- that's a, that is both a funny joke because it, it is a hard right turn, but also you are the only person old enough to actually have lived right. through that to remember that the controversy to like and freedom toast. Emilio. Yeah, um, freedom toast. Yeah. yeah, I mean, last segment, me and Jesse came out that's anti right. the French Incredibly people. Colin was with the caveat that they would not like me. 
I think that's fair. <laughs> yeah, I was like, they <laughs> seem like the coolest people. <laughs> I think we were talking specifically right. about um, like. Parisians. Yeah, I was the I was the opposite. Where I was like, the French people would probably yeah. like and me, I, and I, I would was like, I don't but, uh, in the yeah. same room right. as a French. Person. Oh, and obviously, we were, yeah. Yeah, we. I did clarify that all of our takes on France are based on like <laughs> yeah. whatever, like Parisians or whatever. Like literally, nothing scarier than a Parisian team. Oh my god! Okay, like, mm, like, sure. I would cross the street. Like they're so uh, yeah, I can imagine because <laughs> they're so cool. Yeah. Like I don't understand how like right. Uh, yeah anyway they're like very very cool like disarmingly cool and you're just like right. i guess i'll just be a little slug over yeah. here <laughs> it's like a parisian like 13 year old versus me as a 13 year old and like uh my sarcasm meter is full t-shirt or whatever whatever like generic <laughs> loser kid and that hat that you sent the picture i do know what you're talking about we don't need to get into that now yeah. <laughs> uh, i'm just gonna keep asking questions meg so when when we were Uh-oh. booking this episode at one point we were like we should have a french person on and then Jesse was like, "Does French Canadian count?" Did I and say I was that? like, "No." How do you? <laughs> I somebody was like, "Does a French Canadian person count?" And I was like, "No, they have yeah. to be from the country." I mean, of they're France. very different. Any response? Is yeah, that offensive? Like they're they're very different cultures. Yeah. Like um, a good or maybe not a good analog. An analog is um, like in the same way that um, the maritime provinces in Canada are kind of like a portal back in time sure. to like Scottish and Irish immigrants sure, yeah. maritime and, and, yeah. like, and like we all know and like our, <laughs> well, and like, and, like, like take a guess so like, <laughs> nah, hey listen we all know what am I talking about it <laughs> well just like the the accent that folks from like New Brunswick have sure. like that wacky the, the accent I'm sure y'all associate with Canada like the New Brunswick accent like that that's like a time capsule of an accent that came over to North America and it's the same with uh, the way that French is spoken in Quebec where it's like if like when I speak French in France they laugh at me because I sound like a fucking like hillbilly that has traveled back in time <laughs> mm-hmm. like uh, like they are very very different cultures yeah. and uh, and definitely don't have a lot in common so I think that they would both probably relish the separation but yeah um, especially because Quebec do be separating. They really want to. Sure. <laughs> they want to leave. <laughs> yeah. Um, I thought of that was my very like political way of not answering your question. <laughs> <laughs> Great. <laughs> Listen, that's fair. That those are yes. the questions we wanted. Yeah, I, to I thought of one other thing about French people and culture that which is <laughs> that right, the go off. The, <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> I thought about that swiftboat <laughs> captain John Kerry. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and. and 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 the and the back sitting here was yeah. trying to mind his blue collar blue collar comedy routine about why he doesn't like the French. Yeah. What right. do they talk weird? Right, trying to remember all the the material I loved in Jib Jabs in two thousand and four. Yeah. Um. Andy um, uh, Andy's the yeah, I, mean, guy in no. I said that that's what my life would be. Yeah. yeah. Uh. The, just it's just that the uh, the drinking culture that seems like a no go for me personally. Oh, see, but, yeah, uh, you missed also that I said one of the cool things about French people is they all smoke. Right, I mean, that's also very bad, yes. They should not do that. Yeah, gross. I mean, look. Fucking narc. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Come, come see, come see, come see. Exactly. You know? uh, and then, do either of you have, I know, you have you seen French Dispatch, Sam? Yeah. What do you think? Uh, night, 
nice movie good movie um what are my thoughts on that uh i like when tilda swinton said fuck um i think timmy and fran are really good together um i think jeffrey wright is great in that movie and it's probably the best performance uh um yeah, no, nice movie, Great. good movie. That's, yeah. yep. An adequate number of thoughts on that movie. Thank you. <laughs> people hate that Chalamet section. That's like, I've heard Ooh. multiple people be like, that's the worst part of the movie. And I'm like... I think it's the worst segment, force-ranked, but I still think that him and Fran are really fun to watch together. Yeah, I don't, I mean, I'm just like out on McDormand, I think, at this point, because I was like, whelmed by her and Macbeth, and then I was already like, not liking the movie to when I get to that scene and then I like started to pick up at the end of that segment uh, and I was just like what is McDormand doing she's just an autopilot again but I do like they do have a, like especially in that last scene where it's like going back and forth between the three of them they are like there's some moments between them I do think Chalamet and then the actress whose name I don't remember right now uh, their stuff is really great together and I think like yeah. that shot of them on the motorcycle is like one of the best scenes in the movie. I agree with you about her and Macbeth, by the way, just for the record. See, yeah, we talked about Macbeth <laughs> a little bit. I don't know if we'll ever do an episode on it, but it is just no, like, not. you... It's you not a, like, it's it's not a, a real, real movie. movie yeah, but, it's uh, like... Yeah. I, I like it. To be clear, I like yeah. it. It's yeah, just like I not also, a real movie. I like so it. It's, it's not as good as any movie that the Coen brothers made together. <laughs> we don't need to get into that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, it is just like... I think I said this before, maybe, but it is just the thing of if you picture a Macbeth movie that like looks like that and has all these people in it, you basically know what it is. The only real like interesting thing that they do, I think, is Catherine Hunter's performance. Yeah. Um, yes. And I mean, like Denzel is very good, but it's like, yeah, he's doing Macbeth. <laughs> of course <laughs> like, he is. Normal. Yeah, they ca- it was really brave of them to cast our two best actors in the greatest roles of all time. Like, what did we all expect? It was exactly what we expected. It's fine. We all enjoyed it. Why are we talking Harry about Macbeth? So we like. I mean, look. Yeah, we can't. We can't. We can't turn this into Macbeth talk. Because I, I do. Do what it's to call it the Scottish plays that you're probably into. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Um, We're all cursed. Um, <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Well. Uh, with that I will say like two of wait, two of the films wait, from twenty twenty one was like what year is yeah. it? <laughs> um that like stick out in my mind the most from this year were both French. Like Tatain obviously is you have to respect the French for being like give it the palm. Yeah. <laughs> like, no you don't. Like, <laughs> I, I do. I do. I just like I, I, I again like I'm I'm pretty like seven out of ten on Tatane. Um mm-hmm. but I I just like love that they were that that country goes hard on weird shit which is also why uh after blue dirty paradise is still in the front mm-hmm. of my mind love that sh- fucking shit jesse and i have already talked about it How yeah familiar. it's the uh hairy fruit guy oh, okay yeah sure. i think even though i don't like uh it's a hairy fruit oh oh no that's insider information i can't okay but, like um sorry <laughs> 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 um uh, yeah, like absolutely not a film for everybody. Definitely a film for me. Sure. Had a great time. Yeah, yeah. I think even like I don't really like Tatan, but I think it is a good Palm winner. Even though it's like 
It wouldn't. I mean, it wouldn't be my favorite of whatever can selection, but I think it is funny and cool that they. I just it love to that, that she gets to make movies. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. That. Like I, like it's mm-hmm. just like fun that she gets to do that, and I. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. I guess that's that's more how I feel about the Golden Lion winner, which is also a French movie that I guess more people will see it when it's at Sundance. But uh, it's called, I guess it it has to be called Happening because they can't call it the Happening because everyone's like cowards. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say they can, <laughs> but then they just have to yeah. live in the shadow of that great movie. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> They'd have to put a year after it for and every time it was listed. Sure. Um, so yeah, like, I don't know. Also, Annette. Like, I feel like there was, yeah. like, a lot of, like, ah, the French was just, like, the mm-hmm. theme of this year. Yeah, I mean, three of my five favorite movies of the year are either set in France or by a French director. Wow. Uh, French Dispatch, Annette, and then Petite Maman. Petite Maman. Uh-huh. The French sort wow. of fell off this year. <laughs> what? <laughs> 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 not, not a lot of hits. I haven't seen After Blue. Maybe After ah, Blue changes. I would my be very surprised. <laughs> <laughs> I still have Virginia Fera in my best actress top Fuck five. Yeah, sure, buddy. she's in the next Bruno Dumont movie. <laughs> Get excited! <laughs> it's got great her, Adele Hanel, and Lily Rose Depp. That, yeah, no. that's so sick. <laughs> star, star of Wolf. <laughs> we get to talk about. Did you watch Wolf? Yeah, I saw. Is Wolf. it good? No. All right, <laughs> uh, Sam. It, it gave me really big um, marrowbone vibes, and I was just like, absolutely not. What does that I'm mean? Not fucking with that I, shit. Marrowbone was it's the follow up film from the guy who did the orphanage, and it's also got like a wacky. Uh, what's his name? Uh, George Mackey slash McKay. Okay, sure. Yeah. yeah. Where it's like, look at George going for it. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yeah, George, talented actor, very wild tone to that movie. Like, very unsure how seriously anything is to be taken. Um, That's a bummer for like a uh, group of people that the movie like acknowledges as being very real, and then everything is like very silly around it. That's a bummer. It's weird, weird movie. Yeah. All right. it's been over 40 minutes we this whole episode is monstrously long thank you both so much for being here that was uh, a great there wouldn't be any other way to end the tacular great friends of the Um, show thanks for coming back on our 100th episode yeah congrats Mm -hmm. yeah that's what i was gonna say earlier this is our 100th episode we've neglected to mention that that segment (laughs) that's so rude Uh, (laughs) um (laughs) What would either of you like to uh, plug or mention at this time? Either doesn't have to be something that you your own work can just be something that you like. Or Twitter will be in. Or just pass. You can just say pass. Pass is inacceptable. (laughs) That's true. Right now, pass is an option. (laughs) No one's ever taken the pass option. Yeah, I don't have anything to plug. Um, Obviously, stream being the Ricardos on Amazon. Sure. Uh, Fun time. You're um you're or a go to your local you're a kid manifesto coming um, back. I can't decide. There has to be someone willing to talk about. You got to get Sorkin on. <laughs> for long I think I could probably get Sorkin. Um, get Sorkin's yeah. daughter. Write her a letter. <laughs> <laughs> Tell her sorry about Trump. Um, watch some uh, I yeah, Love Lucy episodes together. And be like... <laughs> yeah, just go stream. You know, being the Ricardos. I listened um, to some people stream being the Ricardos. And it was interesting to listen to them watch it 
Sure. Um, I will say that I and I tweeted this that there's a part where um, Lucy defeats her like allegations of being a communist uh, live on stage, mm-hmm. and um, the whole studio audience stands up and claps. Mm-hmm. And um, a man in my theater also stood up and claps. <laughs> what a hero! Them. That's he beautiful. was so moved. I love that. <laughs> that was and Andy. I'm sure you, I'm sure you <laughs> guess the approximate age of that man, but yeah, it was a real lovely moment in the cinema, and I'm glad cinemas are back. <laughs> Uh, head empty, nothing to Great. plug. Uh, Hell yeah. Um, uh, however, if 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 uh, you've been recommended acid westerns in the past and been disappointed, go watch After Blue Dirty Paradise, the wackiest western out there, uh, which features a villain named Kate Bush. So if you've ever wanted to hear a lot of French people say the name Kate Bush over and over again, oh boy, have I got a movie for you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that's all I've been waiting for. Is that movie I don't know. out? I watched it at TIFF, and I, I, I. That's fair. That's it's gonna come out like next November. They're gonna hold it. whoever has it will hold on to it. Yeah, for a it's while, gonna. I it's think. honestly gonna probably show up on movie at some point or something because I feel sure. like Europeans are movie more or shutter. more down with that shit. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I can't say who, what, when, where, or why, but I know that another Canadian international film festival deemed it too horny wow so which i think nice. is a glowing review <laughs> so uh, and amelia's uh, like you think i won't like this altered innocence that i've never heard of has picked it up for both the u.s and canada hell yeah i'd love to see i that. guess they also put out the wild boys uh and not a lot of other movies anyone's seen wild boys is the harry okay. fruit movie and with that Mystery solved. <laughs> and with that, <laughs> we're on to our our last segment. Yep, we'll be rejoined by, by the baguette. That's true. <laughs> All right, what a wonderful Frank Tacular that was. Boy, uh, we're the things we're now we rejoined and said about France. Mm-hmm. We're now rejoined, like by the baguette. Hello. Hello again, Ben. I am on my last legs. Bun, bunny. <laughs> yeah. bun, bunny. Your last crumbs. Bun, bun, bunny bun from me. O, Andy. Bun How me. soon you forget? It was only a few days ago that we talked to the baguette last. <laughs> I am this surprised I have made it this long. long. <laughs> In terms of recording? No, you remember no, how long it took. Ago, we've recorded the entire... <laughs> the entire yep. Frantacular in, in real time. <laughs> yep. it, I've definitely I've been here the entire time, not saying a word, waiting for yeah. you to introduce mm-hmm. me again. Mm-hmm. I've definitely Colin seen both the second. movies and know yeah, what I think about them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, um, that Jeffrey Wright segment, wow, really blew me over. They talked about in the entire podcast. Yeah, sure. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, Colin, tell your um, oh, yeah. so yeah, oh, I've we, seen French Dispatch now. No. I I was able to make the time. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, what yeah, did you think? Did you like it? It was okay. Okay, Not great. <laughs> I'm sorry to hear that. Um, How oh, me with a hot take? Um, yeah. Colin, so Colin's in the beginning of our story already, I thought it was going to be on the second segment, right? What do you no, mean? I in the last <laughs> no, segment. Oh, at, at the end. end. Okay. It was gonna be at I the thought last you meant segment, like in the next know, segment. Because we've already recorded no. the second. Yeah, we've already recorded that anyway. Well, I wasn't there the for story. that one. <laughs> I, was, yeah, yeah. I was missing for that one. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. So, yeah. Maybe. I ordered a cheese plate <laughs> at Toronto <laughs> the year that I went. And Amelia was like 
eating some strawberry and black pepper sorbet. And he was like, this is not that good. And I was like, do you want some of my cheese? I was like, you, this is... Now you're bad. No, I was like, this is this cheese <laughs> is incredible. You should have some. This is like Rashomon. <laughs> yeah. Very good, uh-huh. Bun Me. Very you're good. Cheese Rashomon. Yeah. <laughs> How have you experienced so much culture in such a short life? Colin was taking bites of these friggin' cheeses every time he was like, oh, oh, oh send my compliments to the cheese, <laughs> man. I mean, I did ask the bartender. <laughs> I was like, what type of cheese? Continental breakfast face every time he took out a bite out of And he was like, and this is blue cheese? That's not true. It was very specific, like, farm blue cheese from Toronto or whatever. So you're saying it was blue cheese and I was completely right with my coffee. No, but there was like some honey with it. There's some like very nice crackers. It was very good cheese. Uh, uh-huh. Shouts to the light Tastes box. like cheese to me. Yeah, Miller was like, I guess it's just cheese. I don't know. Ooh, Parmesan, yeah. give me more. <laughs> this brings <laughs> Papa Parmesan. <laughs> Folks, this brings us to uh, uh, the end of the year for Can I Kick? Yeah, we yeah. We haven't I mentioned that, I think, but it's been a wild year. Of- this is going to be the last thing people hear. Truly. Uh, ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've got some big ideas for next year. We'll see how uh, how all that executes. Um, but uh, we're, we're, we, we've been so grateful for everyone who's been listening for the last year. It's been so great to see, like some audience growth and like consistent like and hear from people who we don't really know very well that they're like liking the show uh has been extremely gratifying and wild uh certainly far beyond my expectations for what we would ever be able to achieve on this show uh and we want to thank you all for sticking with us and we hope that you enjoyed this episode and or any episode this year uh and we uh we're looking forward to uh 2022 um yeah, uh, yeah, and like we get Listen, to. I go ahead. I'll just say I love cheese and sentimentality as much as the next guy. I we just talked to a baguette. I can't. We, the baguette now. is still <laughs> here. Um, I'm still uh, yeah. listening. Yeah, yeah. We're no longer I, speaking. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Amelia has cut Bunny from okay. out of the conversation. <laughs> All right, <laughs> I know what I'm not wanted. <laughs> um. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, just to echo Andy's sentiment, it has also but, been uh, very good. Um, I, uh, it was very nice to see everyone mm-hmm. at New York when we mm-hmm. went this year. Um, I'm going to make a bold prediction and say that next year has our best episode ever. Uh, we don't know what it is yet. We have two episodes planned, maybe for the entire year. Um, yeah, but, too. <laughs> very good, Bun Me. Um, yeah. We might but, go back uh, to make next year after. Halloween. Yeah, we'll we will see. be returning to make <laughs> next year, a hundred percent. But yeah, it, I mean, it's been very crazy that everyone, anyone listens at all, and that the amount of people that do listen are usually pretty nice about it. Um, Bun Wee from O, is there anything you'd like to plug? Yeah, thanks for hey, joining us. Not too much. Uh, eat bread. So Have you, you like seen anything good meat. recently? <laughs> well, hey, I mean, it's a it's a bread's purpose. Like, it right. hurts, but I, I have to sure. do it. The glorious, like, sacrifice. Well, it's not also, glorious. Have you seen this? We don't really, I mean... Obviously, we're having if, a bit of if, fun. If people eat Jesse bread, is eating you... so much bread right now. I did not know that this, yeah. 
<laughs> she kept on saying, I'm going to have a baguette on. We didn't know what it was. Andy had to let someone in the Zoom. We don't know who it is. It just is a picture, like a stock photo of a baguette, and it says, a baguette. And Jesse has just eaten so much bread in front of us. It Over is the last... <laughs> 15 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> She's like sending messages and not talking because her mouth is full of bread. <laughs> I was not We're going to make her choke on it because she's laughing yeah. very hard right now. Um, <laughs> what a way to end the year, I guess. Uh, oh, yeah, this is bad. Is there someone near you who could administer the Heimlich maneuver if necessary? I'm fine. <laughs> I do not have the arms to do so, so you're on your own. Um, all right all right yeah i guess are we gonna do a round well, of plugs you. is that what's happening yeah no? yeah i mean I, before that i was gonna say thank you to all our guests yeah yeah um to who you've heard right and we don't need to name them right now certainly yep although i do also want to thank uh shane cannon for no reason in particular sure, sure. Sounds then, like a cool uh, guy. Uh-huh. Wow. And then, yeah. I mean, cool name. Uh, <laughs> you can follow us on Twitter, at Can I Kick It. Uh, find out what we're doing in the new year. Yeah. Or on Letterboxd at C-I-K-I-Pod. You can follow me on either of those platforms at uh, JCP Glick Weber. Weber has two Bs. And then uh, I would like to plug uh, the clip that Cullen tweeted on December 13th of a guy saying Ugabano. Yeah. Ugabano. Very good, Bunwee. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not Bunwee. Oh, sorry, Bunmee. Bunmee, bun right, yes. <laughs> you ignorant fool. I'm, I'm confusing. You're so rude to our guests, Cullen. I can't believe I was not. I've been the nicest to the guest. <laughs> Anytime I asked a question of the baguette, you rolled your eyes, Andy. Not true. Uh, yeah, I believe it's... I don't want to say the guy's name wrong. He's the red carpet reporter for Variety, and he's saying... He's talking to the director of Sing 2, and he says, Ugabano, and it's very funny. <laughs> yeah, um, sure. Is, that, is, it, is it me now? Uh, I'm Andy. You can find me online at Andy T. Germ, A-N-D-Y-T-G-E-R-M, uh, on, uh, you know, uh, Twitter, Letterboxd, uh, what have you. Uh, Jesse is stopping eating the baguette. She's, showing, she's got, yeah. like, a quarter of it left, I think. Um, yeah, a third, Yeah, maybe. sure. Um, uh, for my personal plug, uh, you know, I didn't plug it last week because I plugged something silly. Uh, uh, I'm gonna plug uh, Steven Spielberg's West Side Story, which is a fucking masterpiece and mm-hmm. so good. And hearing that score played on IMAX speakers Ooh. is uh, just uh, the the greatest thing that's ever happened to me. Uh, yeah, you probably should have plugged it last week, considering how well it's doing. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, you know, they'll, yeah, yeah. It's 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 a good movie. Uh, I'm sure it'll still play beautifully at home, uh, but see it on the big screen if you can. Uh, if, yeah, if you like um, the show and what we're doing and want to support us uh, now or in the new year, uh, we have a coffee, ko-fi.com slash can I. Maybe your uh, New Year's resolution is to uh, uh, make a recurring donation to Can I Kick It. And with <laughs> yeah. Uh, we'll, uh, what a resolution. <laughs> yeah. We'll uh, salute you for it and uh, give you uh, yeah. 
I like how that's not a gift to us. That is your New Year resolution that you give us money. Yes. <laughs> that you want to. There was already maybe like your New Year's resolution is that you want to support money. the people who make the stuff you consume more. I don't know. Um, but yeah, ko uh, fi.com slash can I. Uh, anything is always appreciated. Um, but especially any recurring donations would be so appreciated. Cullen. Uh, yeah, I'm gladly on everything C-L-A-T-C-H-L-E-Y and I will plug uh, the podcast Blink Checks Patreon episode uh, where they rank movie cinematic walks. Obviously, they're friends of the show. Yeah. <laughs> Helped us out a lot. Um, And it's great. There's a thing they do in it that's like the hardest I've laughed listening to a podcast all year. Uh, so yeah, shout that out, Amelia. I uh, watch uh, Beckett. You can. Fu- <laughs> I fucking hate you. So uh, <laughs> this bit has to end in the new year. <laughs> as soon as you all watch it. Yeah. Our, my new my New Year's resolution is getting Cullen to stop talking about Beckett. Um, <laughs> watch me, you madness. Like, <laughs> I am going to fight you physically. Um, let me see. Let me see. Uh, yeah, you can follow me on Letterboxd at I Laugh Alone, and you can follow me on Twitter at I Laugh Alone. I think I have finally calmed down from the baguette situation, so I can give, say, sort of sentimental thing. But I guess my plug is the city of New York, which I hope to have moved to by next year and since this is sort of our hybrid christmas new year's episode that's sort of my new year's resolution and it's the only thing i want and i'm working towards right now and obviously any help people can do with like the coffee or whatever or if you have a job to give me or if you just know people who want to move let me know because I had a great time at the New York Film Festival this year with my friends, and it sort of cemented the fact that I want to be living there and be doing stuff in that city. And I am glad to have a podcast that have fa- that facilitated me the opportunity to see different places in the world and see that I see places where I am happy and do feel like I fit in. So with that, I think we can end the podcast. Yep. Thank you, everybody. Yeah. For the au revoir. Uh, yeah. Thank you for the final <laughs> for the final time of the year. I will release our audience. Can I kick it? Yes, you can. 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 Well, I'm gone.